And we're live. Patter, welcome back. I'm back. You sure are. To our regular listeners, they won't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You're back. What do you mean back? Did I miss a podcast? You missed a four-hour podcast. Yeah, fucking four hours. Like, you smashed the record when you came round. Smashed it. But uh, my canting laptop... What it didn't, it wouldn't turn on. It wouldn't turn on, yeah. So that's probably why it was so easy and so good because I knew it wasn't fucking recording, you know. (laughs) Yeah, well, there is that element to it. But uh, what are you here for, Patter? I'm here to see what this off the lead is about, Frano. You surely are. Yeah, this is the first podcast whereby I'm not. I suppose I'm not trying to get something out of the guest, for want of a better term. You're here to get. I'm here to find out what the fuck is going on, yeah. And I'm glad to have you, and I'm glad to have you to do that, because I need to know. Yeah, I remember you saying to me the last time when you were on to me that uh, you need to be asked a question so you actually know yourself. Yeah, because I'm very confused, being perfectly honest with you. I kind of half know why I started it, and I'm glad I did, and it's, it's just, it's kind of blown up on me a little bit, and in a good way, but I, I don't know. So, like, put it this way, what what... What are you keen to ask? Or? Well, I have an idea of my own personal opinions and ideas on why you're doing it. But then just, I'd say there's an awful lot of people who are like, well, what the fuck is he at? Like, what is this all about? Is it interviews? Is it, does he want to become a journalist? Or is he setting up a cult? <laughs> or is he trying to rival Scientology? Or what the <laughs> fuck is he at? Like, he's this, doing these recordings with different people from all walks of life. Like, I, mean, I think it's a great idea, but is there a, is there a grand scheme of things? Like, is there... What's the, what's the end game? You said you had a few ideas or, or something to that effect of what it is that I'm doing. Can I yeah. hear Can I hear some of them first? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, because I want to know. I want to hear from the horse's mouth what you think it's about. But you see, again, I, oh, fuck, and not to go kind of around in circles. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. I I suppose I've been listening to podcasts for I suppose nearly two years now. And I say podcast, I've been listening to fucking Sam Harris, Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson. Mm. And what I think I was looking for was, I suppose, an Irish version of of what Joe Rogan does. Somebody having conversations with people exactly like Joe Rogan does, but not with Americans talking about American shit. Yeah, because I've heard a bit, I've heard a little bit, bits and pieces of Joe Rogan's... uh, Sorry, I'll just get you to push that mic a small bit away from you, Pat. All right, no matter. Uh, yeah, I've heard bits and pieces of Joe Rogan. You know, again, there'd be only five, ten minutes. I don't, these three-hour chats, I don't know uh, how people listen to them or do they listen to them all or do they listen to them, like, as I was saying to you before, like a radio in the background because I can't, I can't see anybody being able to just sit there and listen to it for uh, for hours and hours on end. But uh, I've heard, you know, five minutes, ten minutes of Joe Rogan's podcast and they sound very good, but I've never actually sat down and listened to a full one. And I was wondering, do many people listen to full podcasts or do many people, are you aware of listening to your full podcast? Or Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. And just on my own kind of listening to podcasts background, for want of a better term, um, I think I'm representative of people who listen to podcasts. Uh, right. And with the likes of Joe Rogan, and this is what people don't really understand about the, you know, the three and the four hour long conversations. When Joe Rogan or, or anyone that I'm listening to regularly puts out, let's say, a three-hour podcast or in Joe Rogan's world, three three-hour podcasts in the one week, I go, happy fucking days. There's nine hours of listening, basically. So it's 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 passive. So I'd never, ever, ever sit down and just listen to a podcast. When I'm at work, it, I suppose it's an alternative to the radio. Yeah, essentially. So that's if you think of it like the radio, it's on in the car, yeah. it's on in the background at work, and depending on who I'm listening to and what they're talking about, 
I will or won't listen to it depending on what I'm doing. So if I'm driving, that means that I can give it my full unavoided attention you know to a degree i'm not going to crash the car because of the attention i'm devoting to what i'm listening to but if i'm at work and i'm doing something that's kind of noisy or because like when i'm watering say it's quite a noisy process so i might miss the odd word here and there and if joe rogan's just having the crack with some comedian that's grand yeah but if he's talking to somebody about like a deep and meaningful topic you want to hear here on every syllable yeah exactly i don't want to miss anything so yeah people do listen to it all now my the way people are listening to mine, I know by the by the kind of the back end metrics on on the websites, the majority are listening to them all. The majority might take four or five, if not ten, attempts to listen to, listen to, to them yeah. all. Um, but for the most part, yeah, they're, they're list- if they're listening to them regularly, they're listening to to all of them. And what might happen is they might listen to an hour of a three hour long one and stop and not go back. But that's just because they're presumably it's because they're talking about something that just doesn't interest them yeah you're not going to listen to every podcast everybody does like are you? you're not going to be that interested in in, in certain things or are you or well it's, it, that's I've, I've a ready answer for that because i've only kind of changed my listening of joe rogan's in particular um recently so when i started when i kind of got hooked on podcasts in general i was listening to every second joe rogan put out i listened to right intently. um so that was you know three or four a week two or three hours at a time all day, you know, no problem listening to them all. Um, and did for like a year and a half. But I suppose in the last six months, I've become a lot more a lot more selective. I'm In his case, I'm skipping all the ones he does with, you know, fellow comedians. And I'm only really listening to people that I kind of find interesting. Well, you're refining what, you, what type of guests you're listening to on his show. Yes, I suppose if, if you compare it to, if you compare it to radio, if radio was just invented you know, last week. You're going to listen to you're probably everything. Just, yeah, you're just going to listen to everything. But over the years, you're kind of going, you're going to, you're going to know the difference between good and bad and you're going to be a lot more selective in who and, and what you listen to. And that's the fucking beauty of podcasts is you're choosing what you listen to. Yeah. When you go into work and someone has, you know, Today FM on, you're being subjected to whatever comes on that station. And, you know, probably what 30% of it being ads half the time so you're just being bombarded relentlessly with fucking Harvey Norman or yeah, whoever yeah. the hell is on the radio waves these days and TV is the same exactly yeah and people are changing their ways Netflix and all that now and avoiding all the ads and all that aren't they as well yeah Netflix is an interesting one because I thought Netflix was kind of the not the new not the new TV I thought it was a new thing completely and it wasn't until Des my last guest um, it wasn't until Des kind of pointed it out to me that you're not you're not being selective of what you watch by watching Netflix. You're still being limited to what Netflix gives you. That would be Dez's approach. Yeah. So anytime I say to him, oh, I was watching this really good documentary, he'll go, you know, where did you where did you watch it? And I'd say Netflix, and he'll just roll his eye, roll his eyes and go, oh, yawn. You and every other fucker out it's there. It's narrowed down to it is, whatever it, Netflix aside is for you. Exactly. Exactly. So Dez would be a big YouTube man, um, because you know there's a billion people using it all the time, uploading whatever, no matter what your interest is. Like, if you're interested in glow-in-the-dark worms, there's probably 10 hours of glow-in-the-dark worms material on YouTube. And, you know, replace glow-in-the-dark worms with whatever it is you're into, like. So, yeah. Yeah, so you're the Irish Joe Rogan, then. Ah, It's not what you're trying to be, though, is it? I'm getting a feeling it's something a little bit different than that. It's not just a podcast. It's certainly not just a podcast. That's what I thought. certainly not just a podcast. Uh, Like, that video I sent to you the other day of me and Des getting out of the lake, that, to me, is... (sighs) 
Fucking <laughs> nuts. You need you need to put that up though, don't you? Well that that's that's what I'm getting to. That's going up. That and What has that got to do? What what does getting out of a fucking frozen lake have to do with podcasts and off the lead? Seeing that this is meant to be off the lead, off the lead. Well it's not just the podcast as I've kind of stumbled out a mm. couple of times uh, already in, in previous episodes. Now, what it is, I don't know, but it's certainly closer to, I don't know if you call it a movement or a philosophy or a cult or a religion mm. or a club or what or all that? them things. Or maybe all those things combined, yeah. Um, but the the idea that, getting back to the, the video of, of us getting out of the lake, that to me is, is off the lead activity. Big style. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm. Uh, Some may say fucking crazy. <laughs> but, but here's one for you, right? Um, I'm, I suppose, a, a, a triathlete. I, I swim, my bike, I run, amongst other things. And in triathlete world, they only swim. I don't even know the months. It's like March or May to September. This in Ireland, yeah. 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 So they only have events and they only train the swimming part in open water and lakes. So put it this way, most triathletes out there, no matter how serious you take them, like Graham Mack in there, yeah. he would take Listen his, to Graham, fantastic. Yeah, like he, he, he's, he's, the only reason he's not a professional athlete is because he's not getting paid. Yeah. Do you know what I know? Yeah. Um, and whatever swimming training he's doing now is the same swimming training that everybody else in the country is doing. It's in a swimming pool. And he's not doing it in open water where he would compete because it's too cold. Because the top of the water is frozen solid. Only in parts. <laughs> that's only, enough to... Only in, the part that you have to get into <laughs> is fucking frozen solid. So that's, but, a, that's a start. But put it this way. The, we did it in just swimming shorts. In, even at the height of summer. On but the hottest the, day of the, the year. Swim, dry suits or wetsuits. They, or do, they, they wear the wetsuits. And even in a full body wetsuit it's deemed too cold to go into the water in a full-bodied wetsuit yeah. in October. Never mind fucking the 20th But you got out your red raw, like, you know, fucking close to hypothermia. I though. was, and you want to be careful with the whole yeah. hypothermia because you, you could fucking catch it fairly lively. Yeah. Um, if, you, if, if, if the person taking the video doesn't give you your keys quick enough to get back into the van, <laughs> you fucking keys. I just had to laugh at that part. I thought that was one of the funniest parts, but... Hey, look, if for, for the people wondering what that's all about, it'll be it'll be in the video. Oh, man. But, um... Yeah, you, you limit yourself, and you do it. You, you do it smart. So, where we were there was in Loch Ramor in Virginia, and we started out and we swam. I don't know for maybe was it about fifteen twenty minutes. We were swimming in the water, but we were never any more than you know ten feet away from something that we could pull Grab ourselves onto, out. Yeah, of. yeah. And you or, had your and you had your big life boy. So what do you call them things? You have Baywatch job. Know. Yeah, if, yeah, exactly. It's fucking a tow float. They have a hassle have running down the beach. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. And the idea of that is uh, like I would wear that at the height of the summer. That's not a, that's anyway. not a cold thing. That's basically just if you get into difficulty for whatever reason, you're not just sinking like a stone yeah, to the bottom. You can hold on to it and fucking scream help or whatever. Um, I've never needed to use it, but I suppose it's like a, it's like a seatbelt as such. You don't intend to use the seatbelt in your car, but you know you're not yeah. driving down the road without it. So, um, so you've taken triathlete, or is that what you call them, triathlete? That's what you're you're swimming, bike, and running. Swimming, bike, running is a triathlon. So you've yeah. taken that essentially off the lead as well by getting into it when the lads that actually do that. No, it's not that I've taken the, a triathlon off the lead. It's it's being off the lead is not. It's not taking. It's not doing what everybody else does. It's not being told that the lake is too cold. The lake isn't too fucking cold. If I can get in and swim in it for twenty minutes, 
in a pair of shorts. Anyone else can get in in a fucking full body wetsuit. And mm. it's just an example of how you can do all these things yeah. that people say that you can't do. Like this idea that, you know, it's, oh, I'd go for a run, but it's pissing rain. What the fuck is stopping you from going for a run? Go out and run in the pissing yeah. rain. There's, you know, during that kind of way, and it's, it's that mentality. People, people are so fucking, I don't know, there's a kind of a herd mentality. There's, there's things that people say and it, I don't know, it crushes independent thought. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. And I, I'm not I'm not going to upload that video with the idea that people are going to start jumping into fucking lakes and freezing themselves half to death. That That's not the point. The point is, put it this way, we went to another lake. We do, We go to a lake every week. Basically. All right, so Des does as well, does yeah, he? Yeah, Oh, I didn't know if you, just, if you just threw him in there. No, no, De- myself and Des do it every week. And we've been doing it for the past 10 weeks or so. So we've gone to a different lakes. We've gone to 10 different lakes right. in the area, which is cool in itself. I've gone to places that I've never been before and gone for a swim. Like um, Now, granted, the ones 10 weeks ago lasted a bit longer than the ones mm. more recently, purely because of the, the temperature of the water. But we went to another lake, I think it was in Mulla, the far side of Kells. And when I get out of the lake, there was two people uh, walking past. They were just out walking on the road, an old enough couple, they were probably in their 50s or so. And they kind of saw me and kind of, made a funny face as if to say fucking lunatic like and walked off and that was grand but I'd like to think that maybe the next day when they were going out for their walk and maybe it was snowing or maybe it was a couple of degrees colder and they were about to say or they would have said oh it's a bit cold to go out walking sure if your man can get into it and the into the water, yeah, and that's the the kind of mentality that I'm trying to, I suppose. Right, so you don't have to copy what you're what what you're doing, no, no, but you're no, just no. breaking the breaking the norm, just even slightly. I I think so, yeah. yeah, I think so, because if if again, if if people are kind of looking outside and saying, oh, it's a bit cold to go out for a walk, yeah, but earlier on the week or the month, they saw or heard of some fella swimming in a lake in his fucking boxers or you know a pair of shorts. Like we may breaking well, the ice to get back into to, into shore. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that, that was a bit unexpected, to be honest with you. I wasn't, I didn't, because we didn't get in there. We got in somewhere right, else right. and swam back. Like, so I wasn't really expecting that. But I suppose it's just to, to foster a mentality that, you know, all is not as it seems, I suppose. Mm. And getting getting people from different, as I call it, different loops. Like I've had like a, a martial artist on days would be a, that you could call that a tech podcast, I suppose. Talking about things that people wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise, I think it just wakens people up a little mm. and it kind of broadens your horizons. I suppose. I think. Oh, and big if, time! If yeah, any yeah. of all this makes any sense? No, it, it it does. Yeah, because and a lot of the people you were talking to, maybe, uh, maybe you know, people that are listening to our podcast mightn't ever really, I suppose, talk to somebody like that or hear what that person you know, their opinions or their thoughts, especially if they're an expert in a certain field, you know, and they're talking to you for a couple of hours there and people could be, you know, finding out things and especially, I've noticed as well, just like, uh, you've had people that I consider, I know, you know, 20 odd years and you're learning new things about them just by listening because for once it's not in a pub environment where you're, you know, as we we were saying before, weren't we, I think on the original podcast that doesn't talk, everybody's talking nearly probably every, every week in the pub but, are you actually talking you just making an idle fucking chit chat you know what I mean yeah I, I, idle chit chat like Jesus if there's one thing that kills me it's it's small talk it's this you know how are you ah, I'm alright yeah how and people you? think they know someone for years and you mightn't fucking know you know much about their actual personal life at all because it's, it's the idle, idle chit chat over a pint you know you don't know a fucking thing about yeah, it yeah just talking talking for the sake of talking and just keeping just noise really isn't it yeah no no absolutely just filling filling the gaps you know, break, breaking the silence um, and it's gas because like there's people out there with super interesting things to say like I haven't reached far and wide for the 
what? No, yeah, that's what, that's what I noticed. Like, you were, when you've done your first couple of podcasts, I was there, he's going to fucking run dry soon. And then the next thing you get another one, he's like, yeah. And the, the, the more people you have on, the more people I'm thinking of, do you know what? Jesus, you could get him out or her out. Or, there's so many people doing all from all different walks of life. But I think then people don't really want to discuss a lot of the time. It's not that they don't want to discuss, they're nearly afraid. And I've asked a couple of people that I find interesting characters, you know, over the last while, would you be interested in coming like, Oh no, not me, no, no, no. I wouldn't have the personality for that. You get that a lot. Yeah. Everybody's got a personality. And you sent me a thing. I don't know if this is gonna be the is this gonna be the because I was showing it to a few lads uh, I was out with there a while ago. But um I don't know if it's going to be the leading statement for your off the lead or was it just something just came into your head that you sent me in a, in a text a quite a long WhatsApp. But it was just basically, I don't know, as I stumble through life, I'm going to try my best to do this, that and the other. You yeah. know that. Is that is that is there some reason for that or was that just, did that just come out? Because um, I have it here, like. Read it out. If you I have it to hand. Yeah, I'll have to. We'll, we'll, make, we'll make it a first. I usually ban phones from, from this. All oh, right. Phones do no, I, I thought this might be what you're going to uh, have on your um, on your podcast or, or some sort of leading thing because it was pretty profound. I thought anyway, and the people I've showed it were wow, that's that's basically it's it's a very it was a very good example of well, it's, it's I would view that very much as a work in progress. Yeah. So again, and that's why I was delighted when you said that. I think the way you put it was you were going to Vincent Brown my ass. Yeah. <laughs> that's this mad cult about Francis. But I I need that like because I, yeah. I, I I need to kind of figure it out because I think there is people and I did say it to you at the time I reckon there's people out there that are going what the fuck is this cult at like what what what, are you, what what's the objective what is he trying to do or what is he trying to be or what what what's the what's the aim or the outcome are you looking to make money are you doing it to try and create a movement or and you were saying at the time that you need you need to be asked these questions because nearly you need to be asked it to actually be able to answer it. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And on the on the, am I looking to make money aspect? I want this, whatever this is, to be my full time gig. Right. And in order for me to do that, I need to, I suppose, create a revenue stream from it. And there's a couple of different ways that I've thought of so far in how I'm going to do that. And I'd be intrigued to know what your what your kind of knee-jerk response is. One is, the, I suppose the original idea was, or what most people do, should I say, is they have a Patreon account and they upload their podcast, say, um, for free to the public forever. And then if, you, if you're giving them X amount a month, whether it's a euro a month or a fiver a month or a hundred grand a month, whatever your figure is, if you're subscribed and you're paying a monthly fee, whatever it is, that means that you get access to either just the, what everyone else gets for free, but maybe a week earlier, or maybe you get some of the behind the scenes uh, material. Maybe you get um, podcasts that were are only for uh, Patreon subscribers. So that's the kind of typical revenue model. That's for, how you go about monetizing a podcast. Yeah, for, it, for, yeah. for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Now I'm not particular. I'm not a particular big fan of that. What what I would much prefer is to have everything online for free forever and then charge someone a membership to the off the lead club or whatever you want to call it. Right. But call it a fiver a month. It's not a fiver a month, a fiver a year. So for what you get for your fiver is a username and a password that gives you access to, let's say, a Dropbox folder online. And in that Dropbox folder is, I don't know, maybe it's the text message exchange between me and you before you came on. And me and all the other guests before they come on, from before and after, um, you know, before the podcast and after. Yeah. So, you know, the first one is, hey, man, you know, 
thinking of starting a podcast would like you to be a guest what do you think and don't have a personality back. for it exactly exactly <laughs> and I got that from loads of people and a you lot get of that pe- from most people of course because so most people like I don't know most people think they don't have the personality for it yeah absolutely and we mentioned earlier and I'll get back to the, the monetization of it but we said earlier that fuck what was it um, it's almost as if I'd run out of people to talk to Everyone I've ever met, or even a blind stranger, and literally everybody listening to this podcast is a perfect guest. Yeah. And the people who are the least equipped to have these type of conversations could actually be the best, best podcasts. Yeah. Because as long as you're able to like have a conversation with someone, yeah. you're perfect podcast material in my eyes. And I've actually gone, not that I've gone wrong slightly, but I've had, in my view, too many almost personalities um, and I found that I've been interviewing people. I don't want to interview people. That's that's something that I really, really, really want to st- steer clear from. I don't want to get on, you know, a, a motorbike guy and interview him. I'd sooner yeah. get on a guy who's mad into motorbikes and have a conversation with him. It, it, I'd much prefer if the Where conversation... Where it sort of dips in and out of motorbikes and well, yeah, well, I, I, talks about life in general as well yeah, as well, that, yeah. Absolutely. And the life in general is from, you know, a motorbike enthusiast perspective. perspective which is going to be different than somebody else's. Like. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're, they're conversations. They're not. They're not interviews. Yeah. Can I read this out, or do you want to read it? Out? No, no, no. Go for it. Because I, I just thought this was great. Because I was actually showing a couple of people that, and they're there, right? Because it do, it kind of probably answers a couple of the questions that I'm here to ask, and it probably answers them for you as well in a, in a, in a sort of straightforward fashion. Because I was, I think I was asking you what what this is about, and you just had a, a, there's a little bit at the top that has nothing really to do. But you were saying, in order to clarify, my podcast isn't remotely objective, nor will it ever be. It's biased. It's subjective. At times, I'm sure I'm going to appear sexist, racist, ignorant, homophobic, intolerant, arrogant, bigoted, and a whole host of other undesirable things. But, as I blindly stumble through life, I will be as reasonable and logical as I can be, trying as best as I can to understand myself and the world I live in. And if someone, anyone, wants to come along for the ride, then they're more than welcome. The thing is, I see there being holes in our society, and that's not to say that we have lost anything. I think that science and technology have widened our horizons, but in doing so, have left gaps. It's in these gaps that people fall through. It's in these gaps that people get lost, are left feeling isolated and afraid. Afraid. One thing that seems to separate me from most is my relative lack of fear. I say relative because it's not as though I lack fear itself. Quite the contrary. But in a way, I seem to lack a fear of fear. So with that in mind, I'm going to attempt to show people why they needn't be so afraid that I and everyone else are just as uncertain and just as full of questions and doubts in our collective attempt to navigate our way through life. And it's not rocket science. My plan is merely to have conversations with people I find interesting while periodically broadcasting my internal dialogue, like now. Because for every random thought or musing I have, you can be damn sure that every other single person in this country is doing something similar. And that doesn't make you weird you're not touched. You're just you. And don't let anyone tell you any fucking different. And then you finish it off. With that in mind, I hope you to, I hope you continue to follow me on my journey off the lead. And I just thought that was brilliant because it does sort of sum up what you are actually trying to do. I, I think it does. And that is very much a, a kind of a work in progress. Mm. Now, put it, I say it's a work in progress. I might I might tweak that endlessly for the next ten years and yeah, not, you'll refine and, it and not change it. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I'm saying? No, yeah. I, I mightn't change that. I might it might be perfect the way it is. I, yeah. I don't know because I don't. The more you work on it, the more you might realize the original 
yeah. is just exactly what you want because it's probably you probably would you could change it around but I think it's just the way it came out because you're obviously just writing it and just as it flowed from your brain to your to your pen or yeah, your text I, I actually recorded it right and I subsequently typed it out um, and so I wouldn't be able to personally I can't write in a state of flow right but I can talk, talk in a state yeah. of flow so dictaphone job or yeah I have a little I have a, like everyone who has a smartphone probably has a, a, yeah, a dictaphone yeah, app already yeah. in it so I would make recordings on my phone in the van at work out running out cycling out swimming or whatever I'm doing I would I could make 10 or 20 recordings in a day it might be 5 seconds long like it might it might be a second long and like, like put it this way I, I met a new contact today in relation to the business and I uh, he introduced me to his wife briefly her name was Maria and I wrote Maria in the back of my hand because I'm terrible with names and when I pulled out of his driveway I took out the phone and went Dave Heffernan's wife's name's Maria and that was my voice message that I, I saved myself and uh, I would do that, like I'd be driving to work and I'd know I'd think of something. Somebody would cut me off in traffic and I'd go, do you know what that fucking prick's problem is? It's And before I'd say it, I was like, actually, I might remind myself of this because <laughs> there might be something in it for, for later. So, and I think most people are like that. At, at times in your life or during your day, you might think of something and you might kind of go, fucking hell, that's, that's a bit profound. Or, you know, I look forward to saying that to someone. And, you know, 10 seconds later, it's gone. It's gone. Like a fart. Never to return. <laughs> yeah. So I've gotten into the habit of recording them. And I think I wrote, or sorry, I think I recorded what you read out there in in a kind of a state of flow. Um, and subsequently, as I say, uh, transcribed it and probably changed it a bit. Yeah. Um, or maybe not. I can't really remember. But, um, yeah, I'd highly recommend to anyone listening, especially like if you're if you're regularly listening and you're enjoying these types of conversations, you're presumably of a, a certain mindset. Um, and if you're of that kind of persuasion, I think there's a lot to be benefited by in kind of recording thoughts that you have throughout the day. And the best way to do it is just to say quietly into a, a microphone. Yeah, because you know? you're, you're, yeah, you're always going to have your phone and you might not always have a pen and a pad. And as you said, it's easier, it's, it's a lot quicker speaking into a microphone than it is to... Uh... It is, and it, there's an interesting one there because before I started doing this podcast, I'd nearly have to, you know, sneak into a bathroom or, you know, do you know that kind of way? Yeah. Hide when I'm... Now you just it. pretend you're on the phone, do you, when you're recording it? Well, well, no, like even when I'm out running, like I'll, if, if I'm out running, it happens quite regularly when I'm out running because, you know, the, 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 the blood is pumping yeah. and the, yeah. the brain is fucking engaged or whatever else. And, I might be thinking about something um, and I think, oh, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll record that. And before I used to, as you say, kind of pretend you're on the phone, but now I just take out the phone and start talking into it like a mad person, basically, yeah. on the side of the road. Sure, every second goes that. <laughs> but, but, but I can do that because I'm not just some madman. Oh, that's probably podcast related, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you know what kind of way? Because I'm running this, I, I can get away with kind of doing what for a normal person would be weird but it's yeah, okay for yeah. me because I have a podcast yeah if that makes sense yeah but that's it, the, the fear thing as well is a great one I think because a lot of people do you know a lot of people have fears and I think we were were we making the point when we were having a chat the last day about fear is it's inbuilt into you as a human like to have fears and everyone has them but a lot of people don't share their fear anymore so then they think it's just oh, I have massive fears of doing this even coming out for a podcast like a lot of people be going oh no rabbit in the headlights even I was to a certain degree you know there's something 
it's just a little bit daunting about it. And uh, but you just have to do it, don't you? You have to. But a lot of people kind of don't want to talk about f- fear, or as you said, fear is uh, fear is healthy. I think I said to you as well. You well, need it, to have fear. It's it's necessary. Yeah. It's I, there's no there's no getting away from it. And evolutionary speaking, put it this way: people, you know, or animals say, because we obviously are animals. Um, but animals tens and hundreds of millions of years ago if they had no fear they didn't survive here, yeah. like if, if if you were if you were a, a mammal like a, a monkey say and you weren't afraid of snakes or large birds or much larger rival troops or whatever they are if you didn't have inherent fear you got eaten yeah. in a way so that's why fear is good <laughs> yeah and, and every animal has it there isn't an animal that's devoid of fear because if there was an animal that was devoid of fear it wouldn't be wouldn't here, be here now, yeah. Un- unless, now I'm sure there are exceptions. I'm sure there's some cave dwelling thing that doesn't have any natural predators and it doesn't need fear. So, you know, it, it, it trundles on. But uh, for the most part, it's it's absolutely necessary. But the, the weird thing about that is we need fear of predators. We need fear of heights. Heights is perfectly natural fear. Again, animals, ourselves included, that weren't afraid of... Uh, of heights, especially primates, especially monkeys. If you're a monkey and you've absolutely no fear of heights whatsoever, you're in big trouble. You're like, fucking right, yeah. <laughs> and a lot <laughs> of people look at monkeys or baboons or whatever and think they cut me. Look at them leaping up in them trees. Yeah, you you think that, but they don't they don't take jumps they can't make. Yeah. They don't say, oh, I might reach that or I mightn't. But sure, fuck it, I'll give it a lash. <laughs> do you know what I mean? to be on the ground. You're right? out of the gene pool yeah, with that yeah, one, lad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but the thing about fear is, it's necessary. We have fear circuitry. We're born with it. It's 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 in our heads. It's in between our ears. We have it, and there's no getting away from it. But we the same fear that we have, or the same fear circuitry that we have in our brain for lions and tigers and heights and predatory birds and all that jazz. That's the same fear that we use now today in 2017 for 40-year mortgages, mm, which is mad, isn't it? And it's no wonder we're all stressed out of our fucking heads. Um, fear should be a fleeting thing or if it's to be a kind of a, a background thing granted you should always kind of be afraid of of, uh, of predators but not like we're afraid of not being able to pay, pay bills mortgage, yeah, or yeah. you know whatever else it because is because as you said it's the, it's the same it's the same wired circuit that would have been projected in fear as you said a fleeting passing a tiger uh, a large you know primate you, you stayed away you knew the fear but that's as you said it's the same it's the same circuitry. We, we, we don't using. have we don't have anything else to use. And as you said, for forty year mortgages, yeah, so or paying your bills every week. So that's a constant fear. Well, and there's no wonder people have mental illness, etc. Absolutely. Et right. And well, why is it getting worse? People are wondering. Well, that's probably people are more in debt. It's a, it's a it's a part of it. Surely, I'm not saying it's the fucking answer. It's, it's not a fleeting thing. Yeah, it's not a no. fleeting thing. It's a constant worry for people going to bed, waking up every morning. Put, put it mortgage. this way: Who's going to pay the bills if I get sick? If I lose my job? How often do you think you? Uh, have a bit of fear or worry or anxiety or whatever you want to call it over having to pay bills, whether it's your mortgage or your credit card or whatever, you know, whatever it is, how often would you personally think you get that? You know, once a year, once a month or... Yeah, or maybe all the time, but it's just so far in the back of my mind that I don't even think I get it once a month. Do you know that kind of way? But well, it's probably well, always there. Like. Well, well, maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe you don't get it that often. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't. But maybe you don't suffer the same way that a lot of people suffer. Because there's people who get up and it's the first fucking thing they mm. think of. And every time they spend money, they think of it. You know, every time they, they go to the shop and they're buying, they're buying bread and milk and they're like, will I get the fucking, the cheapest stuff that's here? 
or maybe yesterday's stuff that they're kind of giving away for half nothing or will I buy the kind of fancy stuff no I'll save the 50 cent because you know I've got fucking bills to pay there's a lot of people out there kind of like that there's a lot of people that can't it's not that they I put it this way how many people shop in Lidl and Ali because they want to support the German supermarkets oh this is it yeah they're, but they have they're, to just go they're for there it. the same way the same reason I'm there it's because it's fucking cheaper mm. Um, so there's there's people who worry about money maybe a little bit more than yourself. Not that you don't have money worries. But again, getting back to that circuitry and that fear. Imagine somebody is worried about their bills once a day. I don't think that's too no, too much of a no. stretch, say. Okay, let's say it's once a day. Imagine you have, I don't know, a pet fucking rabbit or something. And once a day, you walk a tiger into the room and walk it back mm. out. And you terrify the fucking shit out of it. It's going to affect our quality of life, isn't it? Of course it is. And it never knows when it's coming and it's always kind of there. It's always it there. never gets them. Yeah, but it's still always fucking there. But it there. still walks into the room. Maybe the next still... time. Exactly, exactly. And I think there's there's something there. Um, something there. I, I don't know what it is, but look. It just brings us completely off tangent, but it just brings me to... I was actually having a discussion with a chap there during the week and he was talking about these... Uh, you know the electricity meters or gas meters you put into your house that you put the cars into? And he was saying, you know, you, I think you buy a fiver in the post office or the shop and you top up your electricity and then your electricity goes off and the car runs out and you yeah, go and get yeah, another sorry, one. Yeah. And he was, he was, I don't like know what you call it. for electricity, basically. Yeah, basically. I think Pinergy or some of them crowds do them. But uh, he was talking about, great, like, this is a great thing. And I was there, I remember hearing about them before and it, it go, brings you back to the old, uh, I don't know, what was it the Silver Cross pram analogy? That, was it me and you had a discussion about years ago? Rich people or people that are more well off can afford to buy the best of the best and they buy a pram and they have four kids, but the same pram does the four kids. And people who are hard, hard up or whatever, they have to buy the cheapest pram. And it's like the Silver Cross pram was 300 euros, the cheapest one is only 99 euros, so they buy it. But then they throw it out and they buy another one for the next child and the next child. And over the course of their four kids, it actually cost them more money. And I think it's very similar. As far as I know, and maybe I'm wrong because this chap was uh, sort of saying, no, that's not that's not right. But as far as I hear, there's a standing charge on them boxes. like That means that your unit of electricity is actually costing you more than if you were just hooked up to the mains, you know, and it's just you get your bill every... Yeah, if you, if you could afford not to worry about a high electricity bill, say... It's, your bill is cheaper. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's like, uh, it's, uh, that That to me is just wrong. I don't know what, it's like preying on the weakest in society or something. Do you know oh, that no, kind no of way? it is. Our society is fucked in that regard because... But here's another, uh, here's another analogy. You know, you, you're you know you're not super rich, but you know, you're, you're all right. You don't worry about your bills fucking all the... All I'm all right once I have a job, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. But uh, put it this way, lose your job and see how often you worry about your fucking mortgage. Well, this is it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That tiger's coming into the room more than once, once <laughs> yeah. a day to the little rabbit now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that cunt is crawling up your fucking, the end of your bed in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, here's another analogy. In keeping with exactly what you were saying there about the, the kind of the electricity being dearer, um, you know, if you're not, let's say if you're not shopping in, in, in Aldi or Lidl, let's say you're going to fucking Marks and Spencer or wherever you're going, you know, odds are you're eating better quality food mm. for a start. And if you're eating better quality food, it means you're going to the fucking doctor less. If you've if yeah. you're forking out eighty quid a month for your local gym and you're going, you know, running on the treadmill or you've a personal trainer or whatever it is, you know, you're you're healthier. So you're you're not going to the doctor as often. And if let's say put it this way, if you're I don't know, call it a millionaire, if you're a millionaire 
and you have a, I don't know, a, a headache, say, and it, it's not really going away, you can you can put up with it, like it's not too bad, but it's just been niggling at you, you'll go and you'll make an appointment with your doctor and you'll, you'll get it checked out. But if you're, you know, if you don't have the 50 or 60 quid spare change to go and see a doctor, you don't go to the fucking doctor. Mm. You put up with that fucking headache. And, you know, six months go by and a year goes by and then you go to the doctor and you've got a tumour the size of a fucking golf ball. And it's kind of like, oh, lad, you should have really come into us yeah, fucking 12 months ago. The money. And extrapolate that ad infinitum for every little ailment and every little purchase that you make. Even Here's another one. This, oh, Christ, this kills me to see it and I see it all the time. And maybe I'm aware of it more so because I drive a, a big, heavy saloon. It's a big, it's an Audi A6. It's fucking two tons with no one in it. And there's like, there's fucking nearly six foot between the back of my kid's head and the number plate out the back of the car. And I pull up behind a Nissan Micra in traffic and I see the kids and they're six inches away. Their backs are six inches away from the fucking back bumper. And and that's, that's the difference between, you know... Living comfortably, say, and not living as comfortably. Your kids aren't safe, aren't as safe. And that's, that's so fucked. It's yeah, so, so fucked up. And that same family, if that same kid is in an accident, they don't have the money that somebody else has to get the right kind of treatment. Do you know that kind of yeah. way? And... Look, it sums it up, doesn't it? Like it, it, it's it's back to the it's back to the electricity cost, and you more your silver cross pram the whole thing. It's just, and it's not you know the cliche the rich get richer and all that crack, but it's 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 the poorest. And as you said, then if if kids are in a in a little bean can, tin Nissan Micra and they, they, them family probably won't be able to afford specialist ho- hospital care for the child. Whereas the, the ironic thing about it is is the chap that's driving a big Audi or a BMW or something like that probably will be able to afford it, but he won't need it. Because he's got a big car to protect. See, and his kids, it. you know what I mean? So you know, it's the irony of it all, you it's, know? Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's fucked. Um, and uh, shit rolls downhill. Yeah. You know? it's, it is a race at the bottom. And I know I, I talk about it a lot, but I, I do firmly believe that in some parts of society, it is a race at the bottom. Like, and this, uh, We had a discussion, I think, good, good for a good while on, on that for the podcast. I didn't record. The fact that... Uh, you know this 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 race at the bottom is, is continuing and it is getting worse. And a lot of people say, ah, oh, you know, it's not that fucking bad, and we have a better life than we had a hundred years ago, and all that. Yeah, and I agree with that. But there is other people are getting very very individualistic, and it's just I'm all right, Jack. And I think I gave you the 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 example the last time. Like people will say, like uh, even when it came to unions, I don't need a union. I'm smart I'll just go in if I want to pay a rise and I'll get one off the boss the rest of them mightn't have a clue but the little did I realise yeah, you might have got 2 or 3% off your boss because you're the boss to go in and ask him but if you had been in a union or something like that everyone would have got maybe 5% yeah and that's just the way it is but it does seem to be a race and the, uh, people are getting they have less and less money you know less and less in your pocket you might be you might be making the same money as you were 10 years ago but you have actually less because everything's going up the price of fuel has gone up the price of electricity is going up. Everything's going up. So people are poorer. They might be on the same wage, but they're poorer. Like No, I, I couldn't agree more. And again, like th- this is an ideal conversation to have on, on this platform. You know, long form, getting to the fucking, the kind of nitty gritty. Neither of us are experts on it, but I don't want to, I don't want to get an expert on talking, you know, three or four steps above everyone else. Yeah. And that's, I think politicians do that. Yeah. 
they, they talk above and beyond people and people just kind of assume I think that because they're using big convoluted language and they're talking in fucking riddles basically that that's well, that's what way. that's what a lot of them are doing is talking in riddles like talking absolute nonsense it's, it's, like, and it's intentional even, yeah you, oh by fuck it is you've seen um, I think it was uh, Father Peter McVerry there the chap that does all the homeless work in Dublin like yeah and I think it was Late Late Show or something that was on there and I think it was Hubbard was saying to him but no they are, the government are getting on top of this this housing crisis they really are getting on top of it and he's there, they're just spouting what they wanted to hear be very careful about the facts that they give you because the facts that they're giving you are so misleading they're saying that X amount of houses are now up them houses were there you know all these all these scams and the blur the lines and just just keep talking it's, it's just pure it's but I can't, I, I'd be looking at I, you know I'm in, interested in, in current affairs and stuff like that and you're just looking at them and you kind of you nearly have to applaud them my god you can talk some shite and confuse the ordinary Joe Soaplat because yeah. what you're doing is talking because if you call a spade a spade you're talking shite like yeah well really, De- yeah. Des kind of put it well um he said that, like I had said that I've become just disillusioned with the whole political process to the point where I just fucking I don't pass on your remarks. Yeah, that's, sad. that's sad. That's like. sad. But he was saying you're you're playing into their hands. That's mm. exactly that's what, what they, they want. want yeah. If they only if there's only you know a fraction of the population that's um, voting and they're listening to them, happy days. Yeah. If the, if the overwhelming majority of people aren't listening, all the more odds for them getting back. But into you, power. you go you go down to the street. The, the boys are inter- interviewing you know ordinary lads on the street and ordinary women on the street. And like, oh, the, fuck, the whole lot of them are scamming, fucking lying bastards, full of rich. They're not living in the real world. Guarantee you, nine out of ten of these people are saying that. Don't vote. Yeah, because of why are uh, Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael always in power? Well, here's one for people you. People are voting for them. I've been saying this for years, and again, you know, to who? Mm. To the odd cunt here and there. At least mm. now I've some sort of a platform, yeah. and I do very much so intend to grow it. And that that's a good segue, maybe back, back into to the lead, yeah. Like, but uh, don't get me wrong; I'm not fucking finished with talking about how fucked up our political system is. But um, fuck, I'm after confusing myself there. What was he saying? <laughs> we were just talking about uh, the fact that um, I suppose what well, we were saying was society and that the, the way it's going. Yeah, I'm after fucking interrupting myself there. But anyway, um, look, we'll get back onto the kind of political end of things. But we'll get back to the, our, and start back again to the, the monetization end of things. Um, was people voting on that? Oh, no, it was my platform. You, wasn't yeah, your platform for people voting or not, yes, people, not voting. people voting, but we're back in the room. I've been saying this again to no one forever. And loads of people are doing that. They're saying it to no one. Yeah. And, and this, again, is a cry out to everyone and anyone that might be listening. If you've got something to fucking say, send me a fucking email. I'm off the Come lead at gmail.com. And, you know, sit down and let's Come out and say it. It's great crack out here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, before I forget again, my idea is to have a none of the above category. So, you know, you go to the polling station and you've got, you know, four choices. Do you want to A, B, C or D? But I want a none of the above or maybe not none of the above, maybe a, I don't know. Because, and what would that achieve? Well, what that would achieve was, as it stands, and I'm going to pluck a figure from the sky here, as it stands, 100,000 people reliably get out and vote. Do, would, do you know what the figure is? How many no, people? It'd be yeah. more than that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it is. If it's 60% turnout on the island of Ireland, the Republic, what are you talking about? Four oh. or five million people. So you usually get around, it depends on what sort of a vote or election is going, but you'd usually get between, I'd say, 40 and 65%, I'd imagine. Okay, yeah, so at least forty percent are usually for general elections. So and for, stuff like for that. average, would it be fifty-five? Would you say percent? And that's percent of. But if you the, said fifty, look, fifty might be a little bit high. But if you said fifty, that's of eligible 
percent of eligible voters. Yeah, yeah obviously which is over the age. and that's another thing. I think lowering the age should be done. Right, you know, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get to that as well. Don't let me forget about that because I was actually only texting a friend of mine about that exact topic. But if let's say we'll call it fifty percent of the eligible to vote people vote, the opinion of the people who don't vote is they don't care. But they do fucking care. I think that the overwhelming majority of that 50% say, what's the fucking point? You've got a choice. Asshole A, asshole B, asshole C, asshole D. It makes no difference who I fucking vote for. They're all a pack of fucking lying bastards. So it makes no difference. But if you give them uh, I don't know or a none of the above and all of a sudden 20% of... like. 20% of that 50%, call it a, a couple of hundred thousand people or tens of thousands of people, get the choice, they'll get up and they'll go in and they'll tick the none of the above vote. So then when all the votes are tallied and it says that, you know, X amount of people voted this way, that way and the other way, but 30% of people who voted said none of the above or I don't know, that might prick the ears of people who've been thinking of getting into politics and it might make them say, hang on a second, there's... 200,000 people who didn't know who to fucking vote for. That's 200,000 votes up for grabs. Yeah, I see I see your point, but like I mean there is usually on 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 a um election uh ballot papers whatever you call them. You would have a minority candidate on that, you know. Now a lot of people will probably go well, there's no point in but, but again, you get the, 94 votes when everyone else is getting 20,000. But you again, know? even the even the the independents or the minority guys or whatever. I think the the taste that's in the air is no matter who it is even, all the same. even if it's the new guy yeah. like the, the new guy you know or the the in, independent or whoever it is they might be slightly different but fuck them they're all the fucking same really I or, think, or, what I, can an independent yeah. do well I, I you see I think a lot of people will go into politics probably with uh, great intentions and then they realise that you have to fit in to the structure of politics and the structure of politics is very rigid and there's not much room for doing all this. If you, know, you see it every... The, the boys coming out with their manifestos. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Now, a lot of that is just, vote, just buying votes, basically. Yeah. And you know they're not going to do it. And people still vote for them. And then the opposition say, hey, you said you were going to do A, B and C and you didn't do any of it. And they're going, well, we're in power now. So it doesn't really matter, does it? And then they might get kicked out of the next election. But they, it, it's vote buying that, that whole crack and... I, t- I think people's hands are tied when they get into politics. I really do. There's, it's very, very hard. What you need is a fucking revolution. No, but before we get on to fucking burning it all down, if you had, if you were encouraging people to run for election, say, and I'm talking, what, what I'm not talking about is career politicians, because what you have now is you have career politicians. You have people who have embedded themselves in the political sphere. They run for power saying they'll do X, Y and Z they get into power and they go oh fuck I can't do half the things I wanted to do and they're career politicians so mm. they can't just you know there's not even one career it's, it's it's a dynasty it's coming from fathers and your oh, his grandfather was such and such so we voted for his father his grandfather before him now we're voting but then you, you see it happening but, all the but time the, but these career politicians they, they've no they've no out a regular person like me I can run for election say even in a local election I can run and if it doesn't work, if I if I get into power, and I realise that I can't change anything, I can turn around to the people who voted for me and said, "Here, listen, I can't change anything. This system is corrupt as fuck. I'm going to do what I can, but at the end of my term, I'm opting out. I want somebody else in." George George Lee done that a while ago. Do you remember him? It, was, it must have been two general elections ago. George Lee was a correspondent for RT News okay. for years, and he said, "Here, he ran for under Finnegale." 
stand correctly, I think it was Fine Gael, he ran for, and he got in, and I think he resigned that for a couple of months. He just went, yeah, look, this is odd. But that's, I said I was going to do all this shit, and I can't. That's it's what you need more fucked. of. That's what you need more of. You need a hundred of those cunts. It became disillusioned, I think. He probably went in and sat, right, I'm going to wreck this place. I'm going to shape this up. I'm going to rattle this place to the core. And then it realised, ah, no, there's all this. And it's not just somebody saying no. It's all little bits and pieces, I'd say, that just constrain you and, and, and keeps the status quo. And it's not just Ireland, because a lot of people ask, this corrupt or banana republic, I have to agree with them a lot of, but it's all, it's worldwide. It's a system, you know. America's the same, like, you know. There is that, once you get in, as you said, you could do something like George Lee, but I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know what George Lee is doing now. No, but let, fair play to him. He did whatever he he could. He said he couldn't do any more, and he fucked off back to his job. But he, he wasn't a career politician. No. He wasn't embedded in it. And what I want to see is a hundred more... It's George Lee, was it? Yeah. I want to see a hundred more of them, a thousand more of them. And if, instead of being only able to name one George Lee, if you can name fucking ten and you can pull up a list online of a thousand, maybe then, like, nationwide, the people might go, hang on a fucking second. Every lad in every town in the country that wants to change anything can't do anything. Maybe then, maybe that'll be the spark for a fucking revolution. Because we do need something, maybe not, you know, full-scale, no, burn it to the ground. No, we don't need burning shit to the ground, Randy, but there, no. there, there needs to be a shake-up. Like, when you there see does. people with the negative equity mortgages and all that crack, like, it's, it's very, very sad. And people, that with the, the standards of living are, are just going down, even though, as I said, their, their money might be the same. It's, it's, not, it's, not going, it's not going as far as it used to. And it really is sad. And there does seem to be, need to be something done, like, but it's... Is it going to happen? Is is there is there the appetite? Because Irish are great at complaining, but like I mean, you you seen what can happen. One example is the water charges. Like yeah. you can see what can Shiny happen. Example that is a massive example. And you think then when people get a taste of that, that they go, "Oh, we'll have a bit more of that." I, that think, they, I think they have. I, have I, they? I think that could be. Maybe that's the fucking spark. Maybe that's that like that that woke a lot of people up. That woke me up a little. Because I know I, so many people have paid it, we'll put it and this then way. they realised, oh, I was a fool to pay that. Yeah, but, but they the, had to. Uh, the other half of the country it was nearly your none of the above electorate said, "I'm not paying it. It's a new tax that I'm not registering. I'm not paying." We'll put it this way: Have the government tried to push anything like water charges on us since? Have they? Have they? Have they? No, the property tax was in before it, wasn't it? But um, but what I mean is. They'll wait till that's kind of forgotten before they fucking do anything about it. Yeah, well, I, I, I was reading up there. I think they're even trying to slip something in now that they can charge for excessive use. And the boys are arguing that that's a backdoor into charging for water again, you know, excessive use. Because excessive use could be set at X amount of litres and that could easily be dropped. Yeah, but if they went at the start and went in for like an excessive litres thing, they probably would have passed that through. Maybe People they would have given yeah, a yeah, fuck. Maybe they would have. But they didn't. They fucked up in a way. Do you know the kind of way they shot themselves yeah. in the foot? I think that's the kind of. The water charges was the canary in the coal mine. The yeah. water charges was the hang on a fucking second. Maybe ah, people just had enough, enough, didn't they? Really did have enough. Like, but again, you need But I thought they would have grown on that. I thought there would have been more. Like the water charges is a while ago now. You know, I thought there would have been more more outcry. That like the the banks even uh, somebody was telling me about the credit union, the local uh, AGM, and they were basically saying, "Did you ever think you'd have a, a local institution uh, giving out basically to have too much money because they have to have a certain amount put away in reserves in safe places?" The, all the that. Unions. and the credit unions the local the good 
the good guys, basically, not-for-profit organisations, aren't competing on a level playing field. They're competing against the banks. And the banks, one rule for the banks, completely different for your local institution, your local credit union institution. Completely different rules. So they are trying to... They're not allowed to give out mortgages, for example, and stuff like that. And what, should they? Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, of course they should. Yeah, they've got the money there. They've got the, they've got the finances there. But it's... No, no, that's 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 the reserve. That's that, that's for the banks. That, that That's their gig. Well, surely, like surely the credit union, the credit unions nationally are in a position to put up a big billboard in every branch in the country, and you know, kind of um, spam their fucking members, for want of a better term, to sign a petition to have yeah, legislation yeah, and, and change. This, is, or this is again people getting involved and people being so disillusioned with everything nearly that goes on. It's, it's, it's above my head, you know, so or above my station to be even asking these questions because like, if you go down to, for example, I think uh, our local credit union um, it's after taking on a good few uh, new, uh, swallowing up a few credit unions but they're all under one banner now. But they have, I think Navin alone had over 30,000 members and 30,000 members, AGM I'd I'd say you were lucky if there was a couple of hundred people there. Yeah. And they basically have no, very little dividends or whatever. And there were basically people giving out about basically standing up. A few people were giving out. And the person I was actually talking to felt, I felt like standing up and saying, what are you going to do about it? Why is nobody giving out that you you don't have a a level playing field with banks? And um, the person I was talking to actually said, oh, well, somebody else did stand up. I was delighted because they basically took the words out of my mouth and said, what are you going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? And they're basically, hands are tied, you know. It's, uh, It's a different playing field but there's your local not-for-profit institution and like I mean remember who brought this country to the knees was the banks and now the credit unions can't even get on on the same level platform and the credit union are great you know if you run into hard times or whatever the credit union will sit down with you and and, and work something out with you or defer payments or lower your payments and all that you won't get that sympathy off a bank like so it's it's again it's society these days isn't it but look we are society me me and you are society Mm. Me and you, like every individual in this country, every citizen of this country is society. That's one thing that we fucking... People forget, yeah. People but forget, I, like. I, I think as well as that, a lot of people will be probably thinking that, um, I don't know, it, it's kind of like back to politics and, and, and money and business and big business and corporations have a lot to say and play in our society, you know? The, 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 the more powerful and big you are, strokes are pulled for you. Oh no no, and no, I don't no, need no, to give no, you any examples. I'm sure you know loads of no, big of, corporations of, of course, that are busy. Of course, but but countries don't, don't countries don't rise or fall on the on the activities of of like you know the the one percent. Do you know the kind of way like when 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 societies crumble? It's not because the people at the top were corrupt. It's because the individuals were corrupt. It's it's because every citizen in the country was just, you know, a little bit corrupt. Now, or naive. Might, or naive, but they, they might be a little bit corrupt because they're looking at what's going on in the 1% and they're like, ah, fuck this noise. If they're doing that, I'm yeah. doing this. But it's up, to, it's up to us as individuals to point out, the, point out these, these differences. Like this conversation that we're having here, any dog in the street in the country can listen to this conversation and understand what we're talking about. Hmm. But what's out there in the media 
but like when the credit union gets mentioned and the unlevel playing field it has against the, the banks, it's mentioned in, you know, convoluted language and in terminology that people don't understand. Mm. This is what people need to hear. These type of conversations. Mm. Two lads, neither of us experts in fucking no, finance or anything. And I don't want to get, you know, the the CEO of the fucking credit union or whoever the top dog in the credit union is. I've no interest in speaking to that man or woman in here about these matters because they can't help but talk too many levels above me and everybody else fucking listening. This is exactly the type of conversation that, that I want to have, and this is the type of conversation that the people listening can understand and can, can action upon. Can you know? F- again, the, the tagline, it's off the lead. And tagging back to, that's what I was just going to say to you, back to off the lead, this is, I, I, I imagined before I came out here on a previous discussion, Richard, that it's, it's kind of like trying to open people's eyes as well to what's out there and have conversations about actual subjects that matter rather than you know, did you see the football game last night? No, of course. And, and the shite that's in the, you know, quote unquote news. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like the, the horseshit that's on the radio, the horseshit. That's getting worse, that is getting worse, isn't it? I'm not, I'm not, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell you. But like every so often, I, I just, I, I, I don't know, it's like a guilty pleasure. I, I'll be in a filling station paying for diesel or something. And I'll just glance down at the, at the headlines. And like, like typically it's buy five dies horror smash. And you're like, fucking hell. Like, or, you know, Something, something to the tune of, you know, the latest member of the fucking British royal family has a fucking girlfriend, whatever, or whatever <laughs> the fuck it is like. And you're just like, roll your eyes and go, Jesus Christ, is, is this, you know, is this what media has come on? You go, you take that online and you see the clickbait that's out there. Oh, I mean, that's it. And you say, is this what media is becoming? But it's going to get an awful lot worse with the deaths of newspapers and stuff like that. But it's going to get worse because where will it be the integrity? Because if you look at the likes of your social media now, Facebook and that, man, the clickbait is just brutal. Like, look, and the leading, you know, it's just, there's no, there'll be no, there'll be no hacks. We were talking about this before as well, weren't we? Like actually journalists that go, investigative journalists that'll go and dig up some dirt or look for a story be none of that left because it's all about how many boys you can get to click on a picture of I don't know Jordan or someone or you'll never guess what this girl done next and you have to click on the thing to see what she done she done fuck all like you know what I mean but you're from the newspaper's point of view and you'd obviously know more about this than I would but from a newspaper's point of view let's say if I was running a newspaper and I was just a pure out and out capitalist like all newspaper runners are um, and I had a choice you know two people come to interview or come to interview for, for a role one is an actual investigative journalist who wants to, you know, expose stories on X, Y, and Z. And the other person is, you know, Pippa O'Connor, or, you know, no disrespect to her, but anyone but you know, a couple of hundred thousand people following them on Instagram because of their fucking makeup or their body or whatever it is that they're selling people. Oh, they're going to go I mean, for the hundred, a hundred thousand followers, it's yeah. It's a ready fucking audience, like. Um... But like you're you're involved in in that world a good bit more than me. I mean, to me, clickbait is the death rattle of traditional media. Being honest with you, because it's just it's going to just alienate too many people. It's just all about how many likes and followers you can get these days, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it's it's just it's fucking nauseating. And do you know what the mad thing is? Because I, I, it's guilty pleasure as well. I do be on looking at some of them, and you, do you know what? Sometimes I don't even click on it. What you can do is go into the comments, and you'll actually you'll get some smartass that'll put up what the whole thing was without you having to click on it. You know, so this is basically a non-story. Yeah, nothing happened. Only she died at the end or some shit like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and they and it just saved you reading an entire article of shit, and you didn't have to click on it. But you you'll get in the comments like people giving out about what a point the story and blah blah blah. You read it. You you clicked it. I I get frustrated if I click on something now that that that, that starts with a sort of leading line. You know, like 
dot 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 halfway oh, yeah. through a sentence and I have to click on it because it might be of something of interest to me and you know it's shit you know it's <laughs> yeah, shit before you click it yeah. before you fucking click it but I, I usually go to the comments now just to see what the fuck's going on but uh, you, you'll, you'll see so many people going this is a non-story typical blah 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 whatever the, the site is or whatever and what I found actually talk, after talking to yourself what I found myself doing was going home and clicking that little button up at the top right hand side of the, the, the Facebook wherever it drops in I don't want to see this sort of stuff or I don't want to see this anymore blah right. blah blah but actually you noticed one because I know you had a tech guy on there I wasn't I didn't actually listen to him before Des he was another tech guy Simon yeah yeah, yeah Simon because I, I, I didn't actually get to listen to him but um, you know, I just read your opening statement was way uh Facebook or whatever it is, social media is going to eat all our children or whatever. Yeah. I had to laugh, but uh, on the on that um, on the whole uh, the Facebook thing, like it's I had, I had pictures. I think I took a couple of pictures of me kid or something just on my camera, and the mm. other way they'll pop up at the, at the front of your uh, at the top of your Facebook, and it'll say, "Pato, you haven't posted a picture in a while. It gives a put." Gives a photo, Pat, and I don't put photos. Go on, you know you want to. Yeah, and they're, and they're there, and all you have to do is press them. And I'm going, no. So I said, ah, oh, there's a little arrow there. You can do that as well with this, even mm. your own stuff. I don't want to see that. Click, done. Next time I went to Facebook, it's back again. Every single time I go onto Facebook, the pictures that I last took are up. And I keep clicking, I don't want to see this, I don't want to see this, I don't want to see it. I don't think Facebook are listening to me. I'm not, I'm not sure what that I don't want to see this is. Is that not in relation to ads and stuff? Like, this is this ad isn't relevant to me. The idea being, if you click the, this ad is Yeah, you won't get it up anymore. But these are my photos, like, and it, it gives you the option on the photos not to see this. Or yeah. not give me these suggestions anymore. Because I, I have no interest in putting photos of my kids up on Facebook. So I've clicked on that little section, strip on the top that's with my photos. I do not wish to... The suggestion, I think, yes, it is to yes. pop, pop up, but it keeps coming up every time, even though I click it every time. And I've just started clicking it. I just see how many times I click this, and will it ever go away? But I don't think it will, even though it gives you the option of kind of getting rid of it. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, of course. It's still there every time I go on, which is a bit strange. Well, look, put it this way: it's not as if Facebook are don't have the capability to erase that. Do you know that kind of yeah, way? If, yeah. if they wanted that, to this man doesn't want to pop up these photos. Let's leave it at that. He's after clicking it five times, you know. But no, every time I go on, it'll be there again. The next time I log on to Facebook, you know, all the photos. They're not. I'm not putting them up Facebook. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But remember when you said that every so often you'll see something, you'll know it's clickbait. Yeah. And you're clicking it anyway yeah. to see if it's not clickbait. And I do that as well, you know, from time to time. You, you kind of like, oh fuck it, you'll give it a lash, and you go and like, oh yeah, fucking cow surprise, like, but. Got me again. It got me again. But on the... You know no, you're going to be got, by the way, before you click it. Of course you, you fucking know. Of course it's not even a 1% chance it's going to be anything. You just But put it this way. Someone who's pretty much identical to you, but just maybe ever you know, half a percent of a difference in personality, sees those pictures of their kids, or whatever it is, up. And they do what you do for the clickbait. Yeah, to go out, they go, give it a lash. I know I shouldn't, but yeah, in it goes. Guilty they they, 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 yeah. just, they yeah. just can't help themselves. Maybe that's why they keep doing it. Look, put it this way, and I I don't have anything to fucking back this up, but I would imagine that the best cutting-edge psychologists in the world are all either full-time employed at, like, Facebook and Instagram and all these other crowds, or they're, you know, they're... They're hired in periodically, or or whatever it is, but or maybe maybe it's Facebook and the other giants that are um, paying for the research to be done, which is probably more to the point. But the idea being that they're on the cutting edge of what makes us tick mm. because they profit from it. The the better they can, oh, it's in their interest to know of exactly how you tick. Yeah, of course it is, and it's just the online world is just a bit of a fucking quagmire. And um, but the beauty of what I'm doing here and what other people like me are doing is. 
they're providing an alternative to that kind of nonsense. Well, this is true, yeah. It's a different different media and different entertainment, isn't it? And as yeah, you no, said, I not, think so. Not talking in highfalutin language or whatever. It's just getting to the getting to the brass taxes, as it were. Pretty much, yeah. And in, and in a language... Cut the bullshit, lads. In a, in a language that people can understand and in an accent that people can kind of yeah. listen to. A, a mutual friend of ours, Darren McElroy, he'd a great one. Um, I was chatting to him the other day and he mentioned that he'd been listening to the podcast. I was like, ah, oh, fucking cheers, man. And uh, he said to me, he said, you know, you that know more about podcasting than, than he would, can you recommend one uh, for... Netflix films, someone that's reviewed Netflix oh, yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, I can't offhand, but I guarantee you, you there's hundreds of them, you know, yeah, out there. Yeah. If you just Google Netflix review podcast, you, you know, you'll get 20 of them instantly. And he goes, oh, no, I've done that. And and you're right, there are, you know, hundreds of them, but they're all American. Yeah, and it's going to sound different in your, in your native yeah, tongue or of whatever. Like. He, and he, what he said, I think, was he loved, even if somebody took an American one, and only re-recorded it, like literally, like, you know. Yeah, just with the droll flat nav and accent. Like, pretty you know? much, yeah, 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 pretty much. And one of the other arms of this off the lead movement or whatever it is is, I'm going to do exactly that, but for speeches. I'm going to do. Um, I remember you saying something like this before. Yeah, yeah the, the some great, famous speeches. Charlie Chaplin's one you were going to do, wasn't it? Yeah, the great, the great dictator speech, written in you know I don't know the twenties or thirties yeah, or still or rings true today. It yeah, does, timeless, really timeless. Yeah. It does. But he has like a polished British BBC yeah. accent. Yeah. And it just, it's not going to fucking rile people the way gritty, that my yeah. bogger Navin yeah. accent is going to rile people, or I'd like to think will rile people. Now, I could just share that off the off the lead Facebook page, which I keep saying will be live next week, but it's still not. Um, Come on the fuck, are you? I know, I know, I know. Um, but as soon as that is live, I will put up my reenactment of that speech. Um, I'll probably do the uh, the Pale Blue Dot by Carl Sagan. That's another speech that people should look up if they're not yeah, familiar with. Yeah. Uh, JFK's um, Flight to the Moon speech and, you know, others. And again, I could just share them. But not people, the same. It's, it's, it's not. No. It's really not. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to improve them, not by any stretch no, of the imagination. But it's going to be in a different accent. It's going to be something more familiar to I think so. your audience, probably. I think so. And well, I, maybe not the people that are lifting abroad, but... Yeah, maybe not, but I, I, I would imagine now that everyone, not everyone maybe, but that the large majority of people who are living in the other countries are from yeah, are, so are Ireland. Make are it even Irish. more special that they're, they're listening to maybe. that from far, far away. Yeah. Maybe, if, yeah. if nothing else, I think this podcast has a market abroad for people just longing to hear Irish yeah. people talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's you know, that kind yeah. of way. Like, if, if you don't get to, you know, see or hear an Irish person from one end of the year to the next, it might be nice to just kind of tune in. Yeah, yeah. To a couple do of you listen voices. to these back? Do you listen to like? Would you do a three-hour podcast with someone and then go and listen to it again? I've listened to them all back. Um, yes, but only from a, a recording point of view. I want to make sure that two, hour, about, two yeah. hours in, it just it isn't yeah, yeah. for maybe forty-five minutes. So you wouldn't be actually listening to war for war again? No, because no, I was thinking I, every time you do three hours, you probably listen to it again. So that's six hours. Fucking hell, that's a lot of time. Like it is, but then again, you see, in in podcast world. Is podcast world is the same as radio world. You ask somebody how much radio did they listen to in a yeah, week, yeah. and they go, oh, I don't know. And you go, no, try and figure it out. And they're like, okay, well, it's on in the car. It's on at work. And yeah. between the two of those things, there's 60 hours a week. So, yeah, yeah, so you just so, wouldn't find it going by. You, like, you yeah. turn around to somebody and ask them how many or how many hours of podcast would you listen to? And they say, I don't know, 50 hours. You go, what? But little do you know, you're probably listening to that and more yeah. yourself if you're just listening to the radio. Do you cringe when you hear your own voice? Not anymore. 
Yeah, so you did it to start. I, I did. Fucking hate everyone, these. everyone here. There's, there's a scientific reason for that as well. You know that, yeah. Well, my understanding of it is that you don't sound. The reason you don't sound like yourself is because when you're speaking, you hear your own voice through your jaw and through your skull. That's basically you're not. You're not hearing what you're. You, it's a more accurate reflection on what you sound like. Listen to it back, even though you go, I hate my voice. That, to is, a that is you hate the way you sound. And is basically what you're saying. It's a bit. Bit mad, but I think it's more realistic as far as I'm aware. If, when you're listening to yourself back, that's how you actually sound. But because you're listening, I think I sound a certain way now talking here and now. But when I listen to that back, I'll be like, oh, do I sound like that? Yeah, but you but do. Of course you do. <laughs> you do. Of course yeah. you do. But it's interesting. That the really weird thing is uh, because I, 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 it doesn't bother me anymore because I'm so used to it. And it didn't bother me at the start of this podcast because before I uploaded Beef, which was the first one, I'd already done like 100 hours worth of recording. So yeah. I was kind of well used to kind of hearing my own voice even at that stage. But what's fucking so weird and so surreal is like, herself listens. She doesn't listen to them all, but she listens. She'll dip in and out of ones, especially if she knows who's on top. Like, yeah. She'll absolutely listen to this one. Oh, fuck. Like no doubt it's two or three days post now and she's got the earphones in or whatever and she's smiling because I'm talking about her. Like, But she listens. Hey, to, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she will listen to the odd one at least back. But I'll come home from work and I'll walk in the door and I'll hear me and you oh. chatting. That's fucking weird. Yeah. That is strange, so surreal. Yeah. But here's another one for you that just sprung to mind. This now, this is fucking class and this kind of epitomizes what I'm doing to a degree. Fionn, my three and a half year old, when Ruth collects Fionn, let's say, in the car, she'd often, if she's going to listen to a podcast, like most people, she listen to it in the car. Yeah, which is... Uh... So sometimes when she gets back into the car, she straps Fionn in and drives off my conversation with you or whoever else Kicks will, off again. will play. And what does Fionn say? Oh, daddy's on the radio. Yeah, mad. And the cool thing about that is he's going to grow up. That is the radio to him. But, yeah. but, but not even that, but he's going to grow up with the, with the mentality of if he wants to be on the radio, he, he can, can be on the yeah. radio. Do you know what kind of way? Yes. He's grown up with dad being on the radio, so why wouldn't he grow up thinking that if he wanted to be on the radio, he could? be no reason not to be yeah yeah and that that idea of kind of leading by example or something or I, I i don't know that there's, there's just there's something in that here's another one for you i run every day and as a joke nearly i was going out the door i was going to run from my house into navan and back and before i left the house i said to ruth kind of jokingly and kind of seriously do you want out from town because if she wanted like a fucking i don't know a bar you could go in and get it, i could go in and get it and bring it back but from Fionn's point of view, he's going to grow up with running into Navin no problem. being a thing. Yeah. Without me ever, you know, encouraging him. I used so to like, walk out here from Navin as a kid, but it was a, <laughs> once on a fine summer's day, maybe once a year. It was a long old walk. You're looking at what, four and a half mile? Uh, yeah, it's 7k from my gaff to the bull's arse at the, right. the, the centre of Navin. Yeah. yeah, so it's 14k in and out. But, um, but let's say if you were to leave the house one day and say to your wife... Um, right babe I'm just walking out to Frano's see you later she'd die of a heart she probably would but let's say if that was more the norm let's say cars weren't a thing or whatever your kids will grow up thinking that my house was walking distance away yeah, which yeah. they wouldn't know it was a really yeah I understand but remember when we used to be going out you're more from the country but I remember from being from the town to go down to cousins we had in Kingscourt and I remember one time that we were going to go down to meet a friend down the road 
<laughs> fucking six mile there and we're still walking now he's just around this corner the corner was about another four mile around I said down the road down the road to me you know is a street away these boys were going for miles to see their friend down the road yeah but uh, it's all relative it no really it is, is it is what you consider down the road of course of course but even the, the, the podcast like even people saying things like like let's say you'll go to work to, you'll go to work tomorrow or whenever you're in work next and someone will say you know any crack you do and mad over the last couple of days yep and you might just drop into conversation well actually I recorded a, a podcast I was a guest on a mate of mine's podcast and he's going to hear you know some random friend of Patter's has, has, a, po- has a podcast <laughs> but you know, but you yeah, know what yeah. I mean and uh, it just it normalises this you know if, if yeah, some I, random friend of Patter's can have a podcast Maybe, maybe I can. Mm-hmm. Or maybe my friend who's been on about setting up a podcast forever, maybe if I tell him this lad who's just a normal guy has a podcast, maybe that'll be the boot up the yeah, hole yeah, he needs yeah. to it's just so kind of go and Because do a lot of people, I'd say, would think, like, probably, now I don't know, but I, I'm just imagining a lot, quite a lot of people would probably go, who, like, to yourself, who the fuck does he think he is, like, with this podcast shit, you know? That's to preserve, you know, like broadcasters and stuff. Yeah, and stuff like that. Who, who, and again, as you so it normalizes that, and it makes it uh, attainable for everybody. Because a lot of people are going to podcasts. Does you have a degree in journalism, or does he? Do you know, like, what gives him that? Why does he think that he should be able to speak to the masses? You know, it gets back to what I said or what you read out. This idea that I don't. It's not that I'm devoid of of fear. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm terrified yeah. of loads of shit, um, and. With good fucking reason, but this idea that I have a, I lack a fear of fear. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Uh, yeah, but you see, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I was about to say I'm lucky in a regard. Luck has nothing to do with it. Or there's a great John Cavanagh quote. I don't know if he robbed it from someone else, but the luckier I get, is it? Yeah, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Yeah, yeah. but I'm, I suppose, different to most insofar as this. Number one, I run my own business, so I can. I can publicise myself saying fuck shit cunt bollocks and I hate this and I hate that and I think you know yeah. this is wrong with society and that is wrong with society without worrying about you know my customers or my or not my customers my my company's customers my, my boss's customers do you know that kind of way yeah. um, or my boss um, saying hang on a second like, what's what's this you, you know like, I, I'm not afraid of getting fired off the back of saying something like here a podcast yeah. yeah plus you're kind of untouchable <laughs> to, to a degree, to a degree, I am. Unless you fire yourself, to to a degree, I am. I, I yeah, am. You're accountable to nobody but yourself. You don't have you don't have a, a person that you're accountable when it comes to employment. No, I, cer- I certainly don't. Um, and on top of that, I kind of make my own hours. Mm. So, like the Gives four more time and the four hour podcast that we recorded. We did that. What time During did the you day? Yeah, I think it came out at twelve o'clock. I had to. I don't know. It was actually eleven o'clock. I think I had to leave for a dental appointment. I think about three o'clock. Yeah, so four you, hours. So we recorded a, a, like a four-hour podcast. I was on my. I do. Have, I have a real job. But I had. To, I was just on my day off, just to clarify for the record. <laughs> like, no. But like you had, or yeah, you had a day off during the week. So we sat down and did four hours mm. at eleven o'clock on a Wednesday. Yeah. If you're working nine to five, yeah, doing that, and you're it's an hour commute to Dublin and back. You don't. You don't. You literally don't have the time. You physically don't have the time. So in that regard, I can kind of move things around. Now, don't get me wrong. I work as hard, if not harder, than fucking anyone else. Yeah, but well, I can verif- ver- def- definitely definitely verify that's correct because the hours you keep are fucking ridiculous. I actually, if you recall, sent you a message there a while ago going, do you actually sleep? Like, Because I, I didn't... 
I didn't rep- you responded to me, but I didn't see you because uh, I was at work. I think at one a.m. in the morning, and then I realised you actually had uh, written back. And but when I seen it, it was like four o'clock in the morning or something. I said, "Well, I'm not going to because he'll be in bed now, and then I will wake him up." And then I looked at the top last scene at four o five. I was like, what? "Where? When does this man sleep?" I was telling him this morning. <laughs> I was telling him in the afternoon. I'm about to go to bed, and I keep mad hours, and he's up. And then the next thing, you're getting getting a screenshot of the, the motorway on the way to Dublin at like fucking half four in the morning, pissing rain. I said, "Man, that man is dedicated." You know what I mean? He yeah, really is. But, but again, that's only kind of half the picture because what people will see is people will see me out running. You know. When o'clock on a Tuesday and they'll kind of shake their head in disbelief and go that fucking lazy fuck is he mm. on the door or yeah, something yeah, he yeah. never works yeah. but little do they know I'm up since fucking half three that morning oh that's it yeah now, that day, same with my nights work and all that you could be down yeah. to town and people are going I'd never see him I think I told you the example before it was actually uh, a, a work colleague at work that uh, lives down the road from me and when the houses were only getting built our, our housing estate was um, it was a building site at the time but uh, he seen me talking to the chap and he's uh, he said to me how did you want to sell drugs or something I never see him every, t- every time I pass every single morning half ten he's outside smoking a cigarette sure he never goes to work because he was coming onto the building site at whatever it was 8 o'clock in the morning he'd see him outside at about 10 he'd be going home from work because another way the builders in the good old days I don't know if they still do it to finish early maybe before 4 o'clock yeah. and his car was still there and he's like, how does he have a nice car and a nice house and never go to work? I was there because as soon as you drive off, he goes to work and he gets back home again. So to your man, he never moved. You know, his car never moved. Yeah, of course. He never moved. He just had this nice house. Like, he must be selling drugs. Because he actually <laughs> said to me, does he sell drugs? I go, no, he walks with me. He goes, he doesn't walk. Every time I look around, he's there smoking his bags, you know. Yeah. But uh, it does, it's, it's all relative, isn't it? As you said, you're up at three o'clock in the morning. People see you floating down the town and they think, how yeah. does he do anything? Like? It's a different time zone. Yeah. Like and that day, like I was up late one night for, actually the reason that I was up late was I did the recording with Des. We started at like eight or it could have been nine. That was three hours. So that was 12 o'clock by the time we finished it. And by the time I had done me a little bit of tweaking to the audio and got it uploaded and do, did a few bits, it was, you know, it was half one. I went to bed and then I was up at, you know, a quarter to four to, to go on the delivery. But I came home, did half a day's work and at, I don't know, 12 o'clock in the day, I went to bed till five. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. So I was in bed fast asleep from 12 o'clock in the day till 5 o'clock in, in the evening. So you kind of, you know, you, you fit you, your sleep pattern around what you're doing that day. Or, well, you do. But it's, not, the, it's not always like that either by any stretch of the imagination. But it, the, the point is that I, I have the luxury that I can do shit like that. Yeah, and I think that if you had to do that for a living, if you were being forced to do that, or, you know, I'd say that would take a much bigger toll on you than because you choose to do it. You know that kind of way? If that was your work, like you have to sleep between 12 and 5 and all these mad patterns of sleep if you're doing that for somebody else I think oh, that'd yeah. be much harder you drive insane yeah you won't be able to do it no. but the fact you're doing it for yourself it doesn't matter because you chose to do that you chose to stay up till one you knew you had to get up at five but you do it for yourself and there's nobody it, it must be a good feeling not having you know not having to answer to to somebody uh, you know about what, why you were sleeping then and why you weren't doing that it's just your own you just do your own thing don't you yeah no, and it, it's mad as you've, you've hit on something that I've actually been kind of obsessing over recently and it's this um, this idea of circuitry. I mentioned it there earlier. That this not fear circuitry, but when something, let's say you've been ignoring something. Let's say there's been a a damp patch on your ceiling that you notice one day, and then you know the next week you you notice it again. You're like, ooh, that could be a little bit bigger than it was, and then you look at it again. It's like, oh shit, okay, right. I really should I really should do something about that, and you put it on the long finger, and nothing happens the circuitry that's at play there and then obviously you know the fucking ceiling collapses on top of you the circuitry that you're using 
when you're putting things on the long finger and when things happen unexpectedly. I'm going to butcher this now, but the sentiment will be right. That's kind of like a, a reactionary circuitry. And it's the, there's fear there. You don't really know what it is. You're afraid to kind of approach you're it. and, and Pandora's be, box. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. You don't want to know what's behind it. You know it's getting fucking worse, worse but yeah. you, can, you can just ignore it. And that's, that's an anxiety-inducing. And that's stress-inducing. And subconscious, and, on a subconscious level, I'd imagine, it as is. well. It is. Oh, no, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. So that's flooding your brain with negative emotion. Okay, so you're getting, I don't know if it's cortisol is the is the neurotransmitter that, that makes that. My little brother Pat, the, the neuroscientist, is going, it's fucking this, Rado, shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, that'll do me, Pat, right, because I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Again, whatever whatever neurochemical that's, that's at play, it, it's the bad one. Hmm. But if you see that, and instead of going... Oh fuck! I leave that. If you see that and go, do you know what? I wonder what the fuck is up there. And you open your cut a little hole, and you know you're using your exploratory uh, circuitry. Yeah, and that's pumping the good stuff into you, right? And so there's a there's a there's a reason to never procrastinate. Oh, procrastination just it tortures people, tortures people. And used I do, to be I a do bit of a, you used to be a bit of a procrastinator, weren't you? Yeah, no, absolutely, and less and less now because yeah. again, you, like, you and you see the benefits, yeah, and yeah. you see the benefits as well, yeah. like yeah, like when you're working again, like I've done the commute, like I've done the up and down to Dublin and working in a job that you just want to fucking tear your face off, you know, telly sales for Aircom and selling shit and just oh Christ, I've you know me, man, I've been, I've done everything, good and bad, I've dragged myself around building sites. Only two years ago, do you know that kind of way? To drive half the around the way around the country as well, didn't the, the other repping? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, like, and, and I've made good serious money. mileage. I think I remember calculating. I think you had done more miles in six months than I had done in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, talk to anyone who has a fucking yeah. job repping. Yeah. That's the life of a fucking rep, and the life that comes with that is a life of sitting on your arse for what seventy or eighty hours a week mm. in the car, living at filling stations this kind of crack like and that's just it's not good it's not good full stop like and I, I don't have that anymore like my, mm. my my commute is my delivery twice a week to Dublin um, I door to door to where I operate is like, like six and a half minutes do you know, like, I know yeah. so um, back onto your the, the secretary there because I think I cut you off there where you you were going somewhere with that no, way no, with the, the exploratory well, thing well, is well, like that, releases well, the good well, stuff that was it like if, if you can if you can not procrastinate like if, if you can actually go after the problems like you're still dealing with the same problem but, but it's actually good for your brain. You it say. is good for your brain. You're explore- right. if if you're exploring shit, if it makes sense. Like I never, I never thought like that. But pe- I've people never, don't, of course. But this is what, and again, I keep on. But it's it's t- trying to tie you back because I'm conscious that we're, uh, people are going. I thought this was going to be off the lead, off the lead, talking about why you're doing it. But I, this is case in point, isn't it? Learning things from people that you might know for years that you mightn't actually have learned. Like I've I've learned that now that using the exploratory actually releases the good stuff in yeah. your brain, and that's what. This I was taught was this is part of what this is about talking to people about interesting stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I said earlier that I've I found over the last couple of episodes that I've been interviewing people, mm. and that's because you know I got in a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt, and I got in like an extreme downhill mountain biker, and an you know an endurance athlete, and yeah, it's always going to be a little bit interviewee, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and, and they were great, don't get me and wrong. They were brilliant. They were I listened class. to two of them. I think Roger and Graham, I didn't get the, the other chap. I haven't got to them all yet because uh, I, I need to start playing these podcasts because as I think I was saying to you, they're, they're, they're great. I was 
I took out my guitar for the first time in five, six years and started dusting it down and had Graham on in the background. I think he listened to Gaz as well in the same night. I'd done about six hours worth of podcast. But I need to start getting this stuff into my car, you know, yeah. that you can bring it with you. Make it my radio. Because when I get in, it's Today FM. It's tuned into my radio. It's Xmas FM at the moment. Because Hilarious. the kids love Xmas FM because it's all Christmas songs or whatever. So I don't mind having it on for the month of December or whatever. But there's a lot of ads in it as well. And uh, But I, I, need to, I need to get away from this because I, I do feel that I'm... Uh, I'm falling behind the times, especially with my television viewing and that. Like, so many people now are just Netflix and all that, and they don't watch telly. Telly is like, what's what's telly like? And, uh, you know, and even the way you listen to, like, radio, like, people are probably going, you listen to the radio, what's that all about, you know? Why why would you do that? Half half the time, there's ads on. I remember the, the classic I was saying to you, I think it was uh, one of the chaps you write, write for the Murray, a little uh, strip in it. He was um, talking about uh, Sky TV. And he was saying, like, oh, Sky TV, I was in the middle of watching my favourite ads and a programme came on. <laughs> and it is, it's like 15 minutes of ads and 15 yeah, yeah, minutes yeah. of a programme, like, do you know yeah, what I mean? of course, yeah. It's nuts. And, like, when you look at the, like, for anyone listening, just the next time you're watching the telly and an ad comes on, just like, try and examine the ads that you're watching from, from this perspective. Think of how shit you, the, the version of that ad that you would make. Like, these ads are big productions like they really are like the, depending on who's making them they could be multi multi million euro productions whether it's because they've got some famous actor or because they're you know on location mm. or whatever the fuck it is these things aren't cheap like they're, they're, they're big budget things and that's where that mentality of, of the program came on and, and ruined my favourite ad like I saw an ad recently for what was it um, Virgin I think Virgin are trying to make a play for broadband space in Ireland or whatever else and it was just an ad for Virgin and like I obviously couldn't see myself but I'd say my pupils were fucking dilated like fuck I was honed in on this ad it fucking gripped it was me. epic was it it yeah. was it was that's, that's the word it was fucking epic and it was like a movie yeah, like a blockbuster trailer for the, the latest next movie like. that's exactly what it is and more and more and more ads are like that and they the wow factor yeah big time Like, and you're just you're sitting there watching the shit and you don't even realise that you're watching yeah, it. Yeah, like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, with your mouth open. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that shit's not good for you. Really isn't it's good It's like for the you. opposite of off the lead. Well, it's on the lead. Yeah. Just watching it's, that it's, shit it's, and you don't even know you're doing it. Like. It's on and the I lead. can see myself. I've never actually took a video of myself watching telly, but I'm showing the ads come on. I'm probably glued to the fucking things and giving out about them at the same time. Like, yeah. But still watching them. They're so engaging, though. And again, they have, you know, a team of fucking psychologists behind them telling them, yeah. you know, what colours to flash at you, how long to have a, a scene, the camera angle, the this, the that, yeah. the other. Um, and myself and Simon mentioned it, this idea of, like, the ad is, at the start of the ad, there's this dad, let's say, me or you, and he's asleep, the head on the pillow or whatever, and the eyes open up and he... he, he looks up and his missus is there beside oh, him and gives brilliant. him a little smile and going. then you know he, he walks out into the hall and there's the two kids asleep and walks into the room and into the, the sitting room and the, the tree is there and the presents are there and it's just you just get this warm fuzzy feeling and you're just yeah that's 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 the perfect life and then it just comes up Tesco or yeah, Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, or I, thought, I was whoever. thinking of a completely different ad. But uh, what ad were you thinking know. of? <laughs> I don't even know what it was for. Is that the beauty of advertising? I don't even actually. Is I think your man wakes up hungover and he's lying in the bed and he looks around and just let's just say unattractive. 
lady beside him and he's like, oh, what did I do last night? He puts his fist in his mouth, you know, crawls out of the bed, tiptoes down the stairs, goes to grab his jacket and sneak out and next thing the two kids run down the hallway, hi dad! And he's like, oh, fuck, this is my life. And back up to bed again. <laughs> I don't know what it was for, it was brilliant though. I just thought it was brilliant. He's going to get away from the one night stand and he realises this is your life, you're still half cut. But again, they they they're playing on your humor there. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the kind of way it's it's not. And it's sometimes no it does. Sometimes it does work, doesn't it? Some 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 of them are good. Some of them you would laugh out loud. But there's no there's there's the majority of it's muck like. And as you said, you just sit rooted to the thing because you don't like when Sky TV came out first with the pause and rewind and all that. Like it was great and it still is. Like I do record a lot of my programs because I work shift work and that. I do record a lot of them and I just instantly fast forward the ads. But if I'm watching something and it's just on live, then it's. Uh, it's you're just watching the ads and you know sometimes I do try and record something and you know watch the news or something and that'll give you the half an hour play to fast forward yeah. all the ads or whatever I don't sit there religiously looking at ads but you will find times and especially if you're watching live sport or something like that you have no choice like do you know yeah, absolutely yeah. and you could go you could probably go and hoover your haul I don't fucking know you could hoover your haul in the time between the ads there's that many of the on or make your tea or do you know what I mean you could probably wash your window or, or something but no you sit there and you're just bound but it, it amazes me people say that they don't have the time yeah, you know, they, they, you know, I'd come on the podcast, but you know, I don't want the time. I don't have the time, or even better, again, I'd love to come on the podcast, but I don't have the time. Yeah, but yeah. If you were to examine their life, they're watching twenty eight. 30, 40 oh, listen, there's no TV, point in saying like, to you, like, I tried that one. I'm very busy, following, but it just doesn't work because then you make me think and you go, yeah, you've got loads of time to come out. You just have to make the time, don't you? Like, you no, really you, do. You, like. you really do. And a great, a great analogy I've heard is, and it's before I even say that, it, it's, it kills me when people, and I'm sure you're the same, and anyone with kids will, this will resonate with them. When people who don't have kids say they don't have the time, it's just like, oh, oh fucking man. yawn. Like, do you know that kind of way? You've all the time in the fucking world. You've no idea. You have no idea until you, you don't know what you've got till it's gone nearly, isn't it? Oh, as well? 100%. Like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But uh, the, the analogy I was going to get back to, the me that loves me analogies, um, was even when you have kids, like let's say you've got two kids and you say, listen man, I've got fucking two kids. I don't have the time. If you had triplets and you had a, an extra fucking two kids. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? None of them would die. No, they, they're not going to starve. They're not going to, you're not yeah. going to be neglected. They're going to get loads of fucking time. Yeah. You make it for them. Like, um, so if there's something, anyone that's listening, if there's something that you've been meaning to do and your excuse is, you know, you don't have the time, cop the fuck onto yourself. You have plenty unless, of time. You know, unless you're running a company with fucking 500 employees and you have 10 kids and you're, you know, you're not willing to give up your Ironman training or whatever it is, like, you've got the fucking time and you've got it in spades. Get up earlier. Do you big know what I mean? Big time, yeah. And it is, it's a, it's a way, it's a way of thinking as well. It's a way, it's just a complete, you just have to, sometimes you just have to stand back and go, you do, you do have more time than you thought. And it's all relative. You thought you didn't have the time and you don't have kids and you have kids and you realise, oh, well, I had so much time. But sometimes, I, I, I remember when uh, Roshan was pregnant with Blotting, our first child, I, I, I remember actually sitting around, I was actually getting bored. Do you know what I, I was I was kind of floating around with my guitar, walking into different rooms, strumming away, just kind of doing not much really, and kind of thinking, I have all this time now, and I'm not going to have that time in another couple of months. But I knew sort of deep down I I had to have the kids to not have the time yeah. to make me want to, to go back to that. But I, I, re, I, I said, well, look, this is what you're doing now. You know that the end is nigh. 
Yeah. And you're doing nothing, so you might as well have a couple of kids because you're doing fuck all. Do you know what I mean? Like, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's the truth. It's 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 a cold cop out saying you don't have the time to to do stuff because you can make the time. As you said, if you had if you had triplets, you'd still have the same. You'd probably still have the same amount of time to do whatever you need to do. Do you know what I mean? You just have to make the time. Like, yeah, well, put it this way: like, I've I've a three and a half year old and one on the way, and I probably do more stuff now. Than I did before I had kids. I, I think I do. Of course I did. I do fucking way, way more now than yeah, I did yeah, back yeah. then. Now, granted, my work has changed and whatever else, but I think people that that resonate with people. People will kind of, I suppose that they'll get that. They'll they'll know. And again, like you said yourself, like you don't know what you have until it's gone. And you said it there. It's, it's just the way you're thinking, and that's what I'm trying to change. That's yeah. It's tying about off the lead again. It it's is a way and, of thinking and, and as well on the, as and being on the lead as opposed to off the lead. Being yeah. on the lead is thinking that it's you know oh, you don't have the time. Yeah, think, being off being on the lead is thinking you don't have the time. Being on the lead is thinking it's too cold to go out running. Being on the lead is thinking that you can't go swimming in a lake in your fucking shorts in December when it, there's ice around the edges. Being on the lead is it's all of those things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the idea of being off the lead is. Like being on the lead is thinking that getting up at four o'clock in the morning is crazy. Crazy. Like, why is it crazy? Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. Or not that it's not that it's not crazy. Maybe it is crazy, but maybe you need to be a little bit crazier. Maybe maybe oh, yeah. you need to be yeah. a bit crazy. Yeah. Maybe there's nothing wrong with being a bit fucking crazy. When was the last time you you said, uh, "Oh, I can't wait to introduce you to to Brian. He's really normal." <laughs> Show that kind of way. Like anyone who's in any way interesting is. Ah, you have to, a little yeah, touch, yeah. a little fucking, a bit, a bit of a lunatic, yeah, like. yeah. And and it doesn't mean you know psychotic or no, no, not strange. at all. Like every every man that you have probably on this, uh, you haven't actually had any women on, yet, have you? Not but, yet. Um, no, no. Every, every person you've had on would be, uh, they've, I'd say, they'd openly admit that they're a little bit not not. They mightn't say crazy. They mightn't like that strong a term, but definitely obsessed. When you look at likes of um, the Graham doing all that, all the triathletes or even. Uh, Roger Darius is the yoke. You have to be obsessed to become that good at something. Like. Well, well, them boys are them boys are obsessed. But I mean, are you obsessed? No, I wouldn't say. But I'm a little bit crazy though. I don't oh, well, whatever. That, fucking yeah. shadow. hundred percent. But you're not but my I, best friend for fucking thirty odd yeah, years. Without I've being, it, like. been a bit crazy. Yeah, but bit, bit crazy. I don't know if I'm obsessed with anything. I'm kind of, I'm probably semi obsessed with a lot of things, but not one particular thing. Like some of them guys you've had on would be just as far as I can see. Just you have to be to be that good or to be that interested in it you have to be and there's nothing wrong with being obsessed like, I mean the best people obviously you have to be you have to be obs- obsessed with what you do no to be the best to be the best at it and to, to really get into it but again and this is no disrespect to the, to the obsessed lads that, that I've had on I want people who I want people on who are I suppose who've something to say more so than 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 are obsessed. And I'll continue to get kind of extreme obsessed yeah, people yeah. on because I think they're just interesting. But I'll I'll definitely try and get better at finding out what their opinion is on stuff as Rather well than as just t- asking them about what they're focused on yeah, because most that, of their life. That's interviews. Like when you when you interview people, and especially when you see like if you watch you know the, the late late or if you have if you I don't know who the fuck else is there um, Graham Norton or or any of these you know interviews. The person who's conducting the interview isn't speaking to the person that they've on. They're speaking to the persona. 
of the person yeah. they've on. And yeah. I don't want to speak to the persona of yeah. anyone. Yeah. I want to talk to the fucking I think you've done fairly well. Like you, you have done fairly well, and I don't think it's come across in any of the ones that I've listened to that you, you interview. Yeah, obviously people that you might know as well. It is always going to feel probably a little bit more interview because you don't have that. You don't have that any fallback, any seatbelt, as it were, to it's a fallback conversation to have because you don't. You know, you might know them that well, so the only kind of common denominator is the thing that they're obsessed with because you know they'll talk forever about that. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. But in in contrary to that, um, look at Ivor. Myself and Ivor was a three plus hours. Yeah, I didn't actually get to hear. I just so many I didn't get to hear. I didn't get either. I didn't, don't think I got to Oshin. And who was the other one? I only got the first couple of minutes of Kevin Riley banging on about the cars. Good lad, Kev. Oh, the boy racer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus! Don't call him that. I know. I even know that, and I didn't even listen to the podcast. Don't call him a bike fucking racer because there's massive divisions in that sport as well. Oh, the reason that's crazy. Look, that's that's a three-hour conversation. Yeah. Yeah, and a great it's been, one. and it's been had. Yeah, a great one. But um, but on either. Um, like we, without you having listened to it, or anyone that's listening, you don't need to listen to. It. You don't need to have had listened to it to get what I'm saying. Myself and Ivor spoke for three plus hours, um, like we've been. You know, yeah, and you won't know Ivor that well. Don't would you? know Ivor from fucking Adam. Mm. Well, you do now. I, it's a, I do now, absolutely. Um, but again, just to give people who have or haven't listened to it uh, an idea of where I'm coming from, I I did know Ivor. But the last time I spoke to Ivor, I think Kids. would have been under thirteen hurling for really, the Tones. Yeah. So it would have been twenty years since I said, "Oh, good game, Ivor." Yeah, and like that would have been the height of our conversation back then. And yeah. I have so on the lead. Fam. Literally, haven't spoken to him since. Like, yeah, I was just, uh, up until he reached out to me, he sent me an email. Uh, I don't know how he had heard of the podcast, but or somebody, I think a mutual friend of ours, Kevin Booth, who who'd be a great man to get on actually. Um, he, I think, put Ivor onto my podcast to say, listen, give it a listen. Ivor sent me an email then saying, listen, man, I heard what you're doing. Fair play to you. And I wrote back to Ivor saying, uh, hey, man, cheers for the you know words of encouragement. Come on down. Well, I, what I said to him was a little birdie had told me that you were, quote, into ayahuasca. Because I had heard a rumor that he had um, gone and done drugs in the Amazon, basically, yeah. is the way it was phrased yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, little did I know that he, the path that he was on, and like, I was a fucking... journey, yeah. I was a great, great lad. And I went to school, I was saying to you before, we'd done economics together in Colin Moore's class. I think we spent most of the time talking our way through economics in the class, but uh, uh, not really listening too much. But uh, yeah, lovely lad. Same yeah, way. no, I, I will be back on now after our trip to Holland, which is happening very, very soon. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. But again... Look, there's like I I would consider Ivor in the from the podcast that we've had and the little bit of interaction back and forth that we've had since. Like I can see Ivor being like a lifelong friend of mine. Really, yeah, yeah, big time, yeah. And that never would have happened if it wasn't for this. Well, there you go. So like, if nothing else came out of it, you know, it's it's obviously working. Like, no, it is, and and I've heard from loads of people. I've heard from loads of people too. Yeah, great, great reviews. Like, well, it's, and, and it, great. It, That's why. And then you asked me to come out and do one or whatever, and maybe talk about off the lead, off the lead. And I was kind of more comfortable about doing that because I'd be one of these people to say like everyone thinks they don't have the personality. Like, I mean, that's ridiculous. Everyone has a personality, and it's, as you said, some of the people that don't think to have a personality it'd be the best ones to come over. and then I'm after saying that and then I kind of go to you yeah but I don't really have the personality for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to come out because I'm after saying the fucking will but I was talking to people there during the week and I was asking them like, to a couple of interesting guys again but they were like no why would he want me out there for the very reason why you think he wouldn't want you out absolutely there. Yeah. I'm too normal no you're not normal the things you're saying to me you just think everyone does that but everyone doesn't do that 
Do you know what I mean? I was uh, say, saying to uh, d- different lads and from different walks of life, and they just couldn't believe it. I was actually talking to someone uh, recently who has her own business, and I think she's employing eight people. And she, she, I think she's only in her 20s. And she, I was there, I know a chap that loved to have a conversation with you. And uh, can, can you name her? Do you mind? No, I don't, mind? I don't actually know her name. Okay, I was only nervous. talking to her uh, briefly in a very loud uh, pub. But um, uh, just got, I don't know, she was, because she was asked us where, she didn't believe uh, where I walked. That's how we got talking or whatever. Right. And um, she was saying that, um, she, she, she has a beauty salon in the town. And she was saying that uh, she's employing eight people. And I was there, that's fascinating. You're young and you have eight people walking for you. What's that like? Blah, blah, blah. Because I thought she was with a couple of girls. I said, these are your, the people that walk for you. She goes, no, I have eight people walking for you. I said, fucking hell. You'd be interesting to talk to. How did you get started? Probably went to musician school. But like, I mean, that's some achievement to be only that, that age and have seven livelihoods you know depending yeah, no, on you like no, it's, I, I, these are the walks of life you you want to get and people go nah I'm just a, just a beauty petition who, who care about me or whatever like, but. but Roger Dardis I think put it exactly the way you said it uh, and I think I can quote Roger for having said I don't think I have the personality for it and a big sceptical Kel's head in it, <laughs> yeah. I love that bit but like like Roger had what 200 fucking people listened to him within you know a day or two really yeah yeah massively popular massively yeah, well popular. I was one as well but uh, fascinating dude like and another thing this podcast is I suppose exposed um, for the world to see and for me to be aware of is I don't know many girls I really don't your I wife your, your, I was going to say your wife but uh, your long term partner will be probably glad to hear that <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah, but man, I don't know any girls. <laughs> it's 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 mad. Like, and it's got me thinking of having gone to an all boys school didn't help. Yeah, it's yeah. it's made me think that I don't want Fionn going to an all boys school. Yeah, yeah. Um, to think that like segregation is still a thing. Like, it's that's like a fucking yeah, 1930s fr- type thing. Yeah, like. a friend of mine actually said it that uh, he had, and again, you wouldn't think it to to when you were talking to him, but he was he he was saying I have low confidence, and I want my kid going to. Uh, a mixed school because uh, I went to an all boys school and I had no confidence with women when I was growing up. Now he's a married man, a couple of kids, like, but he had no confidence talking to women, you know. And that's another life skill, you know. Yeah, imagine, and yeah, but imagine not being comfortable talking to the opposite sex. Like that's yeah. a, that's a bad start to life, isn't it? Like, oh no, absolutely. And look, I'm I'm not that bad. I'm, it's not that I'm not comfortable talking to the opposite sex by any stretch of the imagination. I'd have a woman in here in a fucking heartbeat, but the but realistically, I'm going to get I don't know. Let's say I've gotten half a percent of the people I know on. I know, you know, a, a thousand men. Do you, do you know that kind of yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's been pretty much all men because I, I don't know that many yeah, women. Yeah. Like, um, the overwhelming majority of people. Like, if you were to if you were to look at my WhatsApp messages, it's. Exclusively Jesus. men. Jesus, I'm trying to think of other girl that I've texted yeah. other than like my mother. But you mother see, would you get sister. away with that? Would you get away with that? Like, can you have can you have female friends when you're in a relationship with a woman and have kids with a woman? Like, can you have like who was that? Oh, that was just Dorothy ringing me, just seeing how I was. Yeah, the, the, don't the, think the, it'd go down too well. I fucking, I guarantee you wouldn't. Something that's that's women, isn't it? Yeah, crazy bitches. <laughs> I didn't say that. I did not say that. That was Frano, just in case it was any day where that came from. I did not say that. But yeah, it is mad because I don't think you. I don't think you get away with it. Not kind of way. Like my, I don't think my missus. If I if I was getting text messages, I actually got a text message off a bitch. She's a lovely girl. She walks with my wife, but um, 
she was uh, uh, winding me up. She got she got my number off Roshin and she'd be winding me up about dancing. I never dance at weddings or any of that crap. I'd be the know? same, yeah. And she fucking got a hold of me one, one of the days and she dragged me onto the dance floor and I'd done a little manoeuvre and legged it and ran into the jacks. And it was down a big corridor. I was actually in Trim Castle Hotel and I legged it into the jacks and uh, waited there for the song to be over and just for good measure I waited again for another song to pass out. I'd be long off the dance floor now. So I walked back out and I could still see two or three of them laughing at me, pointing, looking at me coming out of the corridor. You know, it was right beside the dance floor and I looked around, looked left, looked right, no sign Ash, you know, it'd be happy days here and walked out there, she is hiding behind the wall, grabbed a hold of me and dragged me back <laughs> up again. But uh, the following wedding I think she was at, I, um, I, I started dancing, don't ask me why, but I started dancing for a couple of songs and she found out about this, you know, mm. and uh, she's got Roshan's number, or got my number from Roshan, should I say, and uh, started texting me then. And Roshan obviously knew what was going on. And lucky enough, I didn't fuck because I was there. Who? It was like, oh, I hear you have a, a new lover in your life or something. I'm disgusted with you, Patter. How could you do such a thing to me? And uh, after all, we've been through blah de blah de blah. And sure, of course, now, I could have been found out. If I had been secret, born, I don't know who that is, but if it was up to no good, you know, you'd yeah, be kind yeah. of burying that phone in your pocket. But instantly being the innocent person that I am, you know, would never do anything like that. I showed it to the wife straight away, like, the fuck and she played dumb didn't know and then another text message came in I thought we were special I thought we had blah 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 but I showed it to her straight away you know but it just imagine like if you were if if you could you have female can you have that I'm, there is lads I actually do know lads especially musicians and that that are the friends that are the girl friends we'll call them in inverted commas but yeah. just the general consensus I think is you can't be too close I don't think you're, I don't think you're allowed to get text messages from a female of around the same age as you, if you're in a long-term it, relationship. I, I, I'd agree with you, and it's a fucking sad state of affairs. Mm. But it's in no small part, for me at least, I can only kind of speak for myself, it's, it, for me at least, it's in no small part due to the fact that I went to an all-boys school. Because I don't have... Mm. like. But even if you went to a, 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 a mixed school, Frank, ah, look, you, you you might be able to say that you went to school tomorrow. If, if you, but you see, the thing I'd is, I'd say your missus would be trying to get them off. Don't be texting her anymore. Maybe, maybe I, 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 I don't know. Is the honest answer? But um, I'd hazard a guess as to say it wouldn't be acceptable. Yeah, look, I I, I don't know is the honest answer. Mm. Um, now then again, there are girls that I know that. Um, yeah, look, I wouldn't be texting them. Yeah, like they wouldn't I, be texting I, me. Like. like, I know lads that went to mixed schools and they had loads of friends, but now yeah. they're married, I don't think they hang around with them friends. I'm thinking of one lad in particular. I won't mention any names because it wouldn't be good, but uh, you, it'd be a mutual friend of ours who would have went to a mixed school, who would have known loads of girls, who would have hung around with a lot of girls, but I wouldn't say... I'd be safely saying he hasn't spoke to one of them in years because I don't think his missus would be too happy. But like, what's what is that? Is that like a lack of trust? Do you think? Like, put it this way: for your own perspective, you presumably you think that Roshin wouldn't be too happy if you were to have met someone on the Christmas party and he's kind of hit it off and it would she's be into wholly she, unacceptable. She, right, listen, hold on. Right, let's say hypothetically you're mad into tin whistles. You're you're obsessed about tin whistles, and lo and behold, you're out fucking on your Christmas party. You get chatting to some young one that you know accidentally spilled a drink on you, and she has a tin whistle in her hand because she's part of the band. Or I don't fucking know. You get talking, <laughs> and you, you, you know you you end up exchanging phone numbers, and you know all of a sudden you meet up once a month to discuss tin whistles or whatever the fuck it happens to be of an interest. That's not going to fly with your wife of, you know, like how long are you fucking with Roisin? Like exclusively, you know, not just married. 17 years. Or so. 17 years. You're only what, 30 fucking four or five or something. Yeah. So half, half your life and all of your life that 
you know matters really. I'm 35 I don't right but like all all of your life that matters because I mean when you yeah, were oh, yeah. before yeah, 15 yeah. how relevant is any of that I guess together at 18 so yeah 17 years eh? well there Jesus you go Christ. I know <laughs> but like it is it a lack of trust is it I don't a paranoia know. I'll ask, thing I'll ask when I go home but she'd probably you know give the diplomatic answer that'd be cool with me yeah but no, it wouldn't let's... but it wouldn't and you know that and I know that and if Roshan was listening deep down she knows that too it wouldn't be accepted. But it, it, it's the same. Well, it's, I suppose. But I haven't said that. Like Roshan, Roshan's a, a union rep at her workplace, and she gets texts the whole time. She goes, "It's Gabriel, ring me again," or somebody. But these are it's union matters or work related matters. I think that's different. If you work with the person, you might get a little bit away with. Like I wouldn't care. To Roshan, Roshan does be constantly chatting with three or four lads. Late at night, <laughs> but that but that's work related, and that's yeah. okay. But what if well, it they're telling work- me it's work related? But what, but what if it wasn't work related? What if it was some dude that bumped, she bumped into, and he had a tin whistle in his hand? A fucking tin whistle! But I you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It wouldn't. I don't think it'd bother me. But I think women. I think it'd bother women more. Are women more jealous than men? I don't know. Maybe some women are. Maybe some women aren't. But I want to come across as sexist, you know. But I don't know. I just don't think it'd be acceptable. And it's not that I don't think it. I kind of wouldn't. I w I don't think I'd do it either. In what kind of way I don't don't know what it is. It's is an unwritten rule that you don't be texting people, especially from your phone. But why put it this way, why would you have a, a problem with Roshin if she was just to have met this kind of tin whistle friend and they went off tin whistling together? Like it, what is it? Is it is it paranoia? Is it jealousy? Is it a distrust? I might think she's more interested in his his tin whistle than mine. Oh. Do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's it, I don't. But when it comes to my own relationship, rock solid. I it wouldn't. It wouldn't be trust. Could be jealousy. Probably. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it wouldn't be trust. Like yeah, I wouldn't. Of I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like if she was going out with Mister Tin Whistle, I wouldn't be. I would. I would have no trust issues there at all. But I might be jealous. Yeah. Yeah. And again, don't ask me why. Probably because. What does that highlight in you, though? What inadequacy. Of yours. Well, I'm saying it might be, but then again, it mightn't be, you know, because it's, it's never happened to me. Like, but I don't think she, again, is it not an unwritten rule? Like, you don't fucking see how one that weird or whatever one was with Wayne Rooney or something. She knew he was married as a big footballer and she still went off with him in a car and they got found out because he got arrested for drink driving or something. Yeah, you have to stop reading the tabloids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's a good example, you know, to give that, like, she knew and then all the women are getting around and going, you, you never go near a married man. So never go near him is, it means you just don't start a conversation early in the first place. You know, that kind of way. Yeah, but I mean, Jesus Christ, there's a difference between starting a conversation and building a friendship with somebody and then going off and fucking them. Yeah, I, I think there's, is there, is it, there, like, you can't be friends if you, if... Like, you can't be friends with the opposite sex? No, I'm not saying this is true, I'm just saying, is that, is that where it comes from, that you can't, there has to be more to it, you can't be friends, you can't just have a mutual... Um, you know, interest, shared interest with somebody of the opposite sex, well, and it just stops at that because well, then you could have just found somebody, uh, of your own, of your own sex that has that interest, and then there's no problem. Well, I was actually just going to ask, um, do you think now, not that you know, I'm in a position to even ask the question. Never mind you in the position to to answer it. But do you think gay men or women say can't? Like, can gay men not have other men friends? Oh, I doubt. Well, do you know what I mean? 
if are gay men only allowed to be friends oh, with women? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, or, I, I, or I, have I, I just, tur- uh, you know, am I gonna get lynched by the gay community tomorrow? Well, for I was, even I was, the I was gonna answer that like as if I knew the fucking answer there for a minute. And I went, whoa, hold on, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do you know? I was going to say what I was going to say. Maybe I'm right, and maybe I'm a hundred percent wrong. But what I was going to say was. Would it be the same as it doesn't? It's it's not actually it's not actually a sexual. It's the sex of the person. I could be wrong. You need to ask somebody from the LGBT community about this. But I'd imagine it's something similar to what we were just talking about. I think if say it was two lads, for example, two two homosexual men, if they were having a relationship together, yeah, I'd say there'd be issues if either one of them had a friendship with another. Homosexual man, not another man. Yes, yes, not yeah. yeah well, fair enough. That's what yeah. you meant, is it? Yeah. Uh, and then I think uh, that would uh, be a wholly, un- wholly unacceptable again. So it's not a woman thing, probably. I don't know. I could or be wrong. Maybe thing, it is. Uh, maybe the maybe the, the gay and are more clued in than the the, the straight straight people. But uh, I would imagine to be a bit of fucking aggro there. Would you not think as well? Like, if yeah, no, that, that, but you hang around with Tommy. Like, if Tommy was just married with two kids to a wife and two kids, and. Uh, well, then that'd be probably all right. But if Tommy's uh, in the gay community as well, there'd probably be a bit of tension. I'm sure he's up. I am at walk and you have him on the sofa with you. Yeah, nah, yeah. Not having that. Yeah, no, true. Absolutely. But again, these conversations, the, the, the conversation that I'm having with you here now, this is this is where it's at as this far as off I'm the concerned. Lead. This, this, is, this is where it's at. Because... You're figuring stuff out. I'm figuring stuff out. The people listening. Yeah, you're learning as you go along. Yeah, very it's a little much bit daunting so. as well because you don't know what you're going to say next, and you don't know what it is. It is. But I, I, I genuinely think, and I, and I fucking, I was sickened. I was listening to Blind Boy's podcast there last Wednesday, and he fucking sickened me whole because he said something along the lines of, "We're all a little bit racist, and we're all a little bit sexist, and we're all a little bit homophobic." And and that's all right. The important thing is that we're we make ourselves aware, aware of, of it, yeah. and we try and you know educate ourselves and move past it. But the, this idea that you know you're not remotely sexist or you don't have a racist bone in your yeah. body is is ridiculous. And, and he went on and, and discussed that. And the reason it's sick in my hole is because I've been thinking that that's, and saying it to people just, for a fucking yeah, a decade. Yeah, like, yeah. And he kind that's of what, be- how, half of what off the lead is about. Yeah, it is recognizing. That. I mean, you said it in the piece I read out at the start there that you don't claim to be blah blah blah, and you might come across and there's a chance that you'll come across as racist, you know... Uh, sexist, sexist, bigoted, whatever the it is. The whole lot, yeah, like, yeah. because it's free-flowing and it's taught. And don't think, as you said, there's no such thing as person that's completely... Like, I remember having a conversation with you a while ago with uh, another chap, and he was openly met, I'd be a little bit racist. He said with a laugh, but yeah. he was being genuine. Yeah. And uh, maybe it was all right to say it in the environment he was in. Maybe that wouldn't be something to say... Add, you know, a mixed race wedding with a microphone. Do you know? Yes, yes. But it depends on what you're saying. They're not condoning that thing, but it's honesty, I suppose, as well. And at least he's aware of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was coming from a genuine place that he was saying that, you know, probably if certain individuals walked into his shop or whatever, that he'd be kind of just something triggers in his brain that he doesn't even realise why, but he'd be, you know, maybe watching them more or maybe. Something, something, it's just something. And how could you expect not to be, you know, a little bit racist when every, you know, bad guy in a movie is fucking either brown or black or do you know that kind of way? Mm. Like any time, and I'm trying to think, did I say this with with Des? I think I did, but I'll, I'll repeat myself here again because it's it's um 
it's part of the same kind of story. This idea that whenever you see a guy in handcuffs, this was more for American TV now, but anytime you see a guy in handcuffs on the news representing a, you know, in quotes, criminal, 95% of the time it's a person of colour. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's far less than 95% of inmates who are people of colour. And little things like that. Yeah, like, skew. They do, of course op- they do. Opinions, you, you yeah. can't, you can't yeah. help but be influenced the by media, this stuff. Again. It's, it's like It's like advertising. And even... And like with advertising, even if you're aware of that, even if you're sitting there watching it going, that's disgraceful, it's always a coloured guy as the, you know... It's still happening. It's not only is it still happening, but you're still being negatively affected by it, even if you're aware of it. Mm. Just like advertising. You know something's been sold to you, but you're still going to want to buy it that little bit Oh, that's it. I remember you said, uh, the chap I only met him once, but a good friend of yours that was saying he wasn't influenced by advertising, named three colas and he names them off, and you could guarantee you that's by revenue of advertising how much the first one you named was Coca-Cola the second was Pepsi and Dr. Pepper yeah in in order of the revenue spent on, on advertising, advertising yeah. Yeah. and yeah. he was saying he wasn't affected and he just threw down three names at you but no, make no mistake about it it's to do with that yeah no, absolutely and again this off the lead thing for want of a better word is number one it's going to make you aware of certain advertising kind of tricks and things okay and that's going to help. It's not going to uh, inoculate yourself completely. You're still going to be influenced by it. But more to the point, if you can see the nonsense of consumerism, if if, if I can get that across, if, if I can show people how, I, I don't know, how stupid it is to kind of buy into to brands and mm, different things mm. like that, and if, if, if I can help people to stop being so kind of commercial, Commercial yeah. is probably the wrong word, but do you know that kind of way? Yeah, we had a chat about this. Yeah, we had a chat about this as well. Remember, I think it was on the failed recording as well. That the whole, I think it was you that gave me an example. Was it of some? I don't know if you remember his name or some chap that basically gave away all his clothes of a certain brand because because they didn't care. Or was it for larger sizes or something? Yeah, so I think it was. Abercrombie he gave them all to. He gave them all to the homeless. Yes, and that'll do great things for that brand. I'm sure. Yeah, I, th- I think it was basically devaluing their brand as a protest that they wouldn't make clothes for larger, larger sized men or something like that. Yeah, because they, they, they didn't fit their image. Of course, and yeah, he goes, "How will this fit your image?" And gave the whole lot to the homeless. Yes, brilliant. absolutely. I'm, absolutely fair, I'm fairly sure it was Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, right. And a lot of these crowds, they're they're openly um, they'll openly admit. You know that the, for example, there they're not going to make extra large or extra extra large because the way in their not, words doesn't fit though. But they, they they won't even have that much tact. They'll say, they're not "I don't the type want of people some fat fuck, fuck wearing room. my clothes. Yeah. That could ruin my image. Yeah. Smelly fat people wearing my fucking clothes. Like they'll be that fucking blunt about." It. But yeah, people still buy into the fucking brand. Yeah, yeah. And I've nothing wrong I don't think there's anything wrong with buying into brands. If they're good brands. I'm creating a brand. Off yeah, the lead yeah, is going yeah. to be a brand. If it's a good brand and one you know that promotes fair wages not manufactured in sweatshops. There is places you can check up now. It was only after the conversation I had with you, and again, this is probably what I, I feel off the league can achieve as well. It it makes people, it provokes, you know, conversations, and not just in here, outside of here, because I actually went home to the wife and I was saying to her about, I was on about uh, Fitch or whatever clothing label it was, and she goes, oh yeah, they're bad, but there's, there's worse ones than them out there. You can go on online and log in and it'll give you a, a score, a rating of how... Basically, how 
decent. bad or good or good yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it'll say don't buy that brand. They're they they that's manufactured in the yoke. They have a oh, there's a word, there's a term term on it like I can't some sort of rating, but it's kinda like um so I I can't, I can't I won't it won't come to me now but it's some no, but sort I get of the a, sentiment yeah like a, 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 where it came from basically is a, a source a, a base of where to get their stuff manufactured who they buy who they pay how much they pay and it'll give it like a credit rating like it's only a four out like of a, ten like a morality credit rating yeah that's what, that's nearly essentially what it is yeah it's basically that, that's what you're that's what you're buying into that that's that's the brand you're buying into if you buy that stuff that's what you're saying you want for this world as you said with every every euro. You spend, make a conscious decision of where you're spending it. You know? Yeah, I, I don't spend know. an extra tenner on the slaying whiskey. Bad example, probably after what happened to you in slaying whiskey. But uh, uh, you know, spend it on a, on a local product rather than or a craft beer rather than Heineken. No, I, absolutely. And I've um, I, again, I don't know who to attribute the quota, but every time you spend your money, you're voting for the type of world that you, you want, want to live in. in. Yeah. Like, in the know, future, yeah. Fucking stick that in a t-shirt. Every time you spend your money, you're voting for the type mm. of world that you want to live. And it does, and sometimes I'll still go in and buy something a bit cheap, but it's kind of, even if I haven't stopped doing it, I'm thinking of it now. Do you know what I'm thinking oh, look, of it? Like? Listen, listen, if you're fucking constantly worrying about your bills and constantly worrying about this and you don't have a pot to piss in for fucking whatever reason, you know, buy the cheapest stuff. Look, <laughs> after number one, you and your fucking But kids, if you have the luxury of... We'll put it this way. If you're spending fucking a hundred euro on a fucking t-shirt, yeah. you, you know, you're not worrying about shit. If no. you're if you're buying a coffee for three euro twice a day or three at times least, a at week. At least make sure it's ethically, you know, sourced reliably and responsibly well, and well, look, he, he, nobody's he, getting had over. Here's here's a classic example and it's uh, an example of where I um, am a bit of a hypocrite, I suppose, to a degree. When I met up with Simon, we, we met in Dublin City Centre and before we started the podcast, Simon said, will we go grab a coffee? And I said, yeah, yeah, fucking happy days, you know, fucking, you know, make me that bit more alert or whatever else. And he goes, there's a Starbucks around the corner. And I thought to myself, fucking Starbucks. Like, there's probably a, a kind of a, a local guy selling coffee closer than Starbucks. But I said, oh, look, I haven't seen Simon in years. I don't want to be that, that, off the wrong that foot. guy. Don't be that guy, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to be that guy. Uh, whatever, that, whatever that means. And I just went off in, and you know, we paid fucking eighteen euro each for our fucking black coffees, <laughs> like whatever the fuck it was. He got a fucking moco choco skinny palate, and I just got a black coffee, and it was an extortionate fucking price. But you're you're voting for more Starbucks, mm. oh, and, and, and that's what I did. And I just I didn't have, I suppose, the, the moral fortitude to say, uh, do you know what, Simon? I'd actually sooner not spend money in a big global conglomerate yeah and he probably would have no problem with that yeah. probably yeah. he probably would well, have and maybe if I had a fucking had the fortitude to say it to him maybe he would have stopped going to fucking Starbucks and started yeah. using the, the you know what, you're right, yeah. crowd yeah. around the corner we've got a Costa did you see that in, in Johnstown and Avon now the Costa Coffee is after opening up okay beside the Super Value and uh, I feel sorry for that little tiny shop beside him that sells coffee uh, yeah. it's been there for years yeah. I can't think of the name but they sell little you know breakfasts and sandwiches but like I mean they must be feeling some serious pinch you want to see this Costa Coffee man and they're only after doing up Super value, and somebody was saying to me because I was like, "A cost of coffee out in Johnson. We fuck, we don't even have any amenities for the kids or whatever." Like, and you've got a big cost of coffee now. And the super value is lovely. I don't know if you've been up there recently. Yeah, it's it off. Uh, but see me, somebody was telling me that uh, I don't know how true this is, but Costa might tag along with high end super values and stuff like that. So if yeah. they can find a retail space that's half getting a brand new injection of cash from a place like Super Value or an M and S, they'll plonk our Costa, which would make sense right beside well, it's it. A, it's a sign of how well the yeah. unit is doing. Yeah. If someone's after 
are ploughing a load of money into it. Yeah, so the footfall, and you just feel sorry for this tiny little cafe beside it, and this monster, I think did not, because there was, I think, two or three retail outlets in Johnstown, and then the little cafe, and the next thing it all started getting knocked out, and they smashed all the little, into one big costa, and then you've got this tiny little yoke, and I hope people, I hope people are still, That's and gone. I think people are. It's gone. Uh, I hope it's people are gone. still. It's gone, it's dead. Yeah, it's but they dead. don't, they don't do, yeah, but they don't do rashers and sausages and costa, baby. Uh, uh, no, I don't think they do. And maybe it'll fucking squeeze by. And, you know, fingers crossed it does. And anybody who's living in the Navin area, if you're ever thinking of getting a fucking sandwich or a coffee or anything, Go into the drive little place. to fucking Super Value <laughs> in Johnstown and spend your money in the little fucking cafe yeah, place. Big time. And fucking protest outside the fucking Costa. Now, again, who are Costa or what are Costa? No They're not Starbucks. I don't know. Like, for all I know, they could be a fucking Irish company. I doubt it. But I doubt it. Kind no. of way. Because your man from Dragon's Den was the Irish company. Was he Insomnia Coffee? Is that him? Yeah. Or did they even have outlets or did they just sell uh, petrol stations. And I stuff. think they, I think they might have started maybe the the route of having the the kind of little shops. I, look, I, no. I I don't know. But all I know is cost is mass, massive, and I hate to see them going in and destroying a little business that might be actually putting money. And again, it's the money that's going in. Like I mean, a fellow union rep was on a course there uh, not so long ago, and they were on about basically this stuff like Aldi and yeah, they're, they're Aldi and Lidl and all them. As you said, if you're depending on your collar and you shop there, and don't get me wrong, you see the amount of luxury cars that's coming out of Aldi and Lidl. It's Phenomenal, man. Yeah. 17 Jaguars, uh, Audis, BMWs, they're all in there. Oh, yeah. But um, they were basically saying, you know, you are giving a little bit, they are buying stuff from local producers, tech. They are giving their uh, employees wages, tech, and they pay reasonably well compared to a lot of them. I believe Aldi in particular have had to have decent enough wage, you know. Their staff work hard and you do see them and they're very, uh, they're... Uh, they're, they're, they're good people and I think the, the ones that are good at it stick around and, and there is progression in it but you have all these things but at the end of the day the majority of it is profit and that profit is just leaving straight for Germany fucking right it is and that's the world you're voting in you know here, here's another con they'll have an ad campaign to say 90% of their fresh produce is bought in Ireland from a company who imports it yeah yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, from the company who, that imports it is kind of left off the fucking I, I, billboard. I, I, I've like. even seen it, Irish stickers on them and if you read closely it was uh, what did it say? May, is it May of pre- Packed. Packed in Packed Ireland. Packed in Ireland. And yeah. have a little Irish fucking uh, sign on it or a flag, yeah. And yeah, people are just going in and you can't blame people. It's an Irish flag. I'm doing my best for them. Ridiculous. And you realise they it's German ham cut in Ireland and slapped into a yoke. Yeah, Probably because it makes it. Yeah. Packed in Ireland. Oh, yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah. Or produced in Ireland. Oh, yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah. Produced French in potatoes. Yeah. French potatoes yeah. being sold in an yeah. Irish fucking supermarket. French broccoli. English fucking carrots. Mad, isn't it? Packed in Ireland. Little Irish flag. They should not be allowed to have the Irish flag on it. It's, you well, know, I'd agree with you. Uh, they should, yeah. should not be able to have the Irish flag on it. Because it's a con it's as far as I can see. It's a proper a con, like. con. Do you know what else is a con? Um, what's their fresh produce? Egan's? Is that the brand? Sounds familiar, all right. Yeah, that's think, Aldi, is it? Yeah, I think Aldi, I think when you go in and buy a, pick up a bag of carrots, it has Egan's on the front of it. Sounds and right, And you yeah. go over and you buy their butter or their milk, Oh fuck! I can't think of the name of it, but it's you know um, Phyllis's Dairy or what you know whatever the name of it is. They're imaginary companies. They're brand names yeah, created yeah, by Aldi yeah. to give the impression that it's coming from Egan's. I think they have uh, all our meat products or whatever is Brannan's, and I'd say that's a made-up company. Made up. Is it? 
Of course yeah, it is. I'd imagine that. Yeah. Brandon, sounds not. a bit like Brennan. Sounds a bit Irish, doesn't it? Of course it? it does. Of course it does. And that's from every... like That company's probably just a, a packing facility somewhere in an industrial it's, it's estate, not, it? It's not even a company. It's a word on a bag. Yeah, to make it look family-orientated. All and, those and things are. That's all they are. It's and crazy. People, pe- people aren't aware. And look, people don't have the fucking time yeah. to be or aware Or people, of as you things. said, might, mightn't be able to afford it. And that brings me back to what we were saying. Just It's kind of contradicting what you were saying in one sense, but I know there's different different parts of it. But remember you were saying if if people are shopping in Aldi or Lidl or wherever, and then you're going to Marks and Spencer's, chances are, chances are you did qualify, but saying chances are you're, you're getting a better quality of food. But I also remember, I think it might have been you that was telling me, but when you go into, you can get ripped off in places, like as everyone knows, in Marks and Sparks and places like that, for the same product for much more because it's got a different label on it. It's got M&S on it. Because I think it was you that was telling me, even when it comes to lemons, they all come in on a big boat and yeah, they well, all go I, I, shooting down a thing and they get split in two one goes into a Tesco bag one goes into a little bag one has two euros on it the other has 99 cent on it yeah. it's the same fucking lemons 100% so that's where there's, there's a bit of yeah, know, that, that happens that happens yeah. I've, see, I've seen there's it there's another con like. oh completely um, and people will actually think them lemons taste better because they came from Marston Spencer's or they cost more yeah, because the cost more, it must taste better. Yeah, absolutely. And pe- people are suckers for that. They really, really are. And he- here's a good example of how, how much suckers we are. And, you know, myself included. Um, and we can't, even, Everyone. And again, even when you're aware of these things, you're still a fucking sucker. It's yeah. just, they're, they're psychologically f- mind-fucking you with this stuff. Here's a good example. I go, oh, fuck, what was it? I can't even remember what I'm, I'm getting this off. But you'll get the gist. So... You walk down the street and you have a bag in your hand. In your left hand, you've got a bag, like a, 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 a non-transparent or opaque bag or whatever you want to call it, in your left hand. And in your right hand, you've got a bottle of, you know, champagne. And you stop a randomer on the street and you ask them to pick out a ball out of the bag. And the bag is full of balls with the number 10 written on it. You go randomly, put your hand in there and pick out a ball. You st- they see the ball has a number 10 on it and they go you ask them what number's on it they go 10 like, okay and you, ha- you hand them the bottle of champagne and you go how much do you think that would cost 10 euro <laughs> well they, they won't say 10 but they'll say you know 15 12 10 8 you know some people will know more than others some people will go half a clue and they'll just guess 100 or whatever yeah, it yes, is yeah. so you do that 100 times and you average the the bottle or you get the, the mean or whatever the term is of the bottle and the average will be, let's say, 15 if the number is 10. You do it again, but with a different sack of balls and the same bottle of, uh, of uh, what do you call it? Prosecco or champagne. Whatever it is, yeah. And you have 2,000 is the number on the ball. And ask people how much do they think it's worth. They'll think it's worth it, but the average, again, or the mean of all your answers It'll will be about up, yeah. 10 times more because of the number. Because the they've just ball. seen a bigger number. And that's literally all it is. And th- people's value of a of a bottle of fucking mm. some nondescript champagne or whatever it is. And here's another sales trick. Because again, my background is in sales. I would have came across whatever I saw that on on some sales fucking yeah, yeah, thing yeah. in the past. Just moving on from that example. When you come into a shop, let's say, let's say back in the day I would have been working in a, a white goods place selling washing machines and dishwashers or whatever. You come in and I'll get chatting to you. And any salesman, if they're any use, they'll get chatting to you. They want to get talking to you before they get find down to your the price, gritty. Find your price range and then get you by the one up above yeah, it. Yeah, well, it? That, that, that's part of it. Yeah. But if you start off the conversation like with um, 
Like they ask you, you know, how much are your washing machines? If the salesman knows what he's doing, he'll say, oh God, you can spend, you could spend a thousand euro. Jesus, you could spend two thousand euro. I know a, a, a brand of washing machine that's available on the internet. You can spend five thousand euro on it. And they're just looking at you going, this lad's fucking cracked. Thousands and thousands of euro on a fucking washing machine. But I've got a great one here. <laughs> but then you tell them your most expensive one is only 800 euro. The one that, and all that, of a sudden, no, but it's not that they want that one. All yeah. of a sudden they go, you're oh, a good guy. <laughs> you've got reasonably priced washing machines. You've just told them one of them cost 800 fucking euro. euro. Just slip that one in. <laughs> but they're in their head. It's all right. You're, hearing, you're, you're, from. you're hearing thousands. Then all of a sudden you're hearing 800. And then all of a sudden they're walking out there having only spent 400 euro on a washing machine. You know, yeah. the, the same washing machine only is worth 300 euro. But they you've added a hundred euro to the price of that washing machine just by mentioning big numbers mm. early on. That's the only difference you do, and that kind of psychological shit. And do they works. do that in shops like the likes of Curry's and all that places? Do, do, surely they have a, a set price for the thing. You can't just add on money to them, can you? No, no, you can't. The person who walks into the shop doesn't know your price range. But if he walked around, he'd see it. But you hit Catch them him with before thousands. he gets in. It's, yeah. it's like it's like the ball out of the bag. Doesn't make any sense. What difference is reading a fucking number off a ball out of a fucking bag? Yeah, make? But it works. Fucking right, it does. Yeah, it's mad. And if it? if you think if you don't think that the lad working in or the girl working at the makeup counter in Brown Thomas or whatever, they might know that, but they know they they're told tricks. They get trained once a week, once a month, whatever it is. They get trained these tricks. They're taught how to sell. And they mind fuck you. Mm. Every fucking day. You did, you did have this conversation with somebody else, so I won't go back into it, but I, I think it was on one of your podcasts. I don't know who who was it with. It was a Gaz, even on about, because I, I was saying there was a couple of lads that walked, you know, even the tiles on the floor yeah, bounce your trolley at a certain thing. And all these things. Somebody actually came in to me and they were fascinated going, do you know that some uh, places put the smell of fresh bread in as that well I've heard it fucking 20 years ago as I hear it gets more it gets more uh, sinister than that lad you know how the doors open how slow them doors can open twice as fast do you know that your trolley bounces to stop you at different places to change the shape and the size of the tile to slow you down deliberately like at the places they want you to slow down it's fucking fascinating shit like. oh, it's, it's scary though as well like it's it's, it's unreal here's a, a real kind of kind of bigger picture kind of example I suppose you take a a, a, a country shop like a, a local shop and uh, what I think there's an Irish TV programme about this is there is there a hotelier is there a famous hotelier that goes round and jazzes things does, up yeah, d- your man Francis Brennan I think does that yeah he I don't know if it's Francis but he does hotels but I think he might have had a, a series where he goes round to pubs and gets star B&Bs or, or that, you know there might be a pub with uh, rooms over it and haven't been rented out for years or a sh- co- country shop as you said it hasn't been doing well and he changed the whole He's, uh, now doesn't that look really good now is that far better that's brilliant now Now do that and carry right. that on I'm, I'm not overly familiar but I, my understanding of the of, of the idea of it is he knows what he's doing he walks into a place where they don't know uh, let's say it's, it's a bits. restaurant yeah it's in bits or but it's, it's food is shit or. but to, to take a really kind of if you look at that from, from afar like a, a really broad angle on it um you've got a restaurant and it seats 50 people and you're doing X amount of business. He could change the seating or maybe change the colour of the outside of the building and he'll 
change your turnover from 200 oh, grand a year to yeah. 300 yeah. grand a year massively. by changing the colour of the front door of the fucking building yeah. or something yeah. like that and shit like that yeah. works generally now he goes in and revamps the whole place right know? Well, and of course that's going to make a difference but when you, when, when you look at like a like especially a new super value or a new centra or a new anything that w- that's got money behind it that thing has been engineered like oh every yeah little there's, there's color, nothing left to chance yeah nothing yeah, yeah. absolutely nothing because it's all profit it's all fucking money yeah. in the register every yeah. last bit of it I, I've noticed now and I don't know I, I'd imagine it's, it's uh, the, f- the first one I'm going to give you when you there's a centre there beside uh, where the old swim pool is in Navin it used to be the food basket I think um, I know the spot yeah beside the railway tracks yeah so if you um, used to go into it and just you know, shop or whatever but the centre got a hold of it it's all done up now and they have it's nice it's snazzy looking and all that but you can't it's the it's the old uh, chestnut putting the milk one side and the bread the other but what they've done here is when you walk in the door and I don't know if you've been in it recently but when you walk in the door now they've got a one way gate okay so you have to walk around the whole shop to get to because a lot of people be going into that shop for beer and cigarettes yeah or the paper or whatever and it is the things that are just right beside it and what was happening was they obviously twig because of the layout of the shop the, the cash registers are right to the left of the door so you walk in so probably 50-60% of people were never leaving the say 3 metre square around inside the, the door inside the door yeah. and they want to push everybody up now the usual customers are kind of getting to grips with this one way door and they just pull it that way do you know Hilarious. walk in yeah, yeah, buy yeah, it because yeah. I'm not having any of that shit I still walk around it because I won't be in there that often do you know what I mean yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not one of the locals but they, that's what they do don't give a fuck but um, yeah it's all it's all as you said nothing's left a chance like and yeah, people and might be thinking it's just it's yeah that's just the way it was designed no it was designed like that for a reason and people think that they get people think that they're too smart for this as well yeah so what people will say is look if I'm going into a shop I'm to buy 20 fags, yeah. I'm going to walk out of that shop with 20 fucking yeah. fags. They can make me jump through hoops and fucking do all sorts. And they can lead me around and they can give me a fucking 15-minute walk, show me everything they sell. I'm walking out of my fucking fags and I'm not buying out of that. And they're right. They will just walk out. But you know what else? They're going to know that that shop sells... You know, J-clots and plastic bags and fucking shoe polish and whatever else. So when they're at home and they've got, oh, fuck, I don't have a woolly hat. Oh, they sell woolly hats in that shop down the road. And then they go to fucking get them. Yeah, They're showing you their wares, as it were. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's where it brings me back to the oak. And again, off the lead and talking about this stuff is probably a good example of talking off the lead. But when you... um, when you're on about, you know, we were saying at the start of it that it's society or whatever. I was, I was sort of blaming corporations and shit for a lot of the, the problems we have. And you yeah. were saying like it's a society. You vote for that, but you see this sinister sides to corporations and big places like this to do these things. And people don't know about them. Now you're educating people and telling them, well, this is what they do. But you know, people don't know this is happening. So how can society? prevent what they don't know is happening happening that's why i blame corporations to a certain degree as well because people actually aren't aware like they're not going out to tell you by the way we changed the size of the tiles there to make you stop at the more expensive goods no and even if i got so how are you supposed to, to everyone it's still not going to make any difference no but that they're gets- doing it for a reason because as you said they pay the best of the best people to trick you into parting with as much money as as, as you can you know no and look at the, the to a degree they're always going to win mm. 
because they're they're better backed and the than the average Joe. Oh yeah, Jesus, they're better backed than most governments. Do you know that kind of way? Mm. Never mind the the regulatory body that's supposed to fucking yeah, keep tabs yeah, yeah. on them. Hilarious. That's why I'd be saying government are kind of tied to cooperation as well. You know, you're saying, oh well, they're not, but they kind of are because these big boys fucking do no, have no, a lot no, of clout. No, like. no, and you're you're not going to you're not going to um, save people from them because they they can't be saved. Now, you can you can do a bit of damage control, mm. but the real one is the crucial one is, and I touched on it earlier. The crucial one is if we can make or if I can help people be more aware of how materialistic they are and how pointless materialism is generally. Like if if you can stop someone from getting the new iPhone the day it comes out and maybe get the fucking second or third generation yeah, do you know yeah. that kind of way little, little things make little because things it's still a good a it's a damn good phone like oh yeah man I'm not going to be without a fucking smartphone fuck yeah. that shit but it's, it's, that's what I'm saying but you don't need like I mean look at the it was only a couple of years ago you were on about the uh, I think the S4 came out or something I got the S4 and you were saying uh, oh yeah they're lovely and is that to be honest I had the S2 before that and uh, it was just playing up at me, and I think that's that's why I, I, I went for the S4 or whatever. I said, for what I do with it, you know, I wasn't big into fucking doing too much on them. I said, for what I do with it, camera might be a bit better, but it doesn't really bother me. It's the same as the other one. You're saying, ah, but it's got a quad-core processor. Now, that's the S4 still has a quad-core processor, but it's peanuts now. It's still a good phone. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's rel- You know what I mean? If that was the ta- if that was the dog's balance fucking three, four years ago, it's still all right. Like, oh, you no, know no, what no. I mean? Like, Absolutely. So as you said, if you, people can stop going out and spending money, as you said, on the day, because they're, they're probably cheaper for, or cheaper after a couple of weeks. Never mind. But people have to be the first one, which you know. Yeah, and, and look, I think phones are maybe a maybe a bad example, but if you look at um, if you look at even clothes. And getting back to this idea of supporting what you want to see more of. Mm. If you're like, what, what, what do you want to see? Like, would people out there? I think people generally, if you poll people and ask them, would they like to see more um, people being employed by local companies making, you know, t-shirts or something like that? Would they like to see that? Of course, Most say, people yeah, would say, yeah. yeah. And the, the same can be said for like, would you like to see more local jam in your local supermarkets? People will say, yeah. And if you know, if you ask people, should we rely less on imports? Everyone's going to say, yeah. But saying yeah to a poll isn't worth shit. What you need to do vote is vote with your euros. Yeah, vote with your euros. Man. Well, that's the thing. You see, people might say, as you said, a poll means nothing because people will say they'll give you the answer. Yeah, I would like to see that. But at the end of the day, you tell them that t-shirt's going to cost eight euro, and they can go into pennies and buy four of them for a fiver. Yeah, but you see, the people who are buying four pennies in Tesco are in in pennies for a fiver. Keep doing it, lad. See, I genuinely mean that because if if you're only paying a couple of euro for you know, a t-shirt, it means that you probably don't have a lot of disposable income and you should be buying the cheapest thing. But if you're listening to this and you're accustomed to spending, you know, 80 or 100 euro on a fucking shirt because it's got fucking Tommy Hilfiger written on it, you can spend fucking the same money. Like you, if people were willing to spend 80 euro on an unbranded shirt, there'd be shirt companies in every town in fucking Ireland. But people won't. People buy into the brand. And they buy into the fucking brand for the wrong reason. It's to impress other people, isn't it? Yeah, but what better way to impress somebody by them asking you, like, oh, that's a, that's a nice shirt. What's that? Oh, it's fucking, you know, Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, yeah, whoopty fucking do. No, it's, uh, oh, I actually got this. Call him branded. Or I, I bought this was... online. It's from some crowd up in Donegal. His name's Dave. I'd sooner support Dave and the three lads he employs than... 
you know, some mm. billion dollar fucking t-shirt. Make that the trend. Well, I, I think so, yeah. And getting back to monetizing this podcast or movement or whatever else, I intend to have merchandise for a start. Um, you know, off the lead shirts. Yeah, pretty much an off the lead shirt, an off the lead hat. I'll buy the, one. An off the lead mug, whatever the fuck it is. Call me down for one, right? Definitely, hundred percent. I've one of everything. I've what already, what have you got? Cups. I've, we'll put it this way: I've already put in an order for um, patches, so a patch that I can then get sewn on to basically whatever I want. Um, so I have to find a hat manufacturer. I'm sure there's someone in Ireland selling hats, um, and I'll get either them or I'll do it myself. I'll get the the patch and what does it, is the patch with, it. with your logo with a logo for this uh, podcast? Off, off, yeah, off the lead, provoking conversations with the hand and the mic and the, and the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the one, the logo that accompanies yeah. whatever you're listening to this podcast. Very on. good. Um, and that's that's like a it's like a flag. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, car stickers. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much like a bumper sticker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the idea is that it'll be sewn onto something that's you know bought in Ireland or maybe yeah, something have the fucking themselves. yeah, something yeah. You know, ethically sourced or whatever. Like. Yeah, no, no, of course. And you don't want to be slapping your off the lead onto some a Nike T-shirt or yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't that the crap? Was the crap with uh, Donald Trump uh, during the election? He had all the "Make America Great Again" hats, and then when he flipped them over, made it was China. made in China or something. Like. Yeah, no, it, it certainly won't be that fucking hypocrite. Hypo- hypocritical. Um, but another idea that I've had, and again, these are all just fucking ideas. But it's it's you know that's that's what everything starts with an idea. A big the, time, yeah. The, the first step to doing something, I think, to a degree, now I haven't put much thought into this, but the just thinking out loud, the first step to doing something is an idea. And I'm a big believer in the second step being telling someone about it. Mm-hmm. Because once, like, I had the idea of doing a podcast, but I started telling people I was going to start a podcast before, yeah. before I did the and podcast. And then, then people will ask you, did you ever do any more than a podcast? Well, well? yeah, it, it kind of normalizes it. It's yeah, not as yeah. insane as it used to be. Yeah. And like I told you there, I'm going to reenact the uh, the great dictator speech from Charlie Chaplin. And people will know it from, uh, what's the line that people would know? Um, you know, uh, you're not machines you are not cattle yeah. if only if that resonates or rings a bell with someone that's the speech, that's the and speech if, you, yeah. if you go and google um, the great dictator speech by Charlie Chaplin you'll get a video a black and white video of Charlie Chaplin uh, giving it in his posh BBC accent yeah, yeah exactly and have a listen to that and know for an, with absolute certainty that I'm going to do that basically in really an have an accent in my have an accent, accent. Yeah. In, exactly exactly with the same fucking you know, fervor and fucking rousingness, yeah, yeah. if that's a if yeah. that's a word that he did. Um, that sound great in the accent, but that's as you're saying. But, but back to the accent as well, it, it does make it more, I suppose, uh, reachable I and relatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to to people. Obviously, people in Cork have the same accent, and reminds me actually. Of, I had uh, an auntie years ago, and she'd be laughing at us because she was from Navan herself, but she lived abroad for many many years, still does, and she comes home quite. a bit now she's retired but I remember like we uh, we as kids or something we want to drink a water and she'd yeah. go oh, do you want to drink a water and she'd exaggerate it even more yeah, you yeah, know it's a joke and uh, I remember even, even my mother would be kind of sometimes she's saying to the kids oh the, the noise of the accent or to say something or whatever I said embrace it what's wrong with it you think because you know if you, it's not a BBC accent, everyone has a different accent. Do you know what I mean? Like it nearly looked, nearly frowned upon. You know, don't have that strong Navin accent. Why? Why be ashamed of where you're from? That's the way we talk. That's what you're saying to me, man. That's the way we talk, man. So I'm, I'm not changing. I've noticed. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed as well. Uh, I don't think I've done it, but uh, maybe I have. But I've noticed a lot of people in the uh, at the at the start of the podcast are. Uh, I think they're 
they're very um, they cross their T's and dot their I's yeah at the start and yeah. then it's sort of understandable yeah Oh, you're just better off not doing that, I think. Just start off with your flat nav and accent, then you yeah, don't have to it, fucking change. Like. Yeah, but it's it's not that they, they don't change. It's, it's nerves it's, as well, I think. It, like. it's, it's nerves, and it's, it's it's a human thing to yeah. try and, you know, pronounce every last yeah. syllable of every word. You know, fuck all that, spit out. Yeah, oh, exactly. out, you, can't you? And that's what people want to hear, too, because that's not in kind of media. When was the last time you watched, you know, RTE and some fella said, and now on uh, yeah. 6 o'clock news, we're going to chat about this, oh, well, that, and the other, or whatever. <laughs> you know, it, it's always, you know, and now, and like, Priests are the typical example. When was it like? And it's fucking hilarious. The like, priests have uh, almost stage voices. Yeah, or big time. Like, what's they the, do? Is yeah. it Bishop fucking Smith? Is that his name? Oh, he's some voice man. I, That's I, hilarious. I, like. I heard him years ago at a, a football match. Um, Oldcastle playing. He's from Oldcastle, and I heard him roaring, shouting, or whatever, and uh, getting well into the football. You know, and uh, completely different accent than the Lord Jesus. Quite. It is funny. Like no one ever said it through him. Here, Mickey, what's the story with the stage voice? Did you learn that? Uh, did you learn that at preschool or something? What's the, what's the story there? Yeah, no, fucking madness. Like, madness. madness. But again, and like with the the lads that are coming on here, the lads that have come on so far, I'd say more of that is nerves than anything else. Yeah, it, it takes a while for them to kind of. Oh, it's not everyone. It's only a couple of people are not, and it does go very quickly. Like yeah, does yeah. It, most most people just hit the ground running and just say, oh, "I am what I am," and I talk what I talk, you know. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's there's nothing. Be proud of your accents. Oh, no, no, care if it, like I mean, it's mad because if you go away to America or something. They, they t- Ireland is such a diverse amount of accents. When you think about it, it's for such a small island, like from Donegal down to Cork, you put them two boys in a room, they won't know. I've seen it at work. Like you've got different delivery drivers coming from either end of the country, and the two boys don't have a clue what they're on about. But you're even closer to home, like from Nobber to Navan is what? Yeah, or R D. Yeah, or, or R D, and it's completely high. Yeah. But uh, it's it's mad. It's such a diverse amount of accents. And then if you go to America, should we all sound fucking same? Yeah, the Irish accent. Yeah. Or if you even go down the country, to, to think I'm a dub. I, mean, yeah. I sound nothing like a bleeding dub. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But to them, it's 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 so distinct to us that we can hear that. But even even thirty mile down the country, you from Dublin, are you? No, yeah. I'm not. But it couldn't sound any more different as far as I'm concerned than a du- from a dub. Like, but yeah, well, the, the differences should be embraced. Do you know that kind of way? But um, getting back to the the kind yeah. of the the, the commercialisation of of this and the the branding and that before I forget because oh sorry, what I was saying about the speeches, um, yeah, but the speeches. But even before that, when I was saying the first step is thinking about it, the yeah. second step is telling, telling someone. someone. Like I've thought of kind of reenacting stuff like that ten years ago. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's only Easy. now, sort of, I suppose, it's you get into it's you get only, braver, like yeah, you do. You get braver. I've yeah. gone a lot fucking braver. An awful yeah. lot braver, like big time. And it's that bravery. It's that it, that bravery is the is the lack of the fear of fear that I mentioned earlier. And granted, it's it's easier for me in many respects because like my my income is kind of secured and I, I I make that myself and that's on my own terms and I'm not afraid of kind of pissing anybody off. I've more time. Like I've got a you know the martial arts background. I've got my own business. I've competed in triathlons. I've I've the podcast. You know I've kind of I've done a lot and I've achieved a lot and whatever else. So if I fuck something up, I don't give a fuck. Do you know I've 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 so much to kind of fall back on. But I think a lot of people haven't had the opportunities that I've had, and they haven't really. They mightn't have. They mightn't have anything to kind of list as an achievement and if you've got if you haven't anything that you can kind of proudly stand up and shout to a crowd that you've done and you're proud of 
the odds of you ever doing that are slim to fuck all because you just don't have you don't have the confidence yeah, of having and, done things and, previously. And you build on it as well. Once you do something that's uh, you know it it works both ways. That what you're saying works both ways. If you do a bit and you do another bit and you do another bit, you get bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger and you you reach higher and you do more and you do more. But if you never really got that, you know, kick out the door, maybe your dad was a prick. Do you know that kind of way? And maybe he maybe he didn't encourage you to do anything, or maybe he told you you're always fucking useless, mm. lazy cunt, or whatever it was. And maybe you never if you, you can't you can't build on something that you haven't kind of started, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah. Like you're, you're never gonna you're never gonna paint the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel before you fucking dig the foundations of the building. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, it does. I have to agree. It does build on itself. Like, and if you, if you, one small thing, I, I achieved that. Well, if I could achieve that, then maybe I could do this. Then when you've done that, it well, snowballs. Yeah, massive snowball effect. But you have to do the first little thing, be, regardless how small it is. Oh, and that mean different things to different people, you know. Because I'm sure there's an awful lot of people out there that love to do something, and they probably could do it, but they don't have the confidence to do it. But I mean, even even this, what you're doing now, hopefully gives somebody out there confidence to do something because they go, well, look, fucking Fran is doing that. Like, yeah, well, look, look at uh, look at Paul Webster. He um, he was thinking of doing a podcast for ages. He's involved in this thing. I think he set it up. Uh, Film Network Ireland. Right. FNI. Yeah, I think I have that right. Film Network Ireland. And uh, so this is uh, an organisation that he, I think, has created. Right. And it's been going for a couple of years, I think. I hope I'm not doing him a disservice by saying this. But uh, it's been going a couple of years. And he's had the idea to do a podcast for for ages. I don't know how long, but for ages. And then he was... Here, you do one? <laughs> I, I think so, yeah. Or, or even he... I think he might have heard either me say or someone else that I was going to do one and he kind of went fuck Fran was going to do a podcast I've been meaning to do a fucking podcast for fucking years I'm going to do a podcast, podcast yeah. and he has a podcast whereas now. if you didn't do it he might be still thinking about it. yeah of course it's, uh, maybe it'd be on his to-do list and it's FNI FNI rap chat it's called it's, it's well worth it's well worth a, a look if, or a listen if anybody's uh, and has he done many of them uh, Paul? yeah he I think he's doing one a week and he's on if I'm on 11 I think he's on 15 or 16 really so, yeah he's flying yeah. along yeah. yeah well he's doing one a week and he started a couple of weeks before me um, but again I, I think I have that right that he heard either through me or someone else that I was going to do one and that go. gave that's him the kick up the, the arse to actually yeah. do just it just lit the petrol that was there already like, and just exactly and off that, he that, went listen that's just one example of somebody who's heard something that I've said and or this is again back to off the lead this is encouraging conversation and encouraging people to yeah yeah, no, think outside the box and whatever you're thinking of doing just do it because nothing Nothing to fear. No, I, I mean, absolutely. And again, but fear itself, as what, I say. Like, what I'm doing here, I'm not. I'm not. Encur- I'm not trying to encourage people to to set up a podcast. I'm not trying to encourage people to go swimming in a fucking half frozen lake. I'm not trying to encourage people to do anything extreme. What I'm trying to encourage people to do, I think, is to just just push the envelope a little bit mm, further. Just out. a little bit more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe they're running five k a day, or a week. You know. Maybe do six. Maybe just, you know, maybe just push it a little. Um, like when I do the reenactments, um, I'll, I'll have to, like, I'll record that and I'll have to take a big deep breath and close my eyes and hit that big fucking upload button. But look, <laughs> I will, I will. And that's yeah, no, absolutely what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I'm going to fucking, <laughs> I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the same thing that I did. Close your eyes and hit the button. <laughs> when, I, when I uploaded beefs, I hit, I hit upload 
and like it, it takes hours to upload them shit shitty broadband here but when everything was ready and I pressed saved I had a, a button to press which was not upload uh, publish I had a button to once press. you hit that I was in my shorts with a compression top on me and runners straight out the door with the headphones in and the fucking the button to play the music on just, and I, I hit the two buttons at the same time and literally ran out of the building shit <laughs> Yeah, because no, it, no takes balls, it, it takes balls, man. It takes balls. It takes balls to come on it as well. Do you know? It, like, does, it, does, it like, does. All them lads that are after coming on, there. Like, you've got ten people on it, have you? Yeah, I think you're eleven. Yeah, because you're yeah. you're you're into uh, uncharted territory for a lot of people. You know, they might have been doing that, and they might be brilliant in their field. But it's one thing coming in, and again, you're not you're not. It's not more in Ireland. You're not going on to something that you know there's a certain amount of people listening to it. You might have nobody listen to it, or you might have fucking a hundred yeah, people. And, listen and it's to it. not for five minutes. No, it's a long old time. And if no. you can't, I suppose you could go right and wrap that up. I'm, I'm done. But like it's, it takes yeah, it's it's a it's a long old time as you said, especially if you've never done any anything like it before. Yeah, which and, most uh, of the lads I don't think have. Like. Yeah, like, they're not they're not media people. They're not no you know, celebrities no. by any stretch of the imagination. And it's not it's not a uh, it's not no it's not not an easy thing to do. I'd imagine for a lot of people just to come in and even though it's only a chat, if you see it as a chat, but. But I've been thinking about it all week and going, oh, for fuck's sake, let's go and do this podcast. <laughs> now I don't give a fuck. You know, I didn't really, as soon as I came in, I didn't really care. Was, not that I don't care, but it's I'm talking to you. like. But again, from, from your perspective, okay, you've the house sorted, you've the job sorted, you've a wife, you've got kids, you're not worried about your fucking mortgage, you know, fucking 24 hours a day. You know, if if no one listened, or if you said something stupid, or you know, if you if you, if you came across poorly, or you know, if yeah. any of the worst case scenarios happened. You know what about it? And you're a, you're a kind of confident guy, so you can just, you know, if for whatever reason this conversation deteriorated and it was a terrible conversation, and maybe I didn't upload it, it was that bad, uh, or something to that effect. That, if, if that could if, happen. <laughs> if, if, if worst case scenario happened, you're kind of strong enough in yourself to kind of to kind of move on. And there's people out there listening to this who aren't who don't who aren't strong enough to kind of to come on, and that's all right too. Yeah, yeah. But what I'd like to do, I'd like to kind of push the envelope out. I'm not saying. You know, jump ten steps and come on and have a fucking conversation for the world to hear. What I'm saying is, maybe text that lad that you ha- that you're best friends with that you haven't seen in ages, and ask him is he around for a pint or a run or a fucking whatever. Just, just kind of push yourself out a little bit more. And the reason that I, what's really pushed me to do the the, the super cringy stuff like the reenactment of the of the speeches. Right, that's that's going to be fucking super mortifying. Cringe. It is. It's super. Yeah, but fair play to you for knowing how fucking cringeworthy oh, that would be for the I experience, know. and still going to fucking do it. Like, like, like again, anyone listening to this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about if you hit play on YouTube on the Great Dictator Speech by Charlie Chaplin. I'm fucking not terrified. I was terrified. Again, as I said, I've had the You're idea not afraid of doing, nothing anymore. I've, I've had the idea of doing it ten fucking years though. Yeah, yeah, and I've committed to it a couple of ways. By telling you, you know, yeah. a month ago, yeah. by telling herself, you know, a week ago, I've only told fucking three or four people. And even when That's I enough, told you, it yeah. was kind of, <gasps> right, here goes, I'm going to fucking tell them. But now, you I've actually sent it to me and go, I'm going to do this in a yoke. You that, should yeah. do it too, you said to me about but that. I, but I could have backed out of that yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, I could yeah. have said, oh, no, I've, I've decided to go in a different direction or, you know, something. But I've committed to it now and I've published it in front of how many people are going to yeah, listen to yeah. this. So the people essentially expecting it now once yeah. this goes live. Makes it a little bit easier. Of course really, it yeah. does. Of course it does. But when somebody, like, I reckon that the that podcast will only be, like, the speech is, let's say it's four minutes. So I'll probably give it a minute intro and then maybe a minute after it, if even, or I might have the original 
stitched on once I'm finished. So it'll start something like, you know, this is the first solo podcast from off the lead what i'm going to do now is reenact this and i'm doing it because i think it's something that people should listen to here goes nothing and it'll be you know the four minutes or whatever length of it is of me reenacting it and then it ending or and now for the original and i'll stitch in the original so i reckon purely because it's only going to be five or six minutes long it's it might it very well might uh be listened to more than any of the others. Now, maybe no one will fucking listen to it. Maybe it'll get five listens when everything else is getting, you know, fucking 30, 40, 50, 1, 2, fucking 300 or whatever it is. Maybe no one will listen to it. But if somebody was to listen to that, I li- I'd like to think that that would really encourage them. Fucking hell, like, if that guy can do something like that insane, yeah. I can do my thing, which isn't nearly it as is insane, insane yeah, in comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, that ties back into the swimming in the frozen lake and the doing all the magic. Yeah, you don't that have I a copy. Do. No, you don't. But if it inspires you to do something, like yeah. another thing that I do that you could call off the lead is um, I, I run every day, which isn't particularly off the lead. But um, let's say this time last year, I wasn't doing a whole pile of running. I wasn't doing any running really because look, it's fucking dark at four o'clock. Mm. But I'm out running every evening in the pitch black and the pissing rain through the fields. Cross fields with a lamp on my fucking yeah. head. Yeah. That's what I was saying to you. You're not going to get locked down running f- through a field, like. Imagine what the farmers think. That's what I was saying last week. Yes, but there's no, this time of year, there's no one in the fucking fields, yeah, especially true. at night when it's pissing rain. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but if there was like, somebody out there, oh, fucking, fucking lock lunatic. that fucking lunatic up, like. But, but if it, you're doing that again, yeah. It, I mean, it might encourage someone to go for a walk. Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not asking people to trap through the fields, but just. Do something a little bit more for your fucking mental health as well. Like, ah, look, man, it's it's it. I suppose being off the lead, as I put it, it's 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 given me the kind of the courage to to do these things and the ability to do them. And like, I've been in fucking dark, dark places, mm. like, uh, up to and including being suicidal on more than one occasion. One really bad time, but um, like I've been there and. It, for anyone who's been there, it's not fucking nice. Like, it's, it's like you know, to, to put it mildly. Yeah. Um, and are you following Peaky Blinders at all? Yeah, I love it. Absolutely Sabs. love it. I love it too. Something resonated with me uh, in it. And your one um, is Peggy. Is that her name? The 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 uh, the mo- sort of, kind of matriarchal. Yeah, yes. yeah. In the noose, is it? Yes. Yeah. And then once you get to there, she everything di- is just. She died. Yeah, in the noose. In even the noose, though she didn't she die. Yeah. And your man Tommy, I think, said at the funeral that him and all of his like battalion that were definitely going to get killed and then didn't. They were already they all dead. Died. They yeah. were already dead. So then you have nothing to fear. Yeah, and I, I listened to that, and I had never that that thought process or that mentality had never been in my head but since then it's kind of made me think I fucking nearly ended it like really like I was fucking I say goodbye to people I could say goodbye to family and friends like I never knew that yeah 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 fucking hell uh, 2000 and what was it 2009 uh, shortly after the crash lost everything lost the job you know everything that came with the job the, the flash car the fucking wearing suits every day you know your livelihoods, your sense of identity, you know, all the fucking rest of it. Um, yeah, so, like, it took me, took me fucking, I don't know what it was, five or six years to even mention that to anybody, yeah. let alone yeah. speak as openly yeah. about it as I can now. Um, but listening to that mentality on 
Peaky Blinders, yeah. this idea that, you know, you're on, it's like the opposite of borrowed time, if that makes sense. Like you, yeah, you, you, you've already died. So this is all kind of yeah, yeah. endless extra time, yeah, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. And that's what she says in it. Uh, as well, doesn't she? Mal, is it Mal or Peg or whatever, whatever her name is? But that's what she says. Like it's all. This is all extra. This is yes. all extra now. But bonus material. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I like. think that's a good way of looking at life. So if if you can view your birth as a death, yeah, near, view, yeah, yeah, do you know that kind of way. And then everything's a bonus afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, saying that, final, especially saying that on a podcast, like that, you are you are feeling in that state that you're saying goodbye to people and all that crack. And like, I mean, that's 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 fucking golden for you to be able to say that especially on a podcast or whatever because I didn't even know that and uh, it, it has to give again anybody that's listening to it like because the, there's an awful lot of people like that out there man you yeah, know that yeah, and you know that scary, I, yeah. Yeah, you you know that like better than most people but it must give them a lift because I can guarantee you for the last 10 or 11 episodes of this podcast people are just going this fella is a fucking just so do you know what I mean I don't know what to be so confident and so do you know what I mean it's them type of people that you'd never, you know, you'd think, oh, he, he'd never have suicidal tendencies or thoughts or even depression. Because I, I remember actually, it must be a year or two ago, I asked I asked you, we were after being out now, I think we were out with Big John at the time, but we were we came back and uh, we were in my house and I think, and I was asking you, I asked you out straight, I think, do you suffer with depression? Because you'd never think it like. And you said, yeah, but I thought, you know, there's varying degrees of depression. And I always thought that, like, because I, 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 I suffer bouts of it on and off. I think everybody does, like. But again, it wouldn't be spoken about too much. But um, I remember you saying, oh, yeah, oh, God, yeah. You kind of, you just kind of pass it off like a God, yeah, I would, yeah. And I was, Obviously, uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was fascinated. And it actually gave me a bit of fucking uh, relief, nearly, if that's the right Yeah, or solace, way. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Right going on, well, if he can fucking feel like that, because I always thought you, you wouldn't really be like that. Like, mm. you're after taking it another level. By, by, say, by saying what you said like because I didn't think you. I thought you might you know everyone gets down or whatever and the way you sort of said it nearly fucking flippant it was just like oh yeah of course I do like, and it's like ah right he's the same as me then kind of thing you know mm. he's the same he gets he gets down but I never knew it was that severe and that for a lot of people might be uh, the best thing to come out of this podcast to hear somebody that has the confidence and uh do you know the abilities and all that that you have to come out and say something like that? Like it gives so many people that might be out there listening to it that might be feeling like that. And again, a lot of people that that's really brave shit to be saying because a lot of people wouldn't ever be able to say that to their best friend. Never mind to a fucking audience that is as of yet to be determined. Like, yeah, but it's yeah. and there's more off the lead shit. You know what I mean? That's not well. Did you see the game last night? You had a fucking shit in defence over a pint. You know? Yeah, and it's 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 not and. Again, getting back to me not wanting people, or me not expecting people to, you know, jump into fucking lakes or whatever it is, I don't expect people to listen to that and then all of a sudden be able to, you know, tell, you know, their friends and family or whoever else that, you know, they've been suicidal or they are suicidal or whatever. But if it can encourage people to say, you know, that they've been depressed or yeah, asked the yeah, question. Yeah, like, yeah. And like, it's funny, uh, they say in kind of mental health circles that if you think you know, if like if, if let's say a friend of yours, if you think that they're suicidal, you should ask. Um, you know, you, sh- you should ask outright. You know, 
Do to say that, are yeah. You, are you suicide? Do to say that, yes. Because yeah. I, I, I would have actually thought, Jesus, if you say that, you might be going. Somebody might be kind of going, no. But now do you said it, do you know? Yeah, should I be kind of thing? I was like, oh fuck, I wouldn't be. A- I, I, I nearly want to retract it because it's not the type of thing that you want to get wrong. Yeah, but well, um, no, is that the given? That's the that you should because I, I, I listen, think I know. Let, let, let me rephrase it. I rephrase it as this: I think, right. Okay, I'm not going to say I think that it's the, yeah. the recommended yeah. thing. Maybe Pierre House will fucking go, Jesus Christ, no. Um, and, and they'd be the people to listen to. But I personally think that if you think someone you know is suicidal, you fucking owe it to them and yourself and everybody fucking else to ask them outright, are you suicidal? Or, right. you know... You know, fucking even even if you if you can't stretch to that for whatever reason, ask are you depressed at the very least? But um, so as far as I'm aware, I stand to be corrected. But as as far as I'm aware, the general consensus amongst you know the the mental health community or whatever you want to call it, you should uh, you should ask you know you should ask the question are you suicidal? But I've kind of jokingly thought to myself before that a better way of asking it would be almost flippantly in passing to a friend who you don't think is depressed. Like, I could ask you now, not have you ever been suicidal, but almost ask, have you been suicidal much? Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. As in, not just once. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Cause because that kind of it takes opens it up. Yeah, yeah, it opens like. it up. It's sort of like, it's nearly making it fucking more normal. Because that, that's another thing I don't want to be fucking getting away from what we're talking, but it's still, it's still on the same thread. But this... I really don't get you know these ads that they have on about uh, it's uh, especially on RT because there's an awful lot of young men especially fucking um, committing suicide or whatever but you know the one that have it's your mental health learn to look after it. Mm. do you know that ad I I'm also not familiar with the I'm familiar with the, the kind of the staying or the quote yeah and it's, it'll be on the radio as well whatever but it's your mental health learn to look after it right so you got my attention but the question that keeps on coming reoccurring to me is you gonna fucking tell me how? <laughs> but they keep or, on saying or direct me somewhere yeah, or something. Or, but they say it's your mental health. Learn to look after. All right, nice one. Must fucking look after that mental health. What do you yeah, want to the, do? Get it out and fucking give it a wash and polish. That's like um, t- to everybody's listening. You know, you should um, look after your mental health. But but not even. I'm trying to think of, a, of an analogy. Like you know, um, here's a, a message from your government: be healthier. Do you know what I mean? Or, yeah, you know, and that's eat, it. Eat, this, this, is a mess. this is an important message that everyone should hear. Eat more nutritional foods. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fucking nice one. What the fuck is a nutritional it's like a, food? It was like, but what I, what I took away from it was nearly like a piecemeal effort. We've got fucking 500 million to spend on mental health agenda this year because there's an awful lot of people committing suicide. We need to spend this money. We need to get a radio campaign. Right, get a campaign. Uh, look after yourself, you hear? How? Like, they don't even say... You know, it didn't even have any direction, I think, at the end of it to go and talk to this or do that or exercise is a big one. Yeah, absolutely. Exercise. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't exercise for years. I only started doing a bit of training to do a bit of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for the last few weeks, getting broken up every time I go down. It's getting... <laughs> I, I was actually saying to one of the lads who was trying to get him, encourage him to do it with the other chap that does it, he's in his 50s. I was saying to him, uh, get down... I said, you get down... I said, the hardest thing is walking through the door. 
Oh, 100%. Without you know a fucking shadow. It's walking it. through the door. And I said, use your kids as an excuse. That's what I did. I brought me little one down. Nice. And threw her in. Nice. Yeah, taste that out. And then I could see what he was doing with the kids. And I said, I'd imagine it's going to be something similar with the adults. And then he made us fucking run around in a circle. Roger, you're nearly killing me the first day. But uh, he, after, <laughs> after, uh, I was just getting to the end because it was only meant to be a warm-up. But sure, I was unfit. I haven't done anything in 20 odd years. And I started running around. It was just, I was saying to the chap at the weekend, it was just when I was getting to the yoga, I can't take much more of this. I'm going to run out the door and never come back again. And he stopped. And we started doing more Brazilian jiu-jitsu rather than, you know, just running around. But I got there and I knew then the next time I went down, it was going to be easier because I knew then I could master, I could actually complete the warm-up. And that that was grand or whatever. But I was saying to one of the chaps, it, it, the, the hardest thing is actually walking up, stepping over the threshold. But after a couple of weeks, the second hardest thing is going back. Because it nearly feels like I'm regressing rather than progressing. You know, that kind of way. Everyone's better than you. Everyone. It's nearly, I, I, think, I think it's more of a challenge nearly for me to go down after a month, month and a half, two months, than it was to go down after one week, two weeks. It's just because you know you're in for a tough time. You know your inadequacies. You know how bad. Maybe the people aren't taking it as easy as they were in the first week. But sure, I went down. Like, I mean, again, it's a, it's a weird one with... Jiu-jitsu, I know we're going off on a tangent. No, now that's the whole point of this. Mental health. But uh, the weird one is you've grown up all your life to kind of respect people's personal space. And what I'm finding down there is there is no personal space. Like You get your head rammed into his chest or rammed in. And I, I just have to laugh because I'm still tentative, you know, yeah, getting that close to yeah, another yeah. man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I can see the boy sort of smiling at me the first day I was down there like going what the fuck is he you know because well, that actually, pulls you into fucking uh, closed guard and it's yeah. any, clo- any closer than you'd be inside him like <laughs> <laughs> but one of, the, one of the chaps Roger was after showing us how to do some arm pull or whatever I had to sit down on the floor a lovely chap called Sean and uh, he was I, I went to grab his arm as you hear this and I'm mortified I don't know what I'm doing here so I went to tentatively take his wrist you know yeah yeah and he kind of grabbed me wrist and made me clench him a little bit harder and grab his elbow in the right place and he sort of started laughing he said Paddy you have to be a little bit rough you know and I'm not <laughs> I know you have to be a little bit rough I'm aware of it's a fucking combat sport but at the same time I'm so unused to it and so unfamiliar with putting myself that close to another human being apart from my wife like yeah, yeah. it's just a foreign thing and I'm still tentative when I get down and still I have to remember I'd be, you know I might have my head on someone's chest yeah. and I forget I'm meant to be driving myself you know with full force into them I'm, I'm there touching my ear off them and kind of looking at them going is this okay yeah, and they're yeah, going yeah. you'll fucking never get this will you but <laughs> it, it's, so, sooner or later I suppose I, mean, I said it to Roger the last night I said I, I feel I'm getting worse not better and he goes we're all like that from the start but I'd love to be able to go tomorrow but exercise and mental health big thing man get out and do a thing but especially the, the jits I think Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a brilliant one. And I was I was having this uh, argument. It was actually with uh, my mother at one stage. We were talking about, I, I said, it's, it's great for your mental health. And she was there, oh, yeah, but it's violent and all that, you know. And I said, it's not violent. You can go full tilt and you don't get hurt. And as soon as you do the little tap, the person lets you go. No one's going to hurt you because then nobody come back. It's not like that. But um, I would say, she was there, but sure, I mean, you can go for a lovely walk in the woods and clear your mind that way. And that's good for your mental health as well. And I said, I agree, yeah, you can. I said, but it's not going to be as good for your mental health as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because if you're doing BJJ, you're very, and you know from doing it, and a few of the boys, guys on it, and a few of the lads, you know yourself, when you're doing that, there's somebody, your opponent's trying to choke you. 
or break some of your limbs, which is not a nice prospect. Now, they're not going to do it, but that's the object of the yeah, game. They, they want to get to a position whereby they could do it. Yeah, they could severely choke you and uh, make you fall asleep. And when you're struggling, even though it's not, and it makes no difference. Like it was actually, my sister was saying to me, "Oh yeah, but you'd be different in real life." I was saying, "I'm getting battered down there every week." My sister, and she's like, "Yeah, but you'd be different in real life. You'd have to have that instinct." I was like, "No, I'd be no different in real life. It just yeah. it humbles you. It realizes that you are a complete useless tool when it comes to combat, especially on the ground or in close quarters." But um, when somebody's trying to choke you or get in a position to choke you. Your mind is cleared very, very quickly of anything else that might be going through, whether it's a mortgage, whether it's suicidal tendencies. You're su- you're fighting to survive, and it's that rest that your it's brain a, it's gets. It's a break from yourself. Yeah, it really is a break from yourself. Yeah. You're, you're giving your, your a holiday from your own head, I think you put it before. And you really are, because for a couple of minutes, every few minutes, if you're doing a few rounds, you can think of nothing else but trying to survive. Yeah, absolutely. The opposite of what you might be thinking if you were a home you know, moping around on the couch. And my point to my mother was, you can get that woods. I said, you can't really, because you can be walking through a woods with a lovely, fresh winter's breeze on your face, looking at the bare trees, and thinking about all the things that are still annoying you at home. Of course, yeah, fucking right. So don't tell me that any exercise is exercise. Running fast or hard or trying to get be, trying to avoid being choked unconscious by somebody yeah. definitely clears your mind a lot more than walking through a wood well here put it this way and I, and I know I can I can speak of this with a, a certain amount of fucking first hand experience walking through a wood I, I would have avoided walking through a wood at certain times in my life because I know myself I'd be eyeing up the branches really? yeah fucking hell 100% so you know don't get me wrong any kind of exercise if you can get it is good but this idea that, you know, go for a nice walk through the woods, that'll clear your head. <laughs> Might be putting things into your head. <laughs> fucking right, yeah, like, yeah. Jesus. And Lonely, isolated, not many around. No, do you know, like, oh, fuck, yeah, it, yeah. Does, it doesn't bear thinking of. Um, and on that note, uh, I, I'd love to get into shooting. I'd love to get into clay pigeon shooting. I won't right. have a gun in the house. And you know, just bring bring one, which yeah. No, but I I I wouldn't. I didn't get one, rent one when you're down if you're doing it like. But I would I wouldn't get into shooting because if I get into shooting, you would kind of have to have your own gun. And I don't, oh, sorry, I don't sorry, like witch, pro- sorry. I, I thought don't you like would... the prospect of having a gun in the house. Really, yeah. You know even kind of now, even to this day, yeah. yeah even now, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of because it's too, it'd be too accessible if you did take a bad turn. Well, is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and I think that the you know this. You're how long are you off the fags? Year now. Yeah, you're never going back in the fags, are you? No. No. You've heard of people who've been off them 20 years and who go back on them. Yeah, that's you? true. Yeah, so I'm, there you off, go. I'm off the fags. I'll be off the fags three years now in February, yeah. say. And I'll never go back no. on them either. But I you can't say the same for your mental health. Well, we'll put it this way. I, I'm, I'll be off them three years cold turkey in this coming February. Okay. But I don't have fags in the house. Yeah. And I'm sure you don't either, do you? No. Would you? I have no reason to, but if they were there, I don't think the temptation would be there. Even if I was drunk, I don't think I'd pick one up. You don't think you would, but you know people yeah. who've been off them 10 yeah, years yeah. and... Well, one of the lads at the Christmas party there, he, he actually one of the lads that inspired me to get onto the vape, and he was out and he had this box of cafe creme cigars, cigars little yeah, tiny yeah. things with a plastic filter on the end of them. And uh, 
he offered me one. I didn't have one because, yeah, I'd be afraid that I'd one. And he goes, no, you don't inhale these. And I said, even the smell of them, even the taste of them, no. And I, lo- I don't get me wrong, I still love, not, I wouldn't be hanging out with someone smoking a fag, but I have, let's say I have no problem with, uh, especially if uh, if I'm drinking in a, in a pub sort of atmosphere or in a beer garden, I'd have a vaporizer yeah. with me. And uh, I would have no problem standing there. I kind of like the smell of tobacco, but I always loved the smell of tobacco. Even when I was a kid, Remember my mother be running by the pubs. There's something dangerous about it, isn't yeah, there? The, or, you know, mother, forbidden. Yeah, the mother would always run by the pubs and I'd be sort of lingering walking by them going, I like the smell <laughs> of tobacco. Like. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a fair point. You don't think you will, but then you do hear And that's what I'd be afraid of because I've often heard of people that go on, um, you know, I was off the fags for 20 years and I had a sick hour at Christmas and I'm back on 20 a day. Yeah, yeah. Going, How could you do that? No, a delivery driver comes down every night to the, the Chronicle and he... Uh, he buys. Uh, he, he he was off the fags for three years, and he was always chewing chewing them. And I didn't realise it was the nic- it was nicotine chewing gums he was on. He's eating them, and then one day he got out of the van there a while ago, and he opened the back doors, and the smell that hit me just of tobacco like. And I was yeah. like, "Are you smoking?" And the big guilty head. And he's about six <laughs> foot something. Like, is I swear his mother caught him smoking round the you know round the back when he was twelve. When he was 12 like, yeah. and he was like, "Ah, yeah." And but he hasn't even told his missus. And he goes, ah, "I'll get rid of them before I go home." I said, twenty fags. Yeah, well, I had eleven on the way down. I've only nine for the way back. It's only three or four hours, 25 in the space of six hours. Yeah, you see, we have a there's, a, there's an accompanying shame with addictions, I think. And in a weird way, and it's partly why I wouldn't have a gun in the house. In a weird way, I don't, I don't know, because I was kind of depressed on and off for, for so long and then had it intensely for so long. In a weird way, I was addicted to depression. Yeah, yeah, if I that can makes understand sense. that, yeah. Because it's something that I did all the time, 24 hours a day, for God knows how long. Um, and if you do something repetitive enough, you... you that gets in, your it, brain. It gets ingrained mm. in It's your like brain. what you were telling me about before about the gamblers. Um, the, it's it's not the... It's, sorry, it's not the money. It's the... Uh, or or it's, it's not the winning. It's the losing. They get addicted to it. Was it you that was saying that to me or someone was saying it to me? Gamblers very often are addicted to losing. Like Yeah. Yeah, they no, want to absolutely, be. Yeah, they don't absolutely. want to be. It's sub, it's a subconscious thing. That it's a weird one. Fuck, I'm it. not as fluent in it as I used to be. I've forgotten a lot of that, but there is an element of that in it that they're addicted to to losing because. Why else would you do it? Because they're not they're not addicted to making money. No, well, most of them are. There is some people that do it for a living and make very good money, but they are the one percent. Yeah, if even like if, if even, even yeah. Um, but they're yeah they're like for the most part for the overwhelming majority of people they're certainly not mm. addicted to fucking making money yeah do you know that kind of way so like you'll get addicted to whatever you do enough and as you were saying even the spin of the thing that the, these what you call them the machines and the, and the, the slot pubs, machines yeah are the things that spin the numbers the sevens yeah, and yeah, kind, yeah. It's, people aren't addicted to seeing the numbers they can flash them up in a second it's the spin and as they're revealed yeah it's, it's, that, it's, that, it's that want it's yeah. that, it's that um, anticipation they're addicted to anticipation and you reckon yeah. you can get addicted to being depressed I think you can get addicted to whatever you do enough of Really, yeah, yeah. yeah I think an interesting so. Thought, yeah. I think so. Um, I think if if you, like, look, look at habits. Like, if if you made your, if humans you, are creatures of habit. We really are. Like, if you made yourself, you know, touch your nose every fucking two minutes. Yeah, and you did that for fucking twenty years. Nervous tick. <laughs> you know, and then I said, listen, you know the way you have to fucking stop. You know the way I've been asking you to touch your nose every so often. We'll stop. Yeah, see if you'll stop. Yeah. Very, very like good it's point, just yeah. it's 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 yeah. habit and ha- like okay maybe there's, like there's obviously a difference between habit and an addiction but there surely surely something is a habit before it's an addiction 
you know that kind of way is, yeah, is habit yeah. a precursor for addiction I don't know I'm talking you know freely here yeah right? yeah well it's no off the lead again isn't it? well yeah exactly but these, the conversations themselves in an ironic way are, are off the lead themselves you know um, but it's an interesting uh, thought that yeah you could be addicted to being depressed well yeah look, and for people listening out if, there if, yeah. if, if, all, if, all, if all if all you're doing is ruminating over negativity fucking and how did you get out of it was it, was it when you had that bad bout that you're describing there, because again, I know this is, I think this is brilliant because you're, uh, we've never spoken about this before, as you know. And yeah. yeah, the first time we're speaking about it is on the podcast, which is very brave, but uh, of you, of you obviously. But uh, do, when when you were at the depths of the lowest of the low, how long did that last for? Uh, I was as bad as. Knowing I was going to kill myself for months. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And what was stopping you? Or you were at Rooted's time, were you? No, you no, weren't. I wasn't. No, this would have been two thousand and nine. Um, wouldn't been far off meeting Ruth actually. Um, but yeah, what happened was I, I was suicidal while I had the job, and it was the fear of losing the job. Yeah, just the fear again. That yeah. was worse than having lost it, because when I, uh. Oh, look, there was a whole fucking plan made and everything, which I won't get into, but that day passed, say, and I think, and I think this is a kind of common occurrence or, or, or theme with, with people who've been suicidal. When either the attempt fails or they you know, bottle it, for want yeah, of a better term. Um, definitely want of a better term. Yeah. yeah um, or, they, you know, again, for want of a better term, they, they lose their nerve or whatever fucking, whatever phrase is appropriate inserted there. Um, when it doesn't happen, that can nearly drag you down even more. Yeah, I know. I could that you're you're yeah. so fucking useless. Can't, you even, can't do that. even do that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Um, so you know, back to the drawing board, back to just being fucking depressed out of my head all day, every day. Um, and that's when I say all day, every day, it's like every waking moment. And that's where you know sparring or even rolling in jujitsu, you know, as a as a pure beginner, like you're at what a week or two, and you get that, like, um, you get that little break from yourself or, or a holiday oh, big from time, your yeah. go home you're a nicer say. person to everybody involved even your wife your kids you're just yeah it's just a, just a bit of peace like. yeah. so um, yeah it didn't happen for whatever reason then I lost my job luckily it was at the height of the crash so like everybody the, was kind of everyone was at my job yeah. so I wasn't it wasn't it. it wasn't me yeah it was me while I had a job. I knew the writing was on the wall for that job. Yeah. Um, I knew... It's nothing to do with I you. Knew, you couldn't do anything about it. People knew, weren't building houses buying shit anymore. Like. Yeah. I, I knew that, that that wasn't going to last. Um, because, look, it was a sales role. And the, one of the best and worst things about a sales role is at the end of every month, there's a little print-off that tells you what you're worth. Yeah. And for the last six months, what I was worth was fuck all. Yeah. Um, both figure true no fault you're old you know metaphorically in my own head Um, so lost the job Um, I'll never fucking forget my fucking mum collected me from I remember driving driving the Audi was it yeah I was driving a brand spanking new Audi A4 sport white Xeon lights leather seats you know all the rest lovely I negotiated it as part of my deal you know I was on top of my game in the sales world at the time and you know blah 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 Um. But then, you know, to be sitting in the passenger seat of my mother's car, yeah, look, literally looking at my Audi in the in the wing mirror of her car, just going into the distance, like that was just a fucking Horrible. sad moment. But there was a certain relief 
Um, I'd lost my job. Uh, it was on good terms with my employer. He, they basically said, look, we wouldn't have taken you on a year and a half ago if we'd known the country was going to fucking exactly, fall yeah. to shit. So, you know, apologies. Like they, they kind of apologised for letting me go. Yeah, as which is nice. Is yeah, you're it fired. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, it wasn't, you know, you're not doing your job. No. Get out. It was, lad, we, we just can't afford to keep people on. You know, sorry. So, uh, so what happened then? Went, you know, went home. We're living here, the, weren't you? Hit the beer. Hit the beer. I was living here, yeah. Um, hit the beer hard for... Oh, fuck, the figures aren't fresh in my head now, but I think I had seven grand, um, I think I had seven grand in just, in cash, basically, in like a, in a current account, and, yeah, I got a job straight away, actually. Aircon, was it? Yeah, hilarious. I remember you not being too happy at that time, but I thought it was the no, job. Look, I, I went, I went from uh, being at the top of my game at a, you know, savage wage and all the perks and driving else. around the country yeah, to be yeah, stuck at a desk being my own man doing what I've been doing for years you know the top of my game at, at the level that I was at and I kind of panicked when I lost my job what I did was I need a job straight away yeah so went from like went from what was I on fucking 60 grand a year you know with commissioning with the phone and with the laptop and the credit card and the expenses and the car and the mileage and fucking everything down else down to low 20s I'd imagine was it or down to like uh, entry level telesales job in Aircom now a fully functioning me wouldn't have done that a fully functioning me would Took have taken out. a couple of months off and reassessed the situation mm. I needed to be employed and part of that was because I knew that if I didn't have something to fucking distract me you know what I had planned to do a couple of weeks previous. I'd have all the time in the world, world to kind of do it, yeah, like, yeah. Or, or at least ruminate. And work. you always had a job since the age of fucking fourteen or fifteen years of age. You had yeah, a job. Yeah, oh, never. At Weekends work. always working. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just applied for the first job. It was a sales job. I got it in a harpy. I mean, the lads must have kind of said, "How the fuck is this lad sitting in front of us here? We, he's not going to last, but sure, we'll get him in. Yeah, we can crack if nothing yeah. else." Like, uh, and worked there for. Well, I, was, I ended up working in Aircon for a couple of years. Were you there that long, yeah? Yeah, I was there for a fucking two, maybe oh, three years. I thought you were there for six yeah. or seven months. No, 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 I was there for a couple of years. Not in the same job, I kind of moved, moved around, yeah, moved bit, up, like, yeah. yeah. But um, I got that job, so I spent every penny that I earned, so I, I can't remember what I was getting, 350 or 400 quid a week or whatever. I was getting that, and I spent every penny I earned for the first two or three months, and the seven grand. Um, in the Palace in Navin for the most part. Really, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was the, the nightclub in Navin, fucking Friday, Saturday, Sunday. See, I was getting married at stage, so I probably didn't see much of you because I was probably Well, you wouldn't see me because I was out in the fucking beer all yeah, day. Yeah, and like, I wasn't. Sure. I was out from getting a house, buying a house three or four yeah, years yeah, ago, no, so I'm, I didn't have the money to be going out. Like I was, you know, <laughs> quote-unquote, living it up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Hilarious. Uh, but yeah, drinking the absolute head of myself. I barely kept my job in Aircom because I was coming in bananas drunk half the time and hung over at the best of times. Um, and actually, while I was there, I met two lads, uh, Chris Gleason and Joe Kelly, uh, two dubs, mad cons, the pair of them, uh, who I'm still friends with to this day. But uh, the two of them, and I actually only, it's weird this is coming up, uh, I only mentioned to Chris there uh, in the last fucking 48 hours, this, but um, the two of those guys made me, they made me feel like I was worth something. Yeah, they they yeah. loved me. 
Yeah. For whatever reason, yeah. they fucking they gravitated towards me. And they, that can they, mean a lot, man. They thought I was a fucking legend. Yeah. They thought I was a legend, and I wasn't used to that. Like I yeah. really wasn't. I was I was hanging around with a group of lads that slagging was the only was the only thing. Like you know, and like I was as much. I was the biggest slagger of them all. Like do you know, yeah. like I know. I, um, but Chris and Joe, the two lads, I don't know. They, I don't know what I was. They fucking if they saw something in me or or what I was. I was a big. I was a shovelhead. That's what they call yeah. me. Big so bogger. Big bogger fucking shovelhead. But I was well able for them, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think better than most shovelheads yeah, they've met yeah, before. Yeah. A shovelhead so, with a fucking attitude like that. Yeah, like they'd call me a shovelhead and I'd say, you know, shut up, Joe, you fucking smackhead. Go do some heroin in the bathroom. Like, yeah. Do you know that kind of way? And there was, there was great banter between us. And uh, so, yeah, they... They, they gave you self-worth. They gave me a bit of self-worth, self-worth yeah. Um, and one of them, uh, Chris Gleason, Actually, no, Joe... Joe said to me, this other lad, Chris, is a bit weird. He's into this thing called fucking MMA. MMA yeah. And uh, we'll wind him up now, you know. Slag him off a bit. Yeah, exactly. And like no one had heard of MMA at this stage, really. Like, um, Least of all in fucking Ireland. Like, And yeah, so myself and Joe would start talking about uh, wrestling and how, uh, how the competitors were such... Um, Athletes and the dedication, oh, and all this kind of crack, and how we love the kind of the backstories and how that oh. made it, and you know it wouldn't be anything without the kind of the fireworks and the chairs, and you can see for fucking Chris was fucking Wound. boiling in his fucking seat, like knowing that we were winding him up, but still, but yeah. just not being able. How to dare you it, fucking like. disrespect his sport? Like yeah, that. exactly. Like at any, giving wrestling any credence at all. Uh, at, at any chance we get, we'd be slagging Chris off about you know going home and fucking pulling the stomach of himself yeah, to two the... greasy men rolling around on the floor. Like do you know what I mean? Not even real fighting. We'd be saying like, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that you know that started off. Chris then introduced me to the Ultimate Fighter. You know that the reality yeah, TV yeah. show. Um, the one he put me on to was, I presume it was the most recent one at the time, maybe not, but it was, uh, fuck, who was it? Bisping and Henderson. So he put me on to that. And the cool thing about that was, and for people that don't know, it's basically two teams. The head coach were uh, UFC fighters, Michael Bisping, and the other guy was Dan Henderson, both stars of yeah. the UFC at the time. And... Uh, the premise of the show was there was two teams, an English team and, Amer- and an American team. And Bisping was over the English, English team, team and Henderson was over the American team. And there was, you know, six English fighters, six American fighters, and or whatever it was. I think there's... Yeah, whatever it was. Um, and they compete against each other. And in the finale of the series, the two guys left standing basically fight each other. Um, and then on the same night, I think Henderson and Bisping actually Faced fought. Off, so, yeah. so you get to see the argy bargy between the two groups and the two nationalities, and then it culminates, culminates in a big fucking punch up yeah. again. Like, savage. what more would you want? Exactly. But I watched that, and the English lads um, were regular people. Yeah. So I, I, I like I would have been vaguely familiar with the UFC, like like a lot of lads at the time. But I never, I could never kind of... Envisage yourself doing it all. Not even that, but I, there was nothing tangible there. I couldn't associate with the people. Uh, Bisping, kind of, because he was English, yeah. it, made it, it brought it a little bit closer to home. But the lads that were on his team, they were just dudes. Ordinary Joes. They yeah. were just guys. Yeah. Uh, English accents and all. Do you know that kind of yeah. way? Um, 
and it it just it just brought the whole thing closer. Like I saw one lad, and I'm I'm definitely misremembering this, but just it'll it'll work for the sake of getting the point across. He was let's say thirty three, and he'd been doing MMA five years, and I'm there kind of going, I'm only that makes him twenty eight, and I'm only you know, 25 or whatever it was. And I was like, hang on a fucking second. If he can do that. If he can do that, maybe fucking, maybe I could give it a lash. And, you know, I just Googled MMA Dublin. Uh, found fucking Kokoro. I could just as easily have found SPG. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. No, I would have found, I would have found both of them. But Kokoro was closer. Simple as. And uh, Chris had obviously walked me through what was happening and told me the the ins and outs of MMA, kind of how it started and how it didn't start at UFC 1, how it started fucking 500,000 years ago. Yeah, when two boys were kind of way, way. Yeah. Uh, Proper fighting. Well, yeah, and just the, just the whole, I just, I just, I don't know, as, as a fucking red-blooded fucking man, I just kind of fucking gravitated to it, I suppose, and Chris spoke very kind of eloquently about it. And another thing Chris did was not only did he put me on to, to MMA, and that got me to Kokoro, and that got me sparring. Well, not straight away, obviously, but that got me involved in like a physical activity, and it gave me something to talk about. Mm. Because for the previous like year, someone would go, "All right, Fran, I'm on crack," and I go, "Oh no, no, don't fucking talk to me about anything, or I'm gonna burst out fucking crying yeah. or something." Do you know what I mean? Um, you've nothing to talk about, but all of a sudden, I found myself training for after two weeks. I had something to fucking talk about, and it was interesting. I was learning and everything else. But as well as that, Chris was a very kind of normal dude as well, you know, working in aircom, doing the telesales job or whatever it was. But the man was an intellectual black belt. Like yeah, the the man that, yeah. was just so fucking. He was just he was a he was a force to be reckoned with. He was the type of guy that you wouldn't dare disagree with because he'd rip vaporize your arguments. He <laughs> just incinerate you. He just turn around and incinerate you. And unless you had, you know, spent the last fucking four years on one particular fucking argument and had it as you nailed as it could be, him, yeah. you, you wouldn't. And even if you did have spent the four years, he'd still probably fucking tear you to shreds over it. And that brought intellectualism closer to me and more tangible to me. And I kind of saw him and I was like, if that cunt can be a fucking genius, maybe I can not be such a dumb cunt. Yeah, Not yeah, a genius yeah. like him, as, as, as I would have viewed him at the time. But, you know, maybe I could fucking read up on mm. something. And I, I just got into MMA and I, I suppose he he could have he could have uh, put me on to Christopher Hitchens, which, like, Hitchens would be one of the, the biggest influences on my life. Um, and just got me into, I suppose, education. Because at the time, I would have viewed education as what you did in school mm. and what people did in college. Rather than life education. Or- well, what, rather than... You're getting smarter. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, reading a book, you don't need a teacher sitting there to no broadening your horizons, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, which you have done. Fucking rem- really Mass- massively, so unbelievable, massively, so. massive. It's not the word for it, like. And I, I've I've Gleason to to thank yeah, for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the two lads I credit both of them with having saved me life, a hundred percent, like one hundred percent, and martial arts as well. Do it, they know that? Fan, yeah. Chris knows it. Joe doesn't. Uh, you might know, <laughs> and again, didn't have the kind of fortitude to admit to anyone that I was suicidal for like six years or whatever it was, um, and then kind of dropped it in and passing, kind of as if it was I don't know, almost no big deal or something. Or I, I wouldn't have been, I might, I might have said that I've been suicidal before. I wouldn't have said what I said to you was, you know, I've said goodbye to people, yeah, and by people I mean my fucking family and my yeah. friends. 
little did they know it, obviously. But I, I walked out of several rooms. I won't saying, see them again. Yeah, Fuck that's hell. that. Like, and uh, you make, you make excuses is the wrong word. You. Um, like if, if I had, if I had gone ahead with that, like the fucking devastation that I would have left behind me, fuck me to fucking think about it. Oh man, and it's 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 man. Like people people have heard people refer to suicide as a selfish act, hmm. and in a in a weird way, it kind of it is a selfish act, but it's not done for selfish reasons yeah yeah exactly you, exactly because you, you've obviously been there so you know what you're talking about and you were look, I, thinking I, I, I just, sorry to cut across you but I do not represent people who've been suicidal I don't speak yeah, on yeah, behalf for of people who've been depressed or anything of the fucking sort yeah, you're your own yeah just I, speaking the, the, from your own experience yeah and again like when I said uh, in what you read out earlier um, at times I might appear you know yeah. racist arrogant bigoted throw in insensitive and you know whatever else there to um to, you know chuck it all in it's it's not intentional it's just it's a yeah, it just it's, comes a, out, it's, yeah. a, it's an open it's conversation human though, isn't it? it's human and that's again the whole fucking point of these conversations it they're not remotely scripted yeah. um they're not edited you know nothing you, you hit record and you know strap yourself in yeah. anything like but um yeah so the the two lads would have definitely saved me life and martial arts would have would have played a massive role and uh, yeah, I wouldn't have met. It wouldn't have been long after that. Like I met Ruth when I was working in Aircom, I think. When uh, shortly after meeting those two lads, and I've been with her since. Yeah. So I suppose she's she, a rock as well. She like, she yeah. would have obviously had her 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 role to play there and yeah, kind of big time, yeah, keeping me on the on the straight and narrow, so to speak. But, but um, when yeah. you sorry, you just know when you were say, saying like that, it's, people say it's such a selfish act. Like I presume what you mean by that is like when when you were in that that space or that that part when you're down in the dumps you're not thinking of what other people are thinking because if you or what, what devastation oh, an no, act I did. like that would do I, I did. did you yeah I did oh, and definitely. still that wasn't uh, no again and this is this is only like from my own personal yeah. perspective um, I definitely did I knew I knew what was going to I knew to to a degree at least what I would have caused better that than uh, the alternative which is the pain you're feeling or no 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 not no not at all um the like let's say my my youngest brother who's suffered himself a great deal with depression pat and he, he i suppose he suffered to the extent that he's maybe dedicated his life is a bit strong, but he he seems to be on a path to dedicating his life yeah, he's to, fucking, to helping. He's an inspiration with, as well, yeah. Oh, to me, massively oh, so, yeah, one hundred percent, yeah. And he he is his own um, he is his own movement or philosophy yeah, yeah. Or, or or whatever you want to call it, which has greatly inspired me into into doing my own thing. And I I'll have him on in time. Oh, big time! I, 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 on, I won't yeah. I won't even paraphrase his story because I, I'd sooner, let him, I'd sooner let him let him talk do about that, that one, yeah. Um, but he probably would have been the worst affected in the in the fallout if I if yeah. I had a fucking done. And it did that in any small way make you think twice about doing? Oh, it anything? certainly made me think twice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. But uh, I, I look, I I justified it to myself. Do you know that kind of way? Because again, the, the the thing people don't, I suppose, appreciate is if you're suicidal, 
you're not thinking clearly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and people that aren't suicidal don't think that. Like they don't. They're not there, so they won't know. Like, but you're not. No, and, and of course you're not. Like. And again, from again from from my own perspective, when you're in that state of mind, every so often someone will tell a joke and you'll burst your shite laughing, and that feels like you're not thinking clearly. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? There's a there's a really strange clarity you get when you're that deep into depression, and especially I think if you're suicidal, you know it. Everything makes sense. Uh, you 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 think, or at least I thought, I thought that I was finally seeing the world clear as it is. As it is, um, when that's obviously not the case. But again, how do you sell? How do you tell somebody who's not thinking clearly? anything they're not thinking clearly like you know how do you explain postmodern neo neo marxism to a fucking three-year-old you don't like yeah you just you just you just don't. you can try but it's not gonna no you, work, you don't you, you you teach them something else and uh, i suppose chris and joe didn't teach me that um suicide wasn't yeah because they the didn't answer. yeah no they, they were fucking oblivious i was out partying i was yeah, the happiest yeah. man in the world yeah. to you know anyone looking from the from the outside well, they instilled the self-worth into you as you say like that you were nearly like uh they, they, they had that much respect for you that they gave well, they, you they, a newfound respect for yourself they big me up all the time mm. that's what they did they, they, they big me up all the time they, they thought I was a hero for whatever reason they thought yeah. I was class and I'd never felt that before I'd never heard that before no one had ever fucking uh, spoken highly of me um, because again I came from a group of fucking yeah it's all slagging there was no compliments and I know the group of lads like as well so oh, what would you be giving someone a compliment for you big gay yeah that'd be so yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? so wrong like it's just yeah it was just, yeah, it's just part and part it was just a real slagging thing I don't know I think it happens a lot in Ireland doesn't it oh yeah yeah, yeah. 100% and it's probably not healthy god no look it wasn't in my instance like I mean experience a lot of slagging I actually had a few wars with a couple of lads at work about even name calling and stuff because it was getting out of hand and people were thinking well if he can say that then I can say that and then you've got people that'll say it throw mud and they can't take it Yes. So they'll they'll throw throw some sort of an insult, but if you hammer them back, they get all offended. You're going, well, I'm just after firing back what you said to me, blah blah blah. So we just had a quiet word. Listen, that it stops here. It was never a culture in the place I walk. Name column was never tolerated, and we can't let the standards slip now because it's a slippery slope, and you don't know what people are feeling. You re- you really don't. You really don't. And I think uh, especially in the workplace, whatever about. Yeah, your circle of friends you can kind of choose to separate yourself, but in the yeah, workplace work you have no choice. There's no, no there's place no, for it. yeah, there's no place. There no, really isn't. No I've, le- place I've learned, for it. I've learned that over the last, last even last year, there's no place for it in the workplace because you don't know what's going through people's heads at, yeah. at work, and they have to go there because again they've got a mortgage or whatever. So of course, yeah, even small slagging or whatever is just not acceptable. It's not. It, it really isn't, and it, it's great that we live in an age whereby I think you might be a bit ahead of the curve. But uh, at least you exist, and 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 that mentality does exist. That it's it's not. Yeah, I suppose tolerated. you go into certain places. Like I mean, if you go into fucking I don't know a furniture factory, I suppose mm. it's probably the same as it was in the nineteen seventies. If you're not able to take a joke, man up, a fuck off out the door because you can't take it. Then if you have other places like uh, I don't know, I, and I'm completely ignorant. I'm just giving examples. I would imagine the likes of Google and places like that. That type of there's not as much of it. Yeah, it wouldn't be tolerated either. Or your HR. Beyond you, it'd be some yeah, but you see, this 
is the thing. Like, if when you're look when you're working for a big tech company, like every fucking month or two months, you know, you have a one to one with your HR yeah. person, and things you know, are nipped in the bud probably if they get out of hand. Yeah. Put it this way: if you're doing what I did for many a year and fucking drag your arse around a building site, you ain't. Going into fuck no, but it's not even that. But you ain't going to HR every fucking yeah, yeah, two yeah, months, yeah, yeah. and they asking you, you know, and how do you think you're fitting in here, yeah. Francis? Do you know what I mean? Like, all the boys are all slagging me. I must be doing well. Like, yeah, yeah. And look, I think slagging slagging is okay and encourageable to a degree if you're so close to the person that they've kind of opened up mm-hmm. to you. And that's very hard to know how how much of that you can give or take, you know, yeah. as well, because different people are again as people I work with they can they're well able to throw a few insults. Can't take it though. Yeah, yeah. And no. I think a lot of the time people throw insults to kind of deflect away from yeah, the fact def- that they can't take anything. Yeah, Do you know, like yeah. Way. But, and then all it does is mirror back on them because then people go, well, if you're going to give me that stick, I'll give it back, and then they can't take it. And it's kind of as you said, the initial reason why they threw it was to try and deflect from they can't take it. But then when it's aimed back at them, they can't take it. So it's just not a good thing to be doing. Like, and again, look, it's like an over football team or whatever is all right. But when it starts getting anyway personal or that, people can take it the wrong way. And of course, there's some people that can take it, and I, I can take it, but other people can't. And then they, you know, so it's just it's not a good thing. And in fairness to the players I walk, it was never really a thing. People were always able to come into work and be themselves and not be bullied or you know have no fear of it. Never seen it, and then it just started creeping in over the last while. A bit of slagging and a bit of name calling, and I could see here this isn't going well, and it's not going to end well. And uh, you had to have a war with it, as I said, and. In fairness to the people who said it, put the hand up. Oh, fair enough. Like, yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I said, look, I qualified it by saying some people I can take it, some other people can't. So, but they'll think if you're doing it, that they can do it. And then when somebody gives it, and it's just going to, it was never, it was never a thing that was accepted in here, and we won't be starting it now. And that was it, you know, quiet ward, but uh, important to do as well because, as you said, you just don't know what way people are thinking, and the slightest little insult or something could, you know, it could drive somebody over the edge. Though. It fucking devastates someone. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, de- and depe- them, like. depending on who says it is, is very oh big time yeah well. where, who it comes from yeah, yeah 100% and if they are coming from a, a, a high authority or, or a place of uh, power uh, or seen power then yeah it could be far more devastating than your own work colleague you know that works beside you yeah and, and, and maybe not even like granted that the kind of the hierarchy thing is, is there as well but, but popular power black popularity wise well, as well it, as it, that's yeah. a different kind of hierarchy yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. Like if the, the most popular guy says something that offends you in there that's going to fucking hurt you more than the least popular guy in yes there, and it's it's not even the popular the most popular guy it's the person at the top of the hierarchy in your fucking head well, that's true as well so, so it, it might it, necessarily it might be, be it might be let's say you know look no disrespect to fucking cleaners everywhere but it might be the cleaner in the office that you fancy and she says something fucking, she jumps that in on the bandwagon. That could be more devastating than your boss saying it. Of course, or your best friend or fucking yeah, anyone. Yeah. And you you don't know, you don't know what people, you don't know the opinion people have of you. So like, like let's say you and me are different, we know each other fairly well, Like, but you, you could be working alongside someone and if I was to ask you, what do you think of your man you sit beside? You might go, ah yeah, he's fucking grand to sit beside at work. You ask that guy, what do you think of your man? He's the fucking only friend I have in the whole yeah, world, yeah, yeah. and you, you know, you don't necessarily know how how high is how, how high esteem You're someone held, holds yeah. you in. Like, do you yeah, know that kind of way? Yeah. So that's that's when especially it gets dangerous, especially like. especially I don't know if it's an Irish thing or the culture or whatever. People don't talk about their feelings or whatever, so you're you're very unlikely to know. 
do you know how people what esteem they hold you or what regard they hold, hold for you because it wouldn't be said too often you know like no, I really God, respect no. you or that's a bit you know weird like if yeah, say you're an inspiration or yeah, yeah, yeah. man you inspire me or the things you do are just I can't believe or you're just or simply you're just a good human being you know a lot of people wouldn't have the balls to say that you know but put it this way say that's a bit fucking weird what's the ratio do you reckon to and I suppose it depends on what you're looking at but generally speaking what's the ratio between uh, encouraging comments and discouraging comments that you see online Oh, now again, again it, it, it depends yeah. on you know what, what, you're, what you're viewing, what you're viewing. But generally, I'd overall. say generally it's two to one in fucking, probably three to one. Is it more to, to negative comments to to positive ones? Oh, it's probably more than three to one when I think about it. If you're looking back, it's usually all fucking mudslinging keyboard warriors. Horror and abuse. Of course it is. And this is what kids, I suppose, are growing up with as well. These are our friends. These people that are on yeah. the internet. Call them. I don't know what way kids probably these days have their own WhatsApp groups or whatever. I don't know. Is that what to do? And then because yeah, I hear of all this online bullying, and I'm always wondering, curious, is it like is it just like comments on UFC and your man saying this to you that you don't know from Joe, or is this online bullying people that you know that are doing I know, it to you it's, online? It's, it's much closer. It's the WhatsApp group between you and your friends, right? That's 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 a big part of it. So you you know there's there's ten years. You're all best mates. You're all fucking you know. And someone's the, the butt of most of the jokes. Maybe yeah. Yeah. That that that'd be one example. Oh, now, but it would it would be three or four to one. Would it in favour of abusive comments or? I I think negativity in general. There's just mm. there's far more of it online. Far too much of it. Far too much of it. And like, if you think that's not affecting you, you if you, like if you're drowning in a fucking sea of negativity, like it's. Again, yeah, there's, no, there's, no, there's, no, there's no one thing that's the cause of the fucking suicide rate in Ireland, the depression rate or whatever it is, or the alcohol rate or the drug addiction rate. There's no one thing. It's, it's at all together. It's yeah. all of it. Like, and the negativity will play a like, big, big role in it, I'd imagine. Yeah, and I think, the again, I, I every so often I say I think it's an Irish thing, which I, I, I shouldn't really say because I haven't kind of lived abroad for any yeah, at the time. Yeah. Like, I've done a fair bit of travelling here and there, but never at Based yourself for six months and somewhere... Yeah, but I, I think it's fair to say that the Irish are known to be kind of negative. Um, you know, I don't know. If, we're known to be great crack, I suppose, as well. But there's a, there's oh, a, there's I, a dark I, side of Irishness that's oh, kind of well known. I think. Big time, big time. Like, I remember, I probably told you before, but when we went on honeymoon to uh, Jamaica, a chap came out, I was coming out his toilet or something, but one of the staff that walk around making sure everybody's happy or whatever, he says to me, are, are you okay? And I said, I'm not too bad. And his face Varies. dropped, like, and he was like... What, what's wrong how can we help you I said no 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 I'm, I'm not too and then I realised what I was just after saying yeah, yeah. it's not too bad yeah, yeah. it implies that you could be a lot better than you are <laughs> and you're meant to be in this lovely five star you know all inclusive you know exclusive place and you're going not too bad and yeah. I said oh here man it's, a, it's an Irish thing but there it sums it all up of course, it sentence, yeah, of course it does it's an Irish thing that I'm having a great time well, why don't you fucking just say you're having a great time then? Why do you have to be not too bad? Do you know it's, what I mean? It's funny you say that because I met a man today uh, and I said, I was getting out of the car and I was like, ah, you know, Dave, pleased to meet you. Reached out and shook his hand. Uh, and he goes, ah, oh, how are you getting on? I was like, um, you know, how are you? Or something I said to him. Oh, what the fuck did he say? Uh, living the dream. Really? He said that's, living the dream. That's an odd one for and an I Irish went, man. What? what? And he was like, oh yeah, living the dream. And I was like, Jesus, it's not often you hear someone say that. And he was like, well, look, I'm doing what I love. 
things are going well. No complaints. Yeah. It's a state of mind as well. Isn't it? Stuck for words. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, that's <laughs> like, how to throw me uh, off. Speechless for the first time in your life, like yeah, pretty much. Pretty man, much, man. yeah. Pretty much. Why should you be happy? You can't. <laughs> yeah, like like a lad who sits down once a week and has three and four hour conversations, and it's not as if that they they flow really well. It's that you couldn't get a fucking word in. Like there could be a third person here yeah. that nobody's heard. Yeah, Do you know, like, yeah. Way, because yeah. The, that's how much that's how talkative. I suppose everyone is to a degree once you're talking about a subject that's that you're remotely interested in. But there was me just in an instant, just l- completely lost. lost. Living the dream, living the dream. Like he must be like he a must psychopath. Be, yeah, he <laughs> he must have been being sarcastic, was he? Like clearly, yeah, like yeah, living the dream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, my first, if I if I had that response from somebody and they said, "Ah, living the dream," I go, "Ah, being sarcastic, are you?" Yeah, of course. You just assume you were. You have I, to be. And the only reason, like I think, the only reason that I didn't assume that he was was because just. Of, just how genuine he was, like he could see it in his in his gait, in yeah. his walk. Yeah, and yeah. It's just it's a state of mind as well, isn't yeah, it? It really is. is like very much so. Really yeah. is very much so. But even our language uh, sort of uh, betrays the state of mind we're in. You know that it's kind of kind of like uh, even the not too bad or sure, like uh, no point in complaining. Uh, no, sure you know he's complaining. You know they're all little things, but they're probably drilling into your. Uh, you know, little hammer blows your psyche. Even but, saying these things, look, like, look, look, look at not too bad. That sounds like when you think about it, that sounds like something that somebody made up to kind of prove a point. Not, not is obviously not, negative. Not, it's it's obviously negative. Two. Do you ever hear it's someone say extreme. they had too good of a time? Yeah. Two is a negative thing as well, and bad. How are you? Not too, too bad. bad. <laughs> and that's how we say it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Do you know what I mean? Fucking gas. But look, it, it it kills me as well. Like you two, I think are the classic example. Everybody shits on you yeah, two. Yeah. Nobody likes you two. Biggest rock band in the world, ever on the, on the planet. People travel from all over the world to see them, and like you know, Bono pff, wouldn't listen to him if he's yeah. playing in my back garden kind yeah. of thing. Like, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Begrudgery, a lot of begrudgery as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and again, the begrudgery's come up before in the podcast, and I don't know if if it is a, it couldn't solely be an Irish thing, but I think we have it. You know what? We have begrudgery at eleven. Yeah, you know, like we've turned it up to eleven. I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's it's the fact that somebody that could be right beside you are doing really well. It's nearly like if they're doing really well, that they're clearly only doing really well to rub your fucking nose on it. Like, oh yeah, why oh, else yeah, would 100%. you want to do well for yourself? Like, yeah, and, and then if you talk about it, you're the worst in the world. Oh know? Christ! Somebody mentions that you know they're they're doing our business well, is doing well or, doing or something, right? Like even even earlier that I said. Uh, you know, in the same breath that I said that I was fucking, you know, suicidal, I said that I was earning, you know, fucking whatever it was, 60 grand a year and I had the laptop and the flash car. And even talking about being suicidal, there was people listening to that going, would you listen to your man fucking yeah. going on about how much you fucking made and how great he is? Yeah. You even know, though you're qualifying talking, and saying about suicide. Why is talking yeah, about yeah. fucking killing yeah. myself? Yeah. Like, doesn't, yeah. It just, well, because, yeah, there wouldn't be, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's fuck, it's crazy, like. Um, but look, we are who we are, fucking warts and all. And yeah. I, I love Irish people. I love Ireland. I love, I love Ireland. I think it's fucking class. And I, I don't think that's fucking. I don't think people hear that enough. Like, granted, I do plenty of fucking giving out in this podcast, and we opened up what you know our society is fucked, and we should fucking yeah, yeah. burn it all, and we need a revolution. It's not all bad. All that. It's not all bad. It really. Like I, I actually only bad. made the point there to a couple of lads at walking who were agreeing with me that when you're driving in from where I live uh, towards the town. Um, 
the Dublin Road, the old Dublin Road now, I think they call it. But uh, you you just look around there. It's you're going around with blinkers on as well. Ireland isn't a bad country, even in scenic wise. Like it, I mean, you're driving down the, the Dublin Road in the middle of summer, and you've got this view of the river and all the trees on the far side, and it's absolutely picturesque. Oh, it is, yeah, postcard stuff. Yeah, but when you when you live there, it's sometimes you just have to take a step back. And I was actually blown away, but I think I only copped it a few years ago. When the sun is shining and, and it's a lovely day, you couldn't live in a, anywhere. It's a beautiful place. But you don't see these things. If somebody else was even from Ireland, but they were just weren't from the town, they'd probably drive through and they go, whoa, this is a nice-looking town. But you don't see that because all you see is this on your way to wherever you're coming yeah, and going blink, from. The blinkers like, are yeah, on. Yeah, the blinkers yeah. are on. All, all you see is the traffic you're stuck in. Yeah, exactly. And instead of looking around and going, whoa, look at that. That looks well, doesn't it? I, I think I just put myself in. Imagine if you were just coming into this town and looked across, you'd be kind of going, whoa, that's nice. Navin's class. But uh, yeah, There's it really is. There's paving yeah. stone out of place in the, whole pl- yeah. in the whole fucking town. Or even coming up by the salsas and all that, that area in, on the left, opposite uh, Market Square, or Market, where the market yeah, is all, all the trees oh, and everything. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And the work that goes into it or whatever but again it's the blinkers on and people yeah I'm not not knocking Ireland it's, it's great but there's things that we could definitely improve on and one of them is uh, talking and again back to off the lead that's encouraging people to have conversations and yeah. talk about things that, and now that you know you talk, talk about things this evening that people might actually even if it one person even if it helps one person do you know what I mean yeah well look I, I've already heard from half a dozen people who have kind of thanked me for bothering the whole to kind of do something and, and kind of spread a you know a message or for, yeah. for want of a better term because again I haven't really defined what it is that I'm doing and I mightn't no maybe this is do it in that kind of way maybe this M- is it maybe leaving not, a kind of undefined is it's is where talking anyway first of all it's conversations and conversations are always good yeah especially to find out if the if the conversation down as I said just what happened in the football game over a pint if you're actually talking about so how are you or whatever yeah you're feeling all right and the the beauty of of the beauty of like, even just the conversation that we're having because th- this is more along the lines of the conversations that I want to have with people um, as opposed to getting in you know the rock star and the rock the celebrity yeah. and whatever and uh, don't get me wrong there's a place for all those guys and I'll get I can't wait to get on kind of more interesting people but I've asked a couple of people to come on that I thought would be good and it kind of disheartened me a little um, I, 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 what they said made me feel like oh fuck maybe I'm maybe I'm getting the wrong kind of people on a couple of people have said that they didn't want to come on because they haven't really done anything. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, like, your man's a fucking black belt and the other lad fucking wants to be national champion next Gotta year. Cycle across pissed. America. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I have no, I have no place there. And that talk about being the... The, anti, uh, the complete opposite of what you want to yes, achieve. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I want To make an elitist that the ordinary Joe wouldn't feel like he can come out and have a chat like. Yeah, no, I, I want fucking regular people like me and like you and like fucking all the other people that I'm going to get on. I want them. And don't get me wrong, I want the fucking mad cunts. as well, of course you do, yeah. Because, like, but you want it broken up with, you know, not, not everybody that's just doing extreme... Things. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like I interviewed a couple of the kind of more, uh, I suppose, sporty guys or the guys that are kind of maybe doing stuff a bit more. So uh, I, I feel like I, I ended up interviewing them, which is a mistake I'm hoping not to repeat. Um, I want to have the same conversations I'm having with yourself now. But I think what would be cool was to, is to have pretty much the exact conversation I've had with you but with someone who's doing something extreme or somebody yeah, who's, doing, yeah, yeah. who's lived abroad Which will let whatever. people know that you can be have a hugely successful or be ambitious or be driven and obsessed with something and be really, really good at it, but then have insecurities somewhere else in your life as oh, well. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, that's oh, it. No, yeah. All these people are normal. Because I think what I read out at the start did kind of cover that, what you what you sent to me that I read out at the start, start of this podcast about, you know, just uh, everybody feels the way they feel. We're all human, you know, at the end of the day. But so many people kind of cover it up or they just live by their professional persona. That's it. That's There's nothing else to see here. They only show you, they only shine out the little bits that are really good. Yeah, yeah, and they don't want, everything else wants, they want to put the, the fade into the background and only, look, this is what I do and that's all. I don't know, I'll talk about that. You need to talk about, you know, fear itself, all that good yeah, stuff as well. Like pe- people, people are living the personas. Yeah. And that's just fucking, it's terrifying, like. Mm-hmm. This idea that they're they're projecting their persona, they're not projecting themselves. And I think it's hard for people to project themselves until they've seen someone else maybe make a bit of an ego out of themselves, like I'm going to do when I do this fucking great dictator speech, and, be and, and all the other ones that I'm going to do. Because they, I, I don't know if I listen to them back. Uh, no, <laughs> I will be fucking hands over my eyes. You better, have them, ball, you, better, like. you better have them jogging shorts and, and runners <laughs> on you before you press upload on them bad boys. It'll oh, be some fuck. fucking crack. But fair play to you. And again, bringing out on the on the podcast, it's kind of like it's putting the gun to your head now, isn't it? You have to do it now. Like. Yeah, a little bit. That'd yeah. be good, like, because you did. You sent that to me about six months ago, maybe close to a year ago. Oh, uh, ten years. I'm thinking of yeah, doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I'd be brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. My original thought was to kind of reenact uh, Christopher Hitchens' um, speech or rant or, or whatever it is, because he spoke in very kind of convoluted language. Like, I mean, I remember when I got into him first. Like, you know, you'd have a, you'd be listening to him and you'd have a thesaurus in one hand and a dictionary in the other. Yeah. Just like just to kind of follow what the fuck he was talking about half the time. And my original thought was to to reenact them, but to dumb it down for want of a better term. Do you know that kind of way? So that if I had listened to it, I wouldn't have needed first time. The, yeah, and yeah. a dictionary. Exactly, and of course, whoever I'm kind of reenacting will get kind of full credit. There'll be a link to the original. It's not as if I'm going to try and pawn off the great dictator speech as, as my own work. Yeah, that's 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 not the, that's not the case. And look, I'll probably end up maybe recording my own speech. Yeah, but you know, back to this kind of progression. First, you think about it, then you tell, tell someone, someone about it, then you end up maybe doing a watered down version of maybe what you're trying to do yourself. <laughs> And then you do it yourself. So, like, put it this way: if I was ever to kind of write and record like a a speech, it'd be a hell of a lot easier doing that, having reenacted twenty different speeches. Do you know that kind of way? Because it'll kind of be lost in the pot, and people who listen to it will probably half kind of think that it's just another reenactment. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? I might just drop it out there. Without an intro, yeah, and just see and how just it goes, fucking see you know, how that flies, yeah. yeah, exactly. Without saying, okay, this is the one I've written myself. You know, deep breath. I'll yeah. probably just, just again, just and this is the this is the great thing about chatting to you here now. This is just kind of coming clear in my own head now. Do you know, kind of yeah. way I'm, I'm sometimes you have to verbalize it to no, you you do, and and in front of somebody as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like fucking, it's it's mad. And when I'm making the recordings to myself, either here in the tunnel in the evenings or. Um, out when I'm running or driving, sometimes I'll think of something. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's cool," and I'll, I'll hit record. And it's not till I say it out loud that I hear how fucking stupid it is. Yeah, yeah, but you have to say it. Out you loud, have yeah. to say it out loud. And better still, if you can say it to someone, yeah, and then fucking listen to it back because there's times when I say it out loud, it's recording. I say it out loud, end the recording, and then I listen back to all my recordings that evening. And it's not till I hear it back that I realize how ridiculous it is. So, like, you can, you can be, people are so, or people can be so convinced that 
their opinion on something is, you know, unshakable. But they've never fucking said it out loud. Never mind said it out loud to someone. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, yeah. You you might have, like, racism is a perfect example. You might have it in your head that, you know, all blacks are bastards or whatever it is. Like, pick your fucking bigoted statement. But it's not until you actually say that out loud and someone turns around and goes, wait, what what did you just say? Yeah, yeah, fucking black people are bastards. Oh, all of them? You fucking serious? Even then it makes you think. Even Dave, my mate Dave, the black guy. No, no, he's all right. No, well, black Dave's well, all right. Well, who are you talking black about? Dave's cool. It's you know, it's it's not until your views that get challenged, I suppose, that you oh, big to say, that yeah. you know if they're fucking. And I had a conversation value. with you before. Remember, uh, we were discussing. Um, oh, I think it was unions, and you were saying or le- government legislation. Remember, I was you were saying I was thinking it's big. I don't know how it got started, but basically big. Uh, Big places, their their employees should share. You know, they should share the wealth more. And you're saying you think government should bring in legislation or something to do that? And I was going, yeah, well, it should be blah blah blah. And then I realised we completely changed my opinion on what I was actually trying to say. Was no, they, what they, what they need is a union so they can get for you know they can represent themselves better. But um, at the time, I was just thinking, it's, it's just as you said, until you have, until your until your opinions are challenged, you don't really have. A valid opinion, do you? Because no, you certainly don't. You, do, you don't. Like, I mean, everyone can have an opinion on anything, but until it's challenged, until you... And you can... Again, it's one thing to go through it in your mind or maybe even challenge yourself, but it's another thing to have somebody else challenge you, you know, and and, and then obviously accepting that you, you've changed your opinion. It yeah, no, takes I, a bit of balls as well, because a lot of people are, nope, that's just it. That's the way I think. I don't want to... Don't want to change, but therein lies why people don't espouse their views. Yeah, they're kind of secretly, subconsciously, maybe afraid of because it, yeah, they might have to back down. Yeah, exactly. They might have they to might, back they down might and admit they were wrong. Like. And go, oh, okay, I'm after making a tool of myself. Yeah, because no a lot of people think like. it's wrong to admit you're wrong. Yeah, I'm absolutely. It's a sign of weakness. Some people well, think like here. Here's a good example I'm after thinking of, just in relation to how you can run something through in your own head but not until you actually say it out loud to someone that they can show you how ridiculous you are. Um, years and years ago, I was 16 or 17, you know, maybe probably early 20s or so, I um, I, I actually I wore a, a silver bracelet and on it I had a, a little key and it was the key for the padlock of the locker I used in the gym. So I had this bracelet which was a bit, you know, fucking feminine, feminine for for let's say fucking my macho fucking image at the time so mm. that I got a bit of slack over but you know fuck it I liked it or whatever and I, they kept wearing it and then I added this little silver key to it which was it kind of escalated the feminine femininity of it and again against my fucking kind of macho fucking ego driven persona of the time it's something that I got slagged a lot about and uh, I was like, oh, you know, fuck off. Uh, it's it, it's functional. I use yeah, it to yeah. open the lock on the uh, thing, whatever. You know, piss off and don't be annoying me. And I hated the look of it because I just, I didn't like it. I liked the bracelet, but I hated this key. key it, it just, yeah. it looked like, it looked like a charm on a Pandora yeah, yeah, bracelet. Yeah, 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 Do you know yeah, that kind yeah. of way? It just, it, I, I hated it. But again, I, I couldn't get past the functionality of it. It was so handy. It was so handy. It was unbelievable. And then I was chatting to uh, a mate of mine, Tony Webster, and he mentioned, he was like, Fano, what's the bracelet? What's, what's the, no, it wasn't even the bracelet. He was like, what's the, what's the story with the key, man? I was like, oh, Tony, I'm fucking sick of defending this. Listen, it's functional, okay? It's the key to the lock on my fucking uh, 
for the locker in the gym and I keep forgetting it if I don't have it on me and I wear the, the bracelet when I'm in the gym or whatever else and you know just fucking leave me alone it's, it's function okay I don't care how fucking how it looks and he goes yeah but why don't you just get yourself a co- little combination lock thing and I was like fuck and I immediately took the fucking key off never fuck wore that drawer, again never wore it again <laughs> I got myself a, you know, a two euro fucking combination, combination lock like. nice and Tony but again you can see how that is how you could mull something over in your head endlessly and not see what's so blatantly yeah. obvious to, to like Tony didn't go off and have a think about that for two weeks just come back to me just instantly he was like why don't you just get a combination, combination lock, lock yeah um, and there's something about that to people's opinions, like, and especially people's kind of bigoted opinions. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of the boys were probably just slagging you off, just for slagging you off. They weren't giving you a solution to not looking. No, like, no, uh, they, they, they weren't challenging me views, but more to the point, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about. It. Now, th- this is where the analogy kind of breaks down slightly, but um, people's bigoted views, like. This is where free speech, I think, comes into it. So, I think if you want to be a Nazi, you should be allowed to be a Nazi. If you want to hang a swastika in your fucking front window of your house, I think you should be allowed. Like, like and a lot of people would say that you know white supremacists shouldn't be allowed march down the street of Navan or organize a, a, a march on the fair green. And I say they fucking should because. That's how you know who the Boss Nazis are. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. You don't have that and you just have these people with these fucking underground. opinions in their heads and it's it's underground and you know they have their little groups on Facebook and they have fucking private yeah. meetings and it's you need you need these people's rights views. to be protected nearly to you so do. you can see how many of them there is and what they're yeah, thinking. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Now you clamp down completely on it and you have no idea what's the, going on in the underground movement. Like the fundamental law of our society I think is 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 the right to kind of free speech and to and to say what you Because every it lets everybody know what page you're on like. Yeah, no absolutely. And it gives it gives the people that whether it be the, the neo Nazis or the fucking homophobes or whoever it is, in a weird way it gives them the opportunity to have, have their, their views opinions questions. challenged. Yeah. yeah, have their opinions yeah. challenged. But I've seen it there with the rallies, I think it was for Trump on that, and there were, um, you had the white supremacist marches or whatever. But then there was, say, and they were expressing their right to uh, have a rally or whatever. Yeah. But, so say there was like a thousand of them. There was like 5,000 anti um, white supremacist marches surrounded them, like. So it kind of right. gave you, like, so they were, there was argy bargy and to and fro, it didn't get violent, but the police were there or whatever. But it, get, it kind of went, it kind of showed you, what, well, there was thousands of them boys that actually feel like that, but they're out in the streets, they're doing what they're allowed to do. But there's the reaction, you've got 5,000, 5 to 1, that felt it their needs to counter-protest, you know. Yeah, absolutely. In front of them. So it gave you numbers as well. Everybody knows what page they're on now, you know. Absolutely, and like... If if it's going to be a white supremacist march or you know an anti homo or a, a homophobic march or you know whatever the equivalent is, let them march let them out there, yeah. and let them be photographed mm. and have their faces put in the paper so we all know who they are. Quite do you, like, do you quite like, I'm proud. <laughs> like if if people have these views, let's let's let them expose themselves. If, oh yeah, if that makes and sense. all you're doing is only upholding their right. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I just think it's a kind of... A yeah, it, is, it is a good point because, as you said there at the start, like you say, I reckon people should be allowed to have their swastikas in their front. A lot of people, if you just left that statement, a lot of people say, you're off your rocker. Like, you can't allow that type of shit. If you allow that type of shit, society fall down. But it's actually the opposite when you think that process yeah, through. Yeah, society like, falls down when you don't let people voice their opinions. Exactly. And Big a lot time. of people would think the complete opposite, you know, they think you can't have people hanging. This fella is advocating people being allowed to hang swastikas. Because I don't think you're allowed, you're not allowed to have uh, swastikas. In, can you have them here? I don't think you can in Germany, can you? Like denying the Holocaust oh, is against, against... That's a, that's illegal in most of Europe, if not all of Europe. Denying the Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. which I think is, is wrong. I don't think you. Sh- I don't think there should be a lot. That's 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 anti-free speech. That's nearly it again. Like it's the same thing, and a lot of people would definitely uh, have a big disagreement by you saying that you can. You are basically advocating people's rights to um, deny the Holocaust. Holocaust. Yeah. I never got myself to to make it a law to deny it ever happened. Yeah, well, there, there because are... you're, again, you're 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 clamping down on free speech. There's Let vi- these muppets say that there was no Holocaust. There's videos online explaining how the Holocaust never happened. Oh yeah. Any amount yeah. of them, like, yeah. and I don't think they should be taken down. I think they should be left up because once they're left up, they can be exposed. And like you know, it did happen, yeah. so you can't prove it didn't. Yeah, but so you drive that shit underground, and you're giving them more of a yeah. And of course, you know yourself, like when you when you ban something, oh, it's been banned, so there must be some truth in it. Yeah, do you know that kind of way? That's it. Is um, exactly yeah. And look, people people should be allowed to spread their message whether you agree with it or not, because what it boils down to is. Who decides? You know, who who decides what is okay and what isn't okay? And that's that's totalitarianism. Mm. Like, okay, granted, you're not going to ruffle too many feathers by saying that you shouldn't be allowed to hang a swastika in your front room. But, you know, what's next? Where does it end, yeah? Do you know that kind of way? Um, and you should be allowed to sp- spread your message. And speaking of spreading your messages, I'm going to fucking skip way back to the start in relation to monetizing... Uh, this whatever it is and promoting this another aspect of uh, the kind of merchandise end of things is I'd be very interested to hear your your view on this because I think I could be onto something here so on one hand there's let's say a yearly membership of a, a five or a year uh, and again that the idea of that is if I can get um, a thousand people a year to give me a five or a year um, you know I, I can use that money to I don't know even publish or promote this online say and then if I can change that and end up getting you know 50 grand a year well there's your fucking living off well that's it that's what I was going to say to you and then you could do as you said the dream really is to I was going to say make a living off it but essentially that like if you could focus on this it means that you could do more of this stuff I do do professionally and I think there's a there's a place for this type of stuff. No, there's a different podcast. Like, again, I'm not really into podcasts too much. I don't really listen to too many. I've listened to more of your podcasts than I have of any other podcast ever. Yeah, well, that's because uh, we're best friends. Like, yeah, so. that's well, that's it. I, I don't. Re- I'm not a big podcast man, but um, I've, from the podcast I've heard, like I always kind of talk to were very similar, but this seems to be different in that it's encouraging people to talk about fucking everything and anything yeah absolutely and uh, when I say anything it's from corporations society unions suicide do you know what I mean everything and anything yeah water charges do you know everything and anything up for discussion because it doesn't happen that it really doesn't happen people might watch the news on their own and they might mutter something to their wife or whatever but when it comes to even pub conversations people don't talk about probably 
serious shit, you know. They don't, and it's because it 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 they haven't they haven't listened to it or they haven't watched it. So put it this way: somebody who listens to this conversation um, over the next couple of days, say. So today's what? Today's Monday. So let's say it takes them all week to listen to it. Or they listen to it once and get to the start and finish. Whatever. Come the weekend and they're sitting down having a pint. They can say, do you know what? I was listening to this thing about suicide. Do you know what? I was listening to this thing about politics. Do you know what? I was listening to this thing about swimming in a lake. Do you know that kind of way? It, it gives them a starting point for a, just a conversation about any of the fucking thousand things that we've covered in the last couple of hours. And even that, it's just, it's 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 a fucking, it's a spark or something. That that That's all it is and that's all it yeah, takes. Yeah, it gets you off the lead. It gets you a bit off. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It gets you off to stay um, on the television and looking at ads and not really talking about anything of any significance. But the, yeah, the the, the on the kind of merchandise, monetizing any things, this is what I wanted to ask you. Another idea that I've had is to bulk buy essentials. So let's say toilet roll or soap or toothpaste. Shit that you're buying anyway. But why not buy it off the fucking off the lead website? As good a quality as you're getting wherever you're buying it. Not in like you don't have to buy a pallet of the stuff. Um for it to work out feasible, you know, between like a getting group. it delivered. Do you mean like a group, like as in you buy pallets of the shit and then people, you make a margin on it, but people actually get it at slightly cheaper or the same price they're as there, they would? They're there about yeah. the same price. So like, put it this way. If I, I buy a bag roll off you, if that's what you're asking me. Pretty no mu- problem, brother. Pretty much. I'll buy my bag roll pretty off off the lead, yeah. And if I, it's costing me no more and it's the same quality as what the missus is buying in the shop, why wouldn't I buy it off you? Well, that, that's the whole point. And you'll buy... It's like I, a little club discount or something. Ideally, if you buy your fucking bog roll, you might buy, you know, for every... I don't know what, what the ratio is, but for whatever, whatever 50 rolls of bog roll or whatever 20 rolls of bog roll, you get one tube of toothpaste. I'm sure there's a magic kind of ratio there, thereabouts. Well, and you maybe, know more in a sales background than I would about this. this but but no, but no, not at all. But no, I'm not on about quantity breaks or anything else. But you personally, like if it takes you two months to, to use up a tube of toothpaste, how many bog rolls? Bo- exactly, how many <laughs> I'll have to start roll. counting. You may. I, w- I want to know back. <laughs> right, right. I need. I need some bog roll and some toothpaste. And throw, go throw, easy on that toothpaste, kids. Throw in soap there as well. Do you know that kind of way? So get get the the, the basics. The full. Yeah, and where did you come up with that stuff? Because it's like uh, non-perishable goods, like. Um. Well, yeah. I suppose it has to be non-perishable. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Like, like, for, but like for, from my point of view, like you know. Uh, realistically I'm going to have to be able to and I, I can do this off the back of my business I can buy two pallets of toilet roll and a pallet of toothpaste and I don't know fucking whatever else you can think of and be all legit now yeah I want any second hand toilet roll now oh Jesus no look it's, it's going to be it's going to be cheap and cheerful but no it's going to put it this way it's going to be the same grade as the fucking stuff the, the middle of the road stuff you buy in fucking Tesco or Lidl or whatever so it's not going to be any better or worse than, than what you're using it's not going to cost you any more but the proceeds go to, to off fund, the lead funding off the lead so if you're listening to this and you want to kind of contribute but maybe you don't want to just give, give me money, money yeah. or you don't want to buy an off the lead hat or a mug you know, like, bog roll. maybe you don't want to fucking uh, wear a flag as like, on your head or on your cup or promote it that way maybe you just maybe you'd like to kind of maybe I don't know what the, more. maybe you want to support it more passively yeah 
then fucking go online, type in, you know, X amount of rolls, X amount of tubes, and X amount of whatever else I fucking conjure up to sell. It just might work. Well, fuck it, it's worth... How do you get a delivery? The delivery's going to char- cost you. But again, look, if 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 the, the delivery and all that has to be worked into it. Like, I, I'll, I'll get into bed with DHL or fucking Parcel Motel or whoever it is. I'll arrange some fucking deal. I have enough of a background in selling shit to kind of make all that shit work. And I'm not expecting people to pay over the odds. What I'm expecting people to do is, instead of giving, you know, 20 quid a month to Tesco and toiletries give me 20 quid and included in that 20 quid is delivery and everything else and I mean, if, if one euro of that 20 quid goes towards funding know, promoting this and this, getting people talking so be it like well why not like, I mean it doesn't it's a no brainer isn't it if it's going to cost you the same delivery is going to be on time not going to run out yeah we will see and look to anyone who's managed to fucking stay on how long <laughs> don't want to know bro don't want to know Just nobody's getting to the end of this fucking his, podcast his New Year's makes no difference four hours fucking hell and we haven't got started not at all but we are going to end yeah <laughs> I think so so listen to anybody listening in particular I'm interested in hearing your thoughts of would you buy bog roll off me <laughs> <laughs> on that note and on that note Patter it's been an absolute pleasure cheers brother I'll have Appreciate you back it. for another fucking ah, four will, yeah. hour one soon someday someday pleasure cheers brother